93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. And today is Thursday, October 31st, Halloween. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. Jeopardy host Alex Trebek is making a pitch for pancreatic cancer awareness. He's released a public service announcement in conjunction with the World Pancreatic Cancer Coalition. Trebek is battling stage 4 pancreatic cancer. He announced his diagnosis in March and recently revealed that he's having another round of chemotherapy. The PSA, the, uh, In the PSA, the beloved game show host talked about his own experience and the symptoms he faced but knew little about and we have a clip i wish i had known sooner that the persistent stomach pain i experienced prior to my diagnosis was a symptom of pancreatic cancer other common symptoms can include mid-back pain unexplained weight loss new onset diabetes and the yellowing of the skin or eyes I know we've probably said this like a bunch of times since he came out uh, and said that he had pancreatic cancer but he's 79 Yes. Wow. I yeah, he's know. in great shape for some yeah. He's in great shape. Uh, yeah. And he really has not missed a beat. I know Nikki watched it every night. Um, uh, uh, he, he looks awesome. He's doing great. Uh, I don't know what his actual status is because he, he tends to hide it well. But uh, I, the thing we've always been told about pancreatic cancer is the thing that makes it so such an issue is because you don't see right. the warning signs. A lot of yep. these warning signs would be commensurate with other Exactly. Right. Yeah. Something that you wouldn't think would that be you would this think serious. Pancre- pancreatic cancer. And there's no real test for it either. So right, you, right. You don't go in uh, to the doctor's office thinking, you know what, I'm going to get a test. Like you can get a test for uh, prostate cancer. Right, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and breast cancer and, and many others. So um, I'm hoping that maybe uh, the silver lining in all this is that there will be more research and more awareness about looking into pancreatic cancer before it's too late. Well, look, it's the, it's the argument that they had with the PSA test for the prostate, which is the only thing that saved my life, this one simple blood test. Well, sometimes you might get a false positive. Well, okay. better that okay. than, than yeah. missing a sign that could yeah. save your life. Exactly. He notes that in most countries, pancreatic cancer is the only major cancer with a survival rate in the single digits. Trebek urged everyone to learn about the risk and symptoms and to wear purple next month to spread awareness. A man is accused of killing four of his family members, including a 7-year-old and a 17-year-old during a shooting at a home in West Philadelphia on Wednesday. Officers responded to the home, which was on the 5,000 block of Walton Avenue at about 12.40 p.m. to check on the well-being of the couple that didn't show up to work. The employer of the uh, male and female that lived in the home notified police after they didn't show up to work. They worked together, um, and they said this was very unlike them. When officers arrived, they found the four shooting victims. 52-year-old Janet Woodson was found by the front door. 17-year-old Saeed Woodson was found in a bedroom. 7-year-old Leslie Holmes Jr. was found in the kitchen. And then 56-year-old Leslie Holmes was found by the basement door. All four were pronounced dead by a medical unit. According to police, the family is known to have had trouble with a mentally unstable son. Detectives say the suspect is in custody and described as being Janet's son who family members identified as 28-year-old Maurice Lewis. They say he suffered from depression and had been clinically diagnosed. Uh, Relatives say the family just returned from a vacation at Disney World. Janet was an entrepreneur running a hair salon out of her home. Leslie Jr. attended Discovery Charter, and Saeed was a senior at Boys Latin and just started applying for colleges. This is (sighs) awful. Uh, The couple has been married for nearly two years. Uh, They got married on Easter in their home with friends and family. With rain still in the forecast for today, some towns have opted to move trick-or-treating to Friday evening instead. 
A few neighborhoods already celebrated Halloween last night. We talked about this yesterday, but uh, the smart ones are taking advantage of moving the celebration to a Friday evening, which will be a much drier day. Now, no, rain- the smart ones did Halloween last night. They're going to do it tonight, and then they're also going to do it tomorrow. <laughs> like, yeah. Just keep milking that bag. Keep going. Every time you're turning around at home. <laughs> Go to different towns. Again? Again? Uh-huh. You were here last night. <laughs> so as Preston mentioned, the rain will continue. Well, there were three musketeers. <laughs> on and off today into the afternoon. Now, it could take a break this evening, so trick-or-treating could be mostly dry, they're saying, with a spotty shower and then obviously just, uh, you know, some wet roads, the wet leaves uh, in the neighborhood. I checked the European model, the South American model, and our model, and everything looks like... Well, for so- the, in, in that in that <laughs> zone, in that, uh, that peak trick-or-treating zone, which tends to be about 5.30 till 8, 8.30, that's clear. Looks yeah. good. This would be a good time to remind people of the uh, the weather app that we have. Yes. Yeah, you oh, look out the always window. A, right. Yes. If you want to go trick-or-treating, right. look Use outside. the weather app. Look yeah. out the window. Uh, 100% accurate. Right. Uh, at about 10 o'clock, they're saying, 10, 11 o'clock, strong gusty thunderstorms are expected, and they could, could produce damaging wind gusts. Now, Preston, you said 20 to 30 miles per hour. I saw about 60 miles per hour. Holy they hell. Reach I, up to this morning. Now, that might be when the when the big storm comes in right, overnight. Yes. I was just saying during, <laughs> during the... Uh, during trick-or-treating During trick-or-treating, time. 20 okay, to 30 oh mile an hour gusts. So, yeah. uh, so if you are trick-or-treating tonight, try to go out a little bit early and then get indoors yes. before the sto- storm rolls in. Uh, there is an online petition that people are signing. It's to to move Halloween to Saturday each year. More than 155,000 people have signed it so far. You can go to change.org to sign the petition if you'd like to see trick-or-treating move to a weekend night each year. Can they move the storm? Is that possible? You know what? That would be way better. (laughs) All right, let's do sports this morning. The Washington Nationals are the World Series champs. Wow. In last night's Game 7, the Nationals came back to beat the Houston Astros, winning 6-2 to two to send the team to its first championship in franchise history. It's the only series when the road team won every game. Washington came from behind to win five elimination games this postseason, an unprecedented accomplishment. The Nats bring the first World Series championship to the nation's capital since Walter Johnson delivered the crown for the Senators in 1924. I don't. <laughs> it was a great World Series. <laughs> Yeah, Absolutely, it was. it was a phenomenal baseball World Series. Uh, the Sixers beat the Minnesota Timberwolves in a fight-filled game last night in yeah. South Philly. Joel Woo! Embiid and Carl Anthony Towns got into a brawl and were both ejected. Embiid scored 19 points before he was ejected for fighting with Towns in the third quarter, and the Sixers cruised to a 117-95 win for their fourth straight win to begin the season. The Sixers are back in action on Saturday night as they begin a four-game road trip out west with the game in Portland against the Trailblazers. Both Deshaun Jackson and Darren Sproles suited up for the Eagles practice yesterday. Jackson enters this week optimistic about his chances of playing on Sunday at home against the Bears. He missed six straight games after suffering an abdominal abdominal (laughs) injury. Yeah, right? That's kind of what I'm saying. You have an abominable snowman. Uh, in the Eagles' week two loss in Atlanta, Sproul's status is still uncertain, but it seems likely he won't return to play until after the team's bye week next weekend. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. It is indeed Halloween. Yeah. And uh, we are prepared for that. Going to play some special tunes today. Have some special conversations about this particular day that uh, many, many, many people look forward to for uh, weeks and and so on. Uh, And in fact, the decorations have been up for quite a while. I, however, uh, earlier this week, 
was at a local grocery store and already started to see uh, Christmas decorations. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're full out. I was out yesterday shopping. They're Stop it. Full out. I was with Jason. He goes, why are there Christmas decorations out already? We used to wait until Thanksgiving. Yes. Now no, we don't no, no. Now we don't no. even make it to Halloween. Halloween. R- so right in from Halloween. Over. So on Saturday, I went in to get a replacement floodlight for my Halloween decorations. And um, <clears throat> all the sections that were... 24 hours earlier, all Halloween yeah. had been converted to Christmas decorations. Oh, man. They yeah. had to, so I went, um, we waited a little bit longer than we normally do just because we were away last weekend to carve pumpkins. So I went for like, you know, those stencils you can put on the pumpkins. Yeah, I'm yeah. not like the best artist, so we need the stencil. <laughs> and everything that was Halloween was in, I was at Target. We're, we're in like four Target carts uh, and that was it. The, <laughs> the shelves were then being transformed with Christmas stuff. And I couldn't, I couldn't find anything. I'm like, there was hardly any candy left. So if you did not get your candy. You are yeah, out of luck. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going today. You know yeah, what? I I'm told a- my wife I've, this this year because I in the past couple of years, listen, we had the decorations out. We're advertising to the neighborhood. We're into Halloween. I said, we're going to get bombarded. And, and so, I, and, and both times the past couple of years, I've had to drive to Acme at 90 miles an hour to get candy. To get more to candy. To make sure you get more. Yeah. But did they have candy they did. when you went there? Acme okay. did, yeah. yeah Except I- it all had Christmas things on <laughs> I've never been when it's uh, when it's when they've run out. Usually the day of, they still are ready to go. But I was I, guess I was not. shocked, and I went to Michael's as well, and yeah. they had all their Christmas stuff out. Everything <sighs> was out, and there was just you know like the little clearance section of whatever yeah. was left for Halloween. Well, this is very telling. When I went to get replacement candy last year, from the first time early in the evening when I went to get it to the second time, a lot of the candy in the candy aisle was now Christmas. They candy. turned it over. They yeah. were turning it Dude, over. Dude, it's wow. like Disney World. Like you're at Disney World today. It's all all Halloween, you wake up tomorrow. It's it's all Christmas. Apparently, <laughs> I, I've never been there for the turnover, but apparently, November first. Money, money, like, money, money. Well, I, I just money. they mm-hmm. must have an army of people that oh, just yeah. go. Yeah, it's yeah, easy. All right. Well, anyhow, we're, we we're are going to hang yeah. in Halloween. We're going to celebrate Halloween <laughs> today. That's what we're going to do. We're not going to dive down that road. So uh, hopefully you will be with us through uh, the course of the program today. Uh, we're going to take a break. Don't forget we have a $500 Stephen Singer Jewelers gift card to give away for our Word of the Week prize. And we'll have some other things that you can win through out today's program. So let's go ahead and take a break. We will come back in a moment. The Entertainment Report, Stupid Question, That Stuff is coming up next. I will have a Halloween-themed question for you. Stay there. Preston and Steve Show podcast? Check out MMR's other audio on demand at WMMR.com or on the MMR mobile app. Hi, I'm Steven Singer, the I Hate Steven Singer guy. What does this mean, I Hate Steven Singer? Well, for starters, my competition really hates me. Watch as we get closer and closer to Black Friday. All my competition will start having their crappy sales. I must be in a business of idiots. What magical, mystical thing happened that made this diamond ring 70% less? You're just too smart to buy this crap. Buy real jewelry from a real jeweler. Come to Steven Singer on Jewelers Row. One place, one price. Or online at IHateStevenSinger.com. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Halloween! <laughs> That's scary. Imagine that. Ooh. Maggie, you're walking down a dark alley and you hear that. Halloween! You crap yourself. <laughs> All right, stupid question. Today we are going to give away a family four-pack of tickets huh. uh, for the worst-case scenario survival experience, which is now open at the Franklin Institute. So it's a Halloween-themed Question, what celebrity, what really, really, really famous person died on Halloween in 1926? Oh. Interesting question, right? Not your standard one. 
What uh, celebrity died on Halloween in 1926? 215 263 WMMR. Let's see if you know the answer. And these are people that have birthdays on Halloween. I would think a Halloween birthday would be kind of a drag. It's I mean, not as bad as I think a Christmas. It, it could be fun, depending on what you're doing, but I think anything that robs from your special I, day. I think, I think it would be almost as bad as Christmas. Really? Just because... Yeah, what are you going to do? You're not going to have a party. I mean, everybody's going to be, they've got trick-or-treating to do. You know, that's right. You know what I mean? Or maybe, yeah, then the hell with you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. The hell with you. Uh, So, but there are some famous people who have birthdays on uh, Halloween. Michael Collins, the astronaut, member of the Apollo 11 crew. Uh, he ran the command module. Uh, That's why he was wearing a spaceman costume when he was aboard Apollo 11. But uh, Neil and Buzz were down walking on the moon, and he made sure they had a place to come back to and got him home safe. He's I'm, 80. Uh, still up here just hanging out. He's 89 years old today. Uh, newscaster, former Today Show co-host Jane Pauley. Yes. She is 69 years old. She's still working. Yeah, CBS Sunday morning. Yep. Okay. You guys make fun of me for, but I watch every week. No, I, I watch it periodically. Uh, you know, I like to watch my cartoons. Yeah. yeah. Why do we make fun of you? I, I don't know. I just, oh, okay. No, but it's just easy to go back to sleep once you put that on because it's yeah. so slow paced. It's very, I mean, it's great journalism. Yeah, absolutely. No yeah. Yeah. Uh, Piper Parabo. Yes. Uh, who was in Coyote Ugly. In Very Jeep scary by, movie. Jeep by the Dozen and uh, so on is uh, 43 today. She was kind of poised to really break out. She did not. No. No. Yeah. Rob Schneider. Yes. A former SNL member and... Uh, Tiny Elvis. Tiny Elvis <laughs> and uh, has done a few movies from time to time. Uh, a lot of Deuce, the Adam Sandler movies he shows up in. Deuce Bigelow movies are guilty pleasures. I agree. Can't help it. He's 56 today. Uh, Larry Mullen Jr., drummer of the man U2, has a Halloween birthday. How is he as a drummer press? He's really good. Uh, he? He, he absolutely has his own style, which is cool. He, he plays a lot... Of what we call 16th notes on the hi-hat. Did you hear that? Okay. That's kind of part of his style. And he did some pretty cool things throughout his uh, tenure. And hey, I have an idea. Current gig with you, too. Why don't you play something different? <laughs> uh, but no, he's a great drummer. He's uh, 58 years old. And he's the best-looking dude in the band. Too, yeah, so he's yeah. he's got that going for him. Um, Peter Jackson, the director, also celebrates his birthday on Halloween. Great director. Yeah, Lord of the Rings trilogy. Uh, King Kong and many other films. Yes. Uh, he is uh, 58 today. Actor Dermot Mulroney. I okay. just thought that that name was interesting. Dylan McDermott, Dermot, Dermot Mulroney. Exactly. Dermot. He's part of that uh, yeah. confusion circle. Yeah, Dermot. Yeah. Hey, Derm. Hey, we, Mott. Wait, we had him on the him. show, and he is oh, a... Yeah. Uh, cellist? He's like cellist? Yes. He's, he's friends with Giacchino. He yeah. has actually performed studio That's sessions with right. Giacchino. Yeah. I forgot about okay. that. Yeah. Uh, nice guy. Uh, he's 56 years old today. Uh, Deirdre Hall, who's an actress on Days of Our Lives. But you probably remember her, Preston, from Saturday morning. Uh, Electra Woman. Well, she, wait, Electra Woman and Diana, Diana Girl. Girl. That was Deirdre Hall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Electra Woman and Diana Girl. Yeah, I remember. I totally remember that show. And, um, was the other one Isis? Not, uh, yeah, Isis. Isis. Queen of... 
very hot. Yeah, she was gorgeous. Yeah, she uh, was... ISIS was not a terrorist organization back then. <laughs> no, right. was, she was it's an Egyptian a queen, a goddess. <laughs> yeah, it was followed by the Taliban. <laughs> <laughs> My daughter played basketball against a girl named ISIS, and you would hear you know them yelling her name on the court, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my this god. poor thing, <laughs> right? This poor girl. It's spelled I C E S. No, it's like that old uh, weight loss uh, product called AIDS. AIDS. Oh yeah, uh, remember that? <laughs> and then a little thing came along in the oh, 1980s AIDS. called AIDS, <laughs> and kind of ended that. Should we change the name? Or? <laughs> no, By the way, stick with it. <laughs> Lou Hitler was a sweetheart. <laughs> yeah. And then World War II happened. I know. Uh, so, Deirdre Hall from uh, Days of Our Lives and uh, Electra Woman and Diner Girl, 72 today. Uh, Dan Rather, his birthday is on Halloween. I had no idea. I know. Interview rock stars. Yeah, that's right. You know what? He does the big interview. Yeah. And they're really good. They're actually very good. Yeah. And and uh, the, the people that he interviews, at least the ones that I've seen, are... They they're just they're really happy that Dan Rather is interviewing. They're them. getting a Dan Rather interview, and yeah. he he talks about things that you normally or don't associate him with. You know, very hard news, very serious Can you stuff. See my nipples through this. <laughs> no, he talk, but talking about rock music and sure, stuff like yeah. that. It's it's interesting. Uh, I do I record them and watch those. Um, We're here with the band Saint. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What an honor, Dan Rather. Wow. <laughs> He's 88 today. The dazzling uh, drumming of Preston Elliott. <laughs> uh, Brian Doyle Murray. Love him. Yeah, yeah, brother of Bill Murray. Freaking hilarious. Caddyshack, Groundhog Day. He's the mayor in uh, Groundhog Day. Co-wrote Caddyshack. Uh, oh, did, did he? he? Yeah, really? he's, he's, he's co-writer on a number of the things that you love him in. Uh, I'm still, I think, one of the f- the best things he ever did was Get a Life with Chris Elliott. Yeah. Uh, the second season. I, I mean, we don't talk about on it, but... laughing so hard that it hurts. Yeah. Is he still, does it still hold up, that show? It still holds up. What was that line where he's like, uh, he was a suck-up, Lou. You hated him. And he's just like, shut up. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. No, he's a brown kid. noser, Lou. You hated him. <laughs> right, yeah. He's talking about somebody had died. The kid or that died in yeah. summer camp. And yeah. so that meant that. Uh, <laughs> that no, spot it was, open. It was a, in the caddy shack. He could hide in the caddy shack. Yeah, okay, so yeah. Lou was the, he was the, he was the head. He was the lead caddy. Right. And, and you uh, also, he ran that. you know what part he played in uh, National Lampoon's Vacation? Do you remember yeah, him in that? Yeah, the, uh, the, 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 the cottages. The, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's eating the watermelons. Yeah, we like to send out a mailer. And uh, let's see, what else? Um, yeah, he was, he's been in tons of... Wayne's World, he was the Noah's Ark right. paid no. dude owner. Uh, so he's just that guy. He ends up in a lot of stuff in that role, those type of uh, character roles. He's 74 today. Willow Smith, the daughter of Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, is 19. She did uh, Whip My Hair back and forth. That was her hit, and now she's a constant, I guess, sort of co-host on the Red Table Talks that okay. Jada Pinkett Smith yep. does. yep. Uh, Eddie K. Thomas, who has been here in our studio a couple times, uh, from the American Pie movie. No, you're thinking of, um... <laughs> oh, wait, then who's... Oh, Eddie K. Thomas is Finch. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're thinking of Thomas Ian Nichols. Thank you. Right. Tri- triple namer. <laughs> yeah. Once again. <laughs> One with the Thomas. Yep. Uh, so he is, uh, 39 today, Finch. Uh, and then the last birthday I saw is Ad-Rock, Adam Horowitz. Wow. Of the Beastie Boys, and he is uh, 53. Would you ever imagine when they first came on the scene, you know, as sort of uh, like a like a party sort of, you know, Oh, they were, they were a novelty. That they uh, would be as substantive as they have been over the years? I had no idea, and I remember seeing a, uh, a documentary about them and some of the real rap artists at the time going, you know, they kind of laughed them off, and then they started listening to it, and they're like, you know what? There's something here. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of it had to do, even though they were, they didn't sound 
um, you know, like like you know, real street hip hop and and uh, and rap artists. Their production of the music and the beats yeah. and the and the yeah. samples that they used really, really inventive. I was just and and Watchmen the other day at the end they ended yeah, with a song yeah. called Eggman, which yes. I don't really know Beastie Boys. I don't I don't no. know deep cuts from yeah. Beastie Boys. Wait, but oh. I'm sitting here listening to this <laughs> yeah. and I'm like God damn, this is really good. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. I, I, I love it's, Sabotage. I, it's a band that I yeah. need to go back and, yep. and, to be honest, spend a little more time with. There's a show that I watched called uh, Patriot. It was on uh, Amazon Prime, and the second season of Patriot began with Sure Shot every episode, which is an awesome Beastie Boys song. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, lyrically, I, I mean, they, they can't be matched. If you driving around like... Like Fred Flintstone driving around with both feet. I mean, that is, um, it's if that doesn't lot. hit it's you. It's a lot while yes. not saying much. Yeah. And then there's some other goofy ones yeah. like, I'll stir fry you in my walk like a pinch on the neck from Mr. Spock. <laughs> okay, that's pretty stupid. <laughs> <laughs> but anyhow, uh, Adam Horowitz is. But the music. But the music. <laughs> no, listen, every, yeah. every band's got some stupid lyrics. So, uh, anyhow, let's see if we can. Get an answer to the stupid question. Uh, what celebrity died on Halloween in 1926? 215-263-WMMR <laughs> is the number. And I will go to, well, you just mentioned Fred Flintstone. Let's go to Fred. Right. Hi, Fred. You're on the air. Hey, sorry you guys bother me at work. Yes, yeah, we're, we're sorry, too. <laughs> we do it from time to time. Uh, Fred, who died on Halloween in 1926? Uh, that would be Harry Houdini is correct. And hang on the line. We're going to get your information, Fred, and we are going to give you a family four-pack of tickets for the worst-case scenario survival experience now open at the Franklin Institute. To order tickets, visit fi.edu. And uh, Harry spent most of his time uh, trying to see or trying to dispel, you know, the the fact that people could communicate with the dead and all that. He wanted proof, but he never found it. He gave a secret phrase to his uh, his uh, wife and said he would communicate to her, and that would be the secret phrase. Yeah. And then he would win the concert tickets. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so let's dive into some of the entertainment stories. We're going to begin with this. Kevin Hart uh, had posted a video yesterday uh, talking about his car accident, yes. his new appreciation on life. It was pretty wild. I, uh, they had footage of him almost directly after the accident when he was first started receiving physical therapy. They're like, man, he is banged the F up. It's kind of cut together like a miniature documentary. Yeah, it's yeah, only yeah. a couple of minutes long, but it's it's edited, and it's a voiceover, and it shows him going through his rehab and all kinds of stuff. He wanted to make sure that people saw all... I guess there were people filming him the whole time. He's like, you know, we should put this stuff together. Uh, we have a clip of him just talking about his reassessment of life. Okay, here we go. Basically, would you realize that you're not in control? At the end of the day, it can all be over, man. I honestly feel like God basically told me to sit down. You know, when you're moving too fast and you're doing too much, sometimes you can't see the things that you're meant to see. But after my accident, I see things differently. I see life from a whole new perspective. My appreciation... For life is is through the roof. So he's uh, mm-hmm. opening up about that. I wonder how that will change him, and if it will. He's always been though in a pretty even appreciative guy. Like I always, he's been very generous with what he's got. He's very loyal to his people, but it can be said a little bit. Uh, I thought it was pretty wild as they were talking about uh, the the woman who placed the nine one one call was describing how he looked, and there apparently was a under the skin a large. Uh, like a, like he, she could see like a bone sticking up, pushing out the skin on his mm. back. Oh my so, god! Yeah, yeah. Gross. Wow. Well, yeah, he broke his his spine. Spine. Three oh. spots, yeah, so. yeah, yeah. 
Uh, but he's doing better. There's it's video of him exercising and and going through rehab and, yeah. and getting his strength back and everything. He looks to be you know I don't know what kind of lingering issues he's going to have. Anytime you have back problem and a, a back injury, it can be a lifelong problem. About so. another year of of rehab is what they're saying, just to get everything completely good, and then he'll be solid. All right, uh, Lori Laughlin and her guest designer husband Mosimo Giannulli are in chaos ahead of their January seventeenth court date. On October 22nd, prosecutors surprised them with a third federal charge, conspiracy to commit federal programs bribery. bribery. Uh, and according to a source, they tell People Magazine, the entire family is in chaos right now. They knew that this was a possibility, but uh, they thought perhaps it was just a bargaining tool from the prosecution. The source was Uncle Jesse, by the way, Preston. Now that the charges are official, they are realizing that uh, there is no way to avoid moderately a moderately long prison sentence unless they are found not guilty in the trial. Uh, the insider says that the pair regret not taking the plea deal in yes. exchange for a lighter sentence, as many others have done. Uh, as for the daughters, uh, Olivia Jade and Bella, they may soon have to face music, experts tell people. Uh, Niyama Rahamani, or no, I'm sorry, uh, Romani says a, at a minimum, the daughters will be witnesses in a trial against their parents, but they could also be charged as defendants. Can uh, they can they force that issue? Can they have uh, family members testify against other family members? I know a husband, a husband and wife uh, situation, uh, they can block that, but what about children? I don't think so. I think, okay. I, I, don't, yeah. I don't think they can like they can husband and wife. Uh, the government has made it clear that they are going to keep increasing pressure on both Lori and Mossimo uh, by not pleading guilty. Uh, they are exposing their children to being charged, apparently. So, wow. Uh, meanwhile, Laughlin's co-star Bob Saget uh, says that he stands by Laughlin. In an interview, he said, I love the, the people I love and uh, people go through life and stuff happens. He said, for a while I was saying no comment. And now there's just no point in talking about it because I've answered it. Uh, what I would say is I love the people I love, and I have empathy for the people that are in my life for 35 years. I don't cut people out. And, and what more can you ask? Yeah. I mean, he's, yeah. he's being a loyal friend to someone who made a mistake. Exactly. Kylie Jenner threw a party in honor of Caitlyn Jenner to celebrate her 70th birthday on Tuesday. I'm 70 and fabulous. The... <laughs> just want to tell everyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, the party went down at No Boo in Malibu uh, with all the fan faves. Kim, Courtney, and Kendall in attendance. Kim, Courtney, Kendall, come here quickly. But <laughs> where was Chloe? Nowhere to be found. No, Kim, Courtney, she Kendall. She did send me a lovely bouquet, though, did you see? No. Huge piles of flowers. Uh, Chloe and Caitlin. And uh, 50 pounds of salmon. Have reportedly <laughs> been on the outs for some time with both of them avoiding events that the other was supposed to be at. Including- Where's my boo at No Boo? Including, uh, some are speculating, uh, Caitlin's birthday, a uh, little soiree. Sorry, she, she blew out the candles on the cake, did you see? And she actually blew the doors off the restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> I have incredible lung power because I was an Olympian. I'm an athlete. I'm huge. Um, I'm sorry, who's, who's feuding? Chloe and who? Chloe has been absent for a lot of high-profile things that the family's involved in when it comes to uh, Caitlin. She okay. did send me the flowers, though. And uh, by the way, now you don't say feuding anymore. You, you, you say beefing. Uh, so oh. back, back in 2017, uh, Caitlin had told Andy Cohen, uh, she doesn't want to talk to me. She hasn't talked to me in like two years. Uh, on Instagram, Kim, Kendall, Kylie, and Courtney... <laughs> Posted shots of the party on Chloe's Instagram. Meanwhile, there was footage uh, from a commercial that she was shooting. So, uh, 
that's what that was on. What is that video, Nick? This is on uh, Kylie's stories. Uh, she had a pretty sexy Little Mermaid costume on for, for Halloween, and then um, she uses some kind of filter. But I can't tell where the filter ends and the plastic surgery begins. Yeah, right. on her lips. Yeah. Yeah, Why do people uh, do that to themselves? They're just massive, massive lips. So Just right. be natural. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, good advice. advice. Oh, my That's God. Good People just mutilate themselves. <laughs> right? I don't get it. Do you think what, like, body dysmorphia has, and like, um, <clears throat> like, people that have it, that have had plastic surgery, the problem is that they know what they really look like? And so when no, they look they, in the mirror, they it's still, when they look at it, go, this, I know this is not me. I think the, the people uh, who have issues, <laughs> and there's some very wounded people out there. Uh, I, I think what it is really is though they have uh, they have a, a total delusion about what they look like. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's crazy. I and and I, I I'm curious. But you if, feel bad for people who who, who don't. Hey, I saw a very a, a very attractive girl yesterday who had clearly had huge lip filler done, and and I was, you know, I, I'm it was so obvious. Yeah. That, that I'm like. Do they know that it's that obvious, or do they think that people just think this is the way I look? Again, remember where they live. They live in Calabasas. They live in that area where the 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 abnormality is looking normal. No, I mm-hmm. saw somebody in person. Oh, did uh, you? Okay, yeah. And I was like, I don't need to do that. Well, but. you know, our friend Angela. She, I don't think I haven't seen her get them in a while. But when she did, I remember seeing her right after she got them. Her lips were swollen. They were actually black and blue. It was hard to not comment on them because yeah. they did look <laughs> so ridiculous. But she was like, "I love it. It's going to go down a little bit, and they're going to look great. I love oh, yeah. it. I don't care." Like, Angela's that's looked what great from day one and has never really had to do anything. But if it makes her feel good, that's fine. All right, so what about, um, like, women that have, like, skin imperfections? And are you mean, like, to... blemishes? Yeah. Or perhaps a penis? But they're able to <laughs> cover it up with makeup. What's a blemish? That's a penis. Oh. oh. But they're able to cover it up they're with They're able to cover it up with makeup. It, you know, they know. You it's know? a nine-and-a-half-inch skin tag. Right. <laughs> you know, so... Nine-and-a-half? I was an athlete. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. But if they're able to, you know, <laughs> sort of cover it up and then... It, it gives him confidence. Oh. Is there a false confidence? I don't know. You know, it's I like don't people know. who like you know suck it in with girdles and stuff like that. It's like you know, know. D- or girdles, spanks. Listen, well, I mean, that's essentially <laughs> what. Welcome what's, to 2019. I tried to suck in the penis. It didn't work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> All right. I have some other celebrity things. We could keep talking about this, but let me move on to this. Uh, a decade ago... Do you have a penis girdle? <laughs> a decade ago, former Late Night with David Letterman scribe Nell Scovell had written a piece for Vanity Fair called Letterman to Me, in which she took him to task for sexist behavior. Her complaints included not hiring enough women writers and having inappropriate relationships with female staffers on the show. Ultimately, his behavior caused her to quit. Uh, when she published the piece in 2009, she said that she had wanted women in comedy to be to get better treatment and a fair shake. Uh, Letterman never read the piece. That changed, though, when she approached him again to discuss the piece and get his take. He agreed, and it was a bit of uh, fascinating results. Um, Letterman in uh, it appears rattled by the revelations that she made in the 2009 piece. He said, you know, the other night I read the piece that you wrote 10 years ago, and I thought, holy S, this is so disturbing and sadly a perspective that I did not have. And I'm sorry that I was that way. Huh. And I was happy to have read the piece because it was angering. I felt we have ho- actual audio of him being rattled here, President. Oh. Yeah. He said, I felt horrible because who wants to be the guy that makes people unhappy to work where they're working? I don't want to be that guy. Huh. I'm not that guy now, 
but I was that guy then. So it was very eye-opening for him. He said he also called uh, the female staffers who were denied promotions uh, on the show after reading it, and he apologized to them. Wow. How did they, did they accept apologies, do we know? Or, I don't know. Or was it, uh... I don't know. Uh, Scoville then uh, calls for more dialogue between men and women, arguing that it can, in fact, make a difference. Uh, she said, we need more dialogue so men can understand the difference between criticism and condemnation. And we need more dialogue so women can voice discomfort without fear of retaliation. Dave's willingness to speak to me on the record is part of him making amends. His acknowledgement of mistakes and regret go out to those who were wronged. Uh, they also go out to the enablers and defenders of his behavior. And that's really, that's equally important. You know what mm, I bet uh, changed, helped uh, help him evolve was the birth of his son. I, I think he really wants yep. to be a good father yep. and uh, set an example. And part of being a good father and setting an example is uh, owning your mistakes yep. and acknowledging the things you did wrong in your past. Because he used to be, I mean, he was known to be kind of a dog. I yeah. mean, he was working his way through the uh, the staff. Yeah, and a curmudgeon on set and all yeah, of that yeah. stuff, Yeah. yeah. Uh, let me see what else I have here. 63-year-old Linda Hamilton reveals that she ate zero carbs and trained like a maniac to get back into top shape for Terminator Dark Fate, which opens on the first, opens tomorrow. She looks great. Uh, this time, she said, I ate no carbs. Hmm. She said, see, you always have to give up something. Uh, but she said, but obviously, the training is different as a woman of a certain age. I recommend 10 to 20 500-pound deadlift. <laughs> <laughs> For the girls, for the girls, yeah. At when uh, when I'm there at the, at the uh, at the curves salon, uh, uh, there's no way. So I actually pick up the machines. Right. Uh, she said I could work out just like I had for Judgment Day and not put on the muscle because you need hormones for that, and I don't got them. <laughs> that would have been great if Caitlyn was the new Terminator. Oh my God! <laughs> Come from the future to kill your mommy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she she it's, it's different now at this age. She can't quite work out like she did, and and really tone up uh, for uh, Judgment Day. So I'm curious to the conceit you see in the trailer for the movie. She goes to the door of a house and Terminator, the Terminator that we know from the original movie, is there <laughs> with, is. with a beard. <laughs> yeah, look who it is. Did you bring some s'mores? Uh, uh, it's ambrosia. I love it. It's the fuel we cyborgs use. <laughs> um, ambrosia. <laughs> absolutely. The little marshmallows, when they explode, it creates the energy that combines. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so he's got a beard, and apparently he has become very much human, you know? So he's... he's yeah, he's aged. Yeah. Uh, so how is Arnold still around as an older Terminator? They had to write that in. Right. It's Arnold's yeah. the big ticket. They right. had to write that in. They because you remember... It what is living the original, tissue? The original is it conceit was yeah. it, it was living tissue on top of a... It of is. a cybernetic uh, skeletal system. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. But, you know, if they can figure out how to do that, they can maybe figure out how to not make that stuff age. I don't know. Well, they did the whole the whole movie, The Irishman. Half the movie is done with the anti-aging uh, yeah. uh, software. Yeah, yeah. They well, they're that. going to retrofit anything into yeah. uh, Arnold's real age. Sure. So yeah. it's all good. I mean, it's... Um, yeah. It's wonderful. It's all make-believe. It's good cinema. Yeah. Good time at the movies. Uh, Melanie Griffith uh, still has it at age 62. I meant to look up the picture. I didn't see this. The star sure has what? Shared a sexy selfie of herself in a bra, underwear, and heels in her vast closet. Uh, so I'd like to see that. See if you guys can find that. Melanie Griffith, um, a sexy selfie of herself today. She captioned it. She was in Working Girl, Preston. She was. Uh, and she, there was a time where she was just stunning. Uh, so she wrote, so these two awesome, creative, incredibly chic stylists, uh, Sweet Baby Jamie and Simone Harouche, 
have started this amazing new lingerie line called the Kit Undergarments. She looks great. Wow, she looks I, wonderful. It looks like she's tamped down on um, the lip enhancement lip stuff and just let, you know. I like yeah. the long hair, too. Uh, she said, I love everything they have <laughs> made and, by the way, want one of each. They also donate a portion of anything that you buy to charity. Follow them. The kid is donating 3% of every piece sold to women's cancer research in October. And for anyone who posts a shot in their underwear and tags at the kit undergarments, huh. an additional dollar will be donated. See, I'm, I'm a little bit ashamed to admit that, um, like, almost, uh, I noticed almost immediately uh, how awesome her closet is. And uh, and not her body and how great she looks. Look Kathy, at the lighting. <laughs> I mean, mm-hmm. dude, that's an amazing closet. I thought, Kathy, you would appreciate it. Yeah, the shoes are nicely organized. <laughs> Boots are on the <laughs> bottom shelf. Well, listen, she's a, she's a uh, Hollywood actress, lots of money. Yeah, I'd like to see more of that closet. I yeah. get my lingerie through Eddie Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> that's wonderful. And Sears. Sears. Yeah. It's where America shops. That's right. Uh, so Kate Upton is not here for the misogynistic feedback that she got after weighing in on a controversial call during the World Series. Her hubby, Justin Vandeler, Verlander, uh, Verlander I'm sorry, was uh, pitching for the Astros against Washington Nationals Tuesday night. She vented on Twitter, I love talking about sports and reading all the dumb misogynist comments. It reminds me that women need to keep fighting for equality in 2000. It's 2019, but it feels like the 1950s. So I guess people were beating up on her because it's a woman's well, perspective. Yes. Uh, first of all, all she's really doing is defending her husband and her husband's right. team. It was a really controversial call. It could have gone either way. So her opinion was just as valid as everybody else's sure. opinion. And then people started dumping on her because she's a, you know, quote unquote, blonde bimbo who shouldn't have an opinion about sports. Right. Uh, so not much on this, but a man watching Harvey Firestein's show. Uh, on Bella Abzug, Bella Bella, apparently pissed in the lobby. What is this oh, now? Uh, the Stars Manhattan Theater Club show is playing at the city center stage. And that's all that it's it says. It. Like, there are no details that about this guy. That is the worst coverage of a story I've ever heard. Taking a leak in the lobby. They didn't say if they got the guy. or Theater what. goer ventilates Lincoln's head. Yeah. I, like, was <laughs> it in protest or was he just old? I don't know. Or was he drunk? What, what? Yeah, exactly. I don't know. But uh, he pissed in the lobby. That's okay. all. Right. Okay. That, that is all. All right, and then, this just said yes. a guy pissed in some lobby somewhere. Yeah. More of this as it develops. Exactly. I, I will. If anything comes up, I yeah. will indeed let you know. One more quick story. Uh, shortly after the news dropped that Naomi Watts's top-lined Game of Thrones spinoff got killed, fans learned that House of Dragon is set to go to series on HBO. Uh, the action will be set 300 years before the time of Kit Harington. And we'll focus on the beginning of the end of House Targaryen. Is that, this, that's a story I'd like to see. Is this basically real Housewives of Westeros? <laughs> yeah, it might be. <laughs> Wait, so I'm sorry, Preston. Were there two in the works at the same time? Yes. And this one got greenlit and the other one got canceled? Yeah, for okay. the most part. They had done a pilot for the other one. Okay. Uh, but they, uh, they, they decided not to go with it. They maybe thought, I think they maybe wanted to... I think that was going back too far, the okay. other one, and, and that the, the interest was a little bit lighter on that as opposed to this. Because we know the House Targaryen, and for those who watched, and might be intrigued by, okay, what's their what's their backstory? Uh, George R. R. Martin is writing the script with Ryan Condal, and it will be based on Martin's book, Fire and Blood. Has that book, has, has, the, has his book been finished? Is the series, book series finished? Or you know what I don't the know. the hell's going on? That's a good question. Uh, because I'm I'm curious if I will if I'll finish reading that or not because I've finished the you know the the TV series but I don't know I probably will all right um, clips let's do them. 
So excited. Halloween clips. No, not really. Uh, a respected, <laughs> I mean, it's on this. Yeah. Yes, indeed, we are doing it on yeah. Halloween. Thank you. A respected professor uh, becomes the director of a rural church choir in a new comedy called Perfect Harmony. Scary. In this clip, <laughs> Anna Camp sees similarities between herself and her character, Ginny. Here we go. There's a lot that I relate to about her. You know, I, I grew up in a, in a place where you didn't really embrace that darker side of your personality, um, and, and you wanted to present this very perfect image and I think that's what she wants to do too. She's one of the pitch perfect girls so yes, she, she should be I like, like her. Fit right in. I like her too. She was good in uh, The Help if you remember yes. she's in that too. Is she in Kimmy Schmidt as well? Is she the uh, obnoxious socialite Steve? No, that's um Oh, you know she might be. I yeah, there it is. Yeah, she is. Yeah. yeah. Deirdre, Deirdre. <laughs> yeah, Robespierre. <laughs> Robespierre. Yeah. <laughs> she was good at that. Yeah. Uh, brand new episode of Perfect Harmony is at 8.30 on NBC. Here's the next one. One last rock icon will sit down and talk about their music and career Ooh. in the season finale of Mixtape. And in this clip, Mickey Dolenz remembers convincing his television show to make Jimi Hendrix the opener. Here we go. I suggested to the producers of our show that would be a really cool opening act because they're very theatrical. And the Monkees was this theatrical act. It was a bit of a mismatch uh, because Jimmy would go out to open for the Monkees, <laughs> right. and it was teenage girls. Yeah. And they just wanted to see the Monkees. And you have a musical genius on stage getting booed off. And they'd be back there night. like. They're going, but th- then again, their adoration for this, someone should have said, this is, really isn't a good fit. I know, I know. But they, they listen, they had a venue. They, they had a, yeah, a big audience. A and they were like, we need to show this guy off. Yeah. And uh, they wanted to do the right thing. And they, were, they, they felt they were helping out Jimmy. So anyhow, uh, the fi- finale of Mixtape is on X- Access TV tonight at 8.30, by the way. And that is it for your... Halloween version of the entertainment I'm report. Scared. I know you should be a scared. Um, so let me see. We are going to take a break. We're going to come back and uh, we're just going to chit chat. We're going to have a good time this morning. We have a few things going on. We'll tell you about it in a little bit. Stay with us. Here comes the MMRB. Join Brent Porsche Thursday from 7 to 9 at the Union Tap, 2711 Comley Road in Northeast Philly for the Bud Light Platinum Thursday Night Huddle. Enter to win Eagles tickets and signed Eagles merch, courtesy of Bud Light Platinum. And enjoy 250 Bud Light drafts and $3 Bud Light Platinum bottles. 93.3 WMMR. Everything and everywhere that rocks. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. So, yeah, we're talking uh, trick-or-treating uh, because, of you know, the weather's going to open up, uh, hopefully. I saw, um, costume-wise, a uh, Google Trends measured the most popular Halloween costumes nationwide. Essentially, the most searched okay. uh, for uh, purchase, I yeah. think. Uh, and so, here are the ones that are their tops as far as uh, searches and purchases go. So, uh, number five on this list is The Descendants. Oh, well, there we go. I'm a big fan, huge yeah. fan. Uh, any particular character? No, it just said in general uh, they search for descendants. So I yeah. think I would dress up as Mal. Uh, would you be yeah, Mal? Don't you think you'd be as Mal? Who, who's know. Dove Cameron? Who, which one is that's that? Mal. Mal. Okay. Yeah. Maleficent's daughter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Avery was her a couple of years ago, and that's the thing. Descendants have been around for a little while, so they got three movies out. I, I think I have the body for it, don't you think, Preston? <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, you yeah, do. Yeah. I think you could that pull that sort off. Sort of waifish. Uh, but uh, there's a couple of good characters in there. Uh, number four are dinosaurs, and I think that means the inflatable 
Oh, they're T-Rex, awesome. Which they crack me up. Every time. Yes. I love seeing the inflatable Any dinosaurs. Any application, especially away from Halloween, just standing at line at the DMV. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. I love it. Mm-hmm. I get along with my ex-wife pretty well, but I have a bit of a beef with her right now because she said no for no good reason to my son for the inflatable dinosaur for Halloween this year. I, I can't go. I, I'm like, why? How's she didn't per- give you a reason? No. How's she- the peripheral vision in that thing? I don't know. I don't really care. It looks yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I would imagine it can be a little bit hard to see. And Listen, you I can... Suppose. Kids can trip over stuff. You see them fall down on on Halloween all the time, yeah, it's and it sucks. I remember. Uh, no, it is not. <laughs> a kid fell down walking up to get candy Aww. at our house, and I'm like, "Oh no!" And he's crying his eyes out. And I'm like, "No, you didn't. They don't it want that tonight." Just gets worse as you get older, little man. Uh, <laughs> number three is Spider Man. I found that huh. kind of interesting. Spider Man's on a massive uptick. Always popular, man, yeah. but uh, yeah. now even bigger than ever. That's what we're being this year, Spider Man. Okay. Uh, but it's like a special. Costume. I had to get a. a... And there's a tie. No, no, no. I don't know. Are there different <laughs> oh, types with the, of with the, sure. the Spider Man legs that come out the back? And we don't have the legs. It's just I don't know. It was. Are it there was... gold accoutrements? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so yeah. the most recent. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's what it is. Yeah, yes, by the way, we needed the one with the gold on it. Yeah. If you play any of the Spider Man video games, there are loads of costumes. How that he good wears. was that last game? That was awesome. It was I fantastic. I, I may dive back into that. Uh, number two. Here's a classic and uh, a witch. So that's pretty cool. So, I do like the fact that that still resonates. Uh, There's always a good... classic, classic witch, like a crone witch, like a Macbeth witch. I don't know, just witches. Yeah, just yeah, the yeah. Theme in general. Last so. night on uh, on schooled, um, the 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 teacher tries to scare the kids into not scaring other kids. So uh, he they show the kids what they call a documentary called the Blair Witch Project because it takes place in the nineties. Yeah, and the kids are mortified. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. That's funny. Um, when we were younger, my mom used to make her own um, Halloween makeup, and mm-hmm. I think she used it, it, she definitely used food dye. Yeah, but she um, made the makeup. Yeah, and it was like Crisco and food dye. If I could find, wow, she was going out as a cake. Yeah, I would it, also like. Would it stain your skin for a little while? I don't. I don't remember that. But it, you know, my because my sister was a witch and I was a devil, and so I had a red face and she had a green face. But like our faces were so shiny because it was, you know. A, well, you had lard on your face for Christ's sake! <laughs> what did you think was going to happen? It's animal yeah. fat. I know. <laughs> Why would you put lard on your face? Oh man, um, listen. Uh, we, you know, my my parents also smoked, and they put like, cigarettes on your face, dude. Steve, I used to put ashes on my face all the time, like yeah, you know, like eye black. We well, used to do that uh, too. under your like eyes. Yeah. They only have carcinogens in them, so yeah. I would tell you this though. I I, I got this book as a kid. It was a Stan uh, Smith's Guide to Hollywood Makeup. Okay, and it, and so they gave some easy things, and a lot of it that time what they were using before all these latex appliances they'd use common gelatin and if you let if you uh, heat up gelatin and it, when it's still in its sort of liquidy mushy stage apply it to your skin and, and push it out it will dry like scarred burned skin oh, okay and okay. it'll yeah, stay yeah. on it'll adhere really nicely okay and then you can use red food coloring to mm-hmm. cover in the crevices and you can take like cigarette ash or whatever you want to do and it, it makes a really solid um, burn victim. I would imagine yeah. you had caro syrup too, right? Caro syrup as well for the blood. For the yeah, blood. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you just had a little red f- Very easy. dye yeah, and yeah. boom. You gelatin. Got blood. Re- common knocks gelatin. Yeah, no I- kidding. Obviously, the quality of, of um, store bought Halloween it's costumes through the is, roof. is through the roof. But 
They are way too expensive. You get you They're get a Halloween spirit. It's, it's just put lard on well, your face. Just put lard and, and cigarette ashes on your face, and you're good. Casey, and and I don't <laughs> mind paying a decent amount for a good costume, but the quality that you get and the price you pay is way mm. off. I was way off. I I paid had, about yeah. thirty bucks for I got and I have I didn't wear it today, but I, I'm going to be wearing it later on. It's there's a whole series of costumes that look as if you're riding on the shoulders of something. Yeah, yeah, yeah I love yeah. the fake yeah. legs. They're great. They're fun. So I got one that's a vampire, and I got one for my wife that looks like sort of like a a dark troll with glowing red eyes. Yeah, and they're awesome. And they yeah. were like thirty bucks, and they're really put together well. Are they inflatable or no? No, no. Okay. What you do is you stuff the legs, what are supposed to be your legs. So right. your legs go down through the costume, yep. and then what are supposed to be visually your legs are fake. Uh, you stuff with newspaper or bubble wrap, okay. right? And so they're off to the side, and <clears throat> it looks great. Where did you get? Did you, I assume you bought it online, online. right? Online, yeah. See, that's the thing. So, like Halloween spirit or whatever. They need to. Uh, they up, need to up the deal. Yeah, because people are going to get it online. My son is just going as a uh, like a perjurer, you know. So he's got like one of those like. Are you going to say a pervert? I'm like, oh my god! <laughs> no, that's me. Um, no, but like the, one of those LED purge masks. Oh, okay. They're really, thought, really cool. Looking. I thought you meant like in court. Or... Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, he's a liar. <laughs> oh, what are you? I'm a liar. Is, is Purge, is so is that a, I, I'm sure that's sure. a big thing, right? Dude, yeah. it's, and it's an easy costume. Easy costume. The mask. Cost thirteen bucks on Amazon. Okay. Yeah. I got it in a day, and then all you have to do is just wear like a hoodie. Does he watch the movies? No, okay. but it's a cool looking mask. Right, cool man. looking, yeah. it's scary. By the way, somebody wants to correct me. Crisco is not Crisco is not lard. It's hydrogenated vegetable oil. <laughs> oh, so there you go. Come on. All right, close <laughs> enough. Yeah. Number one on this list of uh, the, from Google Trends, the uh, most popular Halloween costumes. Number one is uh, Pennywise. Uh, and this year, of if course. If you can pull it off, it's a great costume. Which Pennywise do you prefer? I mean, they're both awesome. But I like the, them both. Yeah, the um, original uh, from the miniseries is great. Yep. Uh, I mean, with with those with the needle teeth. Yeah. In, in that scene where he's like that, uh, I think that's pretty awesome. But I do like the, the Skarsgård version a lot. It's really so, good. Uh, pretty cool. Do you know what? another popular one, Preston? What? That I've seen pop up a few times <clears throat> from uh, The Conjuring 2 and the movie The Nun. If you, the evil nun with yeah. the, the very white face. Okay. Uh, terrifying. Yeah. Um, so if I go as Pennywise, I'll do it next year. And, like, I want to really commit to the costume, so I'm going to smoke meth for a year. So, yeah. I, okay. so I get those, <laughs> those, those needle teeth. Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, who wants to wear a mouthpiece? Yeah. So what is what do you think is the best costume you personally have, have ever worn for Halloween or Halloween party or whatever it may be? Because I'm looking back in my mind, and I've never really had any really good ones. I have. None that I've gone and said, wow, that was, okay, I'm pretty proud of this. I would do the makeup. So I was doing years ago. So I would do stuff like I I, I bought um, little circuits and stuff from uh, Radio Shack. And I did that burn makeup and put, like, you could see transistors through the burned skin. So it looked like I was like a cyborg. Like a cyborg. Okay. And I got um, the lenses, the contacts. That go in and make your eyes wide over and all that stuff. They're a little iffy now, I know. They're, they it can be problematic, but <laughs> I look pretty damn good. Yeah. The, the bitch of it is, is unless you have a costume that is sort of, you can get around it and enjoy, it becomes kind of a, oh, my God, this freaking thing. We we used to, we knew a guy, Cosmo, who was great, and he would yeah. do these elaborate costumes, and they were sensational. But no matter what party he went to, he'd have to stand in the corner. Yeah. At one time, he was literally a row of latrines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Urinals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like urinals. Yeah. 
and the thing stuck out like six feet on both sides of them. It was yep. horrible. Yeah, mm-hmm. you still have to be comfortable. I always loved the making your own costume. Like the costume in a bag for me is kind of yeah. like mm, whatever. Know. You know, like if if you can put something together on your own, right? I love that. And as a kid, my mom always did that with us. Like we would give her an idea and we'd somehow put it together. We rarely. It's fun. Got. I think in in elementary school though, I do remember being strawberry shortcake with like just the plastic, you know, like yeah. smock and then the plastic mask. Did it smell good though? <laughs> Probably. In schools, do they? Speaking of that, do they let you? Is or is it verboten to have no mask? Kids? No, no. Uh, we're, we're allowed to have, yeah, we're allowed to have masks. It depends on okay. the school. I, I saw a, a report actually where they were going back and forth. Nothing like uh, at least at our school, nothing gory or violent or anything like that. But they they were able to wear masks. I remember wearing my Wolfman mask. I I saved up birthday money to get my Wolfman mask <laughs> for Halloween, and uh, it was you know a latex thing, and it looked really good. But you would. Die. The heat was yeah, so yeah, intense yeah. in this thing. Yeah. It was unbelievable. A, mask is a, a real good yeah. mask is a big commitment. Oh my god! Unfortunately, I thought my favorite costume I ever wore was a. I was a nerd ghost. So instead of having white sheets on me, I had plaid sheets on me. Mm-hmm. But that was fun. And then I dressed as a nerd for one of the Y one hundred Halloween shows. That was it was fantastic, and I have an awesome picture of it. Okay. Worst costumes though are the ones you have to explain. The ones where you have to wear <laughs> it's too elaborate. No one. Where somebody, somebody, at least somebody, or like has a to get pun it. or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. <laughs> I guess you know what. Probably my favorite costume. I was in sixth grade, as you guys know, I'm a massive Beatles fan. Yeah. My best friend at the time, Brad, and I went as uh, I was Paul McCartney and he was George Harrison, and so we had my mom, you know, get these black collarless suits. Nice. And uh, and we made Beetle uh, boots. No, we, well, I don't remember what we yeah. were in on our feet, but we had uh, we made. Um, uh, cardboard guitars. Mine was like Paul's Hofner bass. It was left-handed, so I had to, it was felt weird. Yeah. I had to go around all night <laughs> playing left-handed. And we had a little tape recorder because it was that long ago mm. that had twist and shout cool. on it. And if anybody asked us to play a song, we'd get there and we'd play it. And we'd <laughs> That's great. Pretend I, that we were singing, doing the backup parts. It was cool. I really liked your Warriors costume. Uh, well, Warriors was a great costume. Was so the you were, yes, and from, then yeah. from uh, this, if you've never seen the movie, it's these. Highly stylized street gangs, but and also, uh, the Furies are one of my favorite gangs. Also, you got into it with one of the uh, a hole uh, stagehands at the the truck or whatever, and you looked like a total badass. Oh, I like, did. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that was it. Uh, that was at the Electric Factory. Electric Factory. Yeah. yeah, and they started their show like forty minutes late <laughs> yeah. because I got into it with them. <laughs> well, you've done some pretty elaborate costumes for Shamoween. Like you, you and your wife have gone out uh, all out a few times, and and. Um, yeah, we were Gomez and yeah. uh, and Tish last year. That it, was fun. It's hard in that crowd because there are some <gasps> knockout amazing ones. Wait a minute. Okay, now I remember my favorite one. We now were, it all floods back. We were Dog, the Bounty Hunter, yeah. and Beth. That was a solid. <laughs> that was one. good. And that then the one fun. you've done, uh, you've done a few with your daughters over the year. Your daughter over the yeah. years. Yeah, yeah. That we don't do that anymore. Yeah, I, oh. I, I, I think this is the first year that we're not doing. It. <gasps> it's over. I know. Well, Nothing's I, over. I, I've been told this is the Dude, last year. I don't want to go trick-or-treating, Daddy. Yeah. What? I don't want to go trick-or-treating anymore. Coming back for trick-or-treating. The candy can't eat. Popcorn balls. Louisa. <laughs> Wait a minute. This is your last year, I, maybe? I've been informed by my 13-year-old son <clears throat> that this might be the last year. Father, However, can oh my you, God, would you my... please come into the library? I need to discuss something with <laughs> my you. My 17-year-old is still going out. Well, tonight. I think this is the last year that I'll be allowed to tag along as an escort to okay. trick-or-treating with him. However... Gotcha. Casey, you'll be very proud because the costume he did get was a ghillie suit, and he has oh. informed me, and I, I just post, posted a picture on uh, on Instagram. I'll show you in a second. He's informed me he plans on hiding in the bushes at every house he goes yeah. to. Yeah. Okay. So I had to give my ghillie suit to um, a family friend. I'm like, what? I'm a little bit upset. 
Why did you have to give it to him? Because they asked for it. Okay. Wait a you second. You let that out all the time, though. No, no, no. I, but on Halloween, I had to give it up. On, Preston, isn't know, the tradition, <laughs> don't you one day hope your sons will wear your ghillie suit at their wedding? Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah. Hand it down. You can't, yeah, yeah. you can't bank on that, but you pray <laughs> they'll want to do that. Uh, we'll leave it out, Marissa, who by far, I think, does the most inventive costume. Yes. She's really good. All of us. She always makes her own. Are you doing a pop culture thing this year, or are you even doing a costume this no, year? No, I'm not getting dressed up. I was sick all last weekend, so I didn't go out, and um, no plans today, because there's no trigger... Tr- I mean, there is trick-or-treating in my building, but right. I don't... Can I... May I recommend something next year? Because... There- the, the character and I've uh, you know I, I love this movie Trick or Treat and this character I have on the on the the uh, console right here Sam, you're of a stature that would fit that perfectly, and and now it's it's starting to become known. So think about that for next year. So it's like a petite little scarecrow, scary scarecrow. Right, right, right. Hmm. Yeah. What is that again? So this character here, Preston from the movie Trick or Treat. And I haven't seen the movie Trick or Treat. Yeah. So this the same way the Crypt Keeper runs through. Tales from the Crypt. Uh-huh. This character okay. runs through. Doesn't say anything, uh-huh. but it's uh, it's uh, Sam for Sam Wayne, the uh, the the festival, the Halloween. Okay, and uh, it's really cool. But so you guys are thinking of favorite costumes. I think mine is a toss up between um, Little Kim in Jail, which is the first year I met you guys. Yep. So I, I grabbed your boob that year. I made. I took one of those. <laughs> you didn't know it was. You I, I like. Oh she was wearing God. a fake like uh, they call it like a chicken cutlet yeah. on the outside. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I just saw this fake rubber thing, and I grabbed it. I'm like, I am essentially squeezing her boob. Yeah. It's and so I was boob. like, oh, my God, Yo, that was also idiot. Thank God that was well before Me Too. Yeah. yeah. Um, how did uh, you have that applied to your skin? Because you really ran the risk of that falling off and boobage just hanging out. Yeah, I think I just put, like, a whole bunch of, like, tape on it. Just mm. kind of left it there. Dump, I took one of those, like, jailhouse uh, uniforms and yeah. just cut out half of it and literally just had it hanging out there. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's funny. Uh, so between that one and then I think it was a year before that, I did. I hadn't met you guys yet, I was uh, Fat Britney Spears. And if you guys <laughs> oh, remember, I remember oh, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is a picture you showed us. Okay. It was when she came out at the VMAs. And, like, listen, <laughs> yeah. it, um, it was being mean. She is not, you know, she's yeah. beautiful, Britney yeah. Spears. Um, but she came out in this black sparkly um like lingerie outfit and was dancing and like she was a little chubby well, and was thick as they say. So I took a pregnant belly and I took out like half of the stuffing and then I put uh the outfit on top of it and went around like that and danced around. I think fun. the best I've seen you do was the Kim with the sham- Kim Kardashian with the champagne glass on her that butt. Was good. And the champagne was arcing sh- back over yeah. her. That was unbelievable how you put that that arcing champagne yeah. Used like uh, some kind of foam glue or something yeah, like that. Yeah, I use that expanding stuff that you get at Home Depot. It was incredible. Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was very impressive. And then Angelina Jolie and all her kids when she was adopting all the kids. <laughs> <laughs> she, that was a costume one year. That was yeah. good. And then Marilyn Monroe last year, I thought was pretty, or maybe two years ago. That was pretty fun. Yeah. Um, Kath, when you and uh, Kristen Gams were yeah, Samantha Ronson and, and uh, whatever her face Lindsay is Lowen. Lindsay Lowen, Lowen. that yeah, was great. She, she was Kristen was a redhead, so uh, it was like an easy costume. I brought my own headphones from work. Wrap them around my my sure. neck and wore a striped shirt. It's funny though if you go through the costumes. If you go through the costumes from from year to year to year, it's sort of a thumbnail sketch of what was happening in pop culture. I now, have Samantha Ronson right now would would really mean nothing. I actually have a list here from Cosmo, the Halloween costume everyone was wearing the year you were born. Wow. I will go through those in a moment. Casey okay. has something to add. Real no, quick. I just wanted to say, Kathy and I, we joke, uh, and and I think this is a great way to knock uh, the the hot girls down a peg. 
is um, instead of saying, like, oh, you're a oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. sexy, in- <laughs> instead of sexy, take the word out and replace it with ugly. Okay. Oh, my, oh, oh, my so, oh you're an ugly cheerleader. <laughs> oh, you're an ugly Mr. Rogers. And, oh, it's the best. <laughs> is it? It's like saying apology accepted when nobody apologized. <laughs> Have you tried it yet? Um, no. No. You know what's really great? You go into a bank with a gun and point it at him and say, this is stick him and they give you money. Have you done that? No. No, you got to do it to the right people. Like, I would do it to somebody who would... Did you do it to the right people? Yeah. All right, well, let me... <laughs> I mean, I was going to try and finish the sentence, okay, but... Uh, yeah, no, I... no, no, that's all right. Let, let, me, let me go through the uh, the year we were born. Marissa, what uh, what year were you born? 1983. Uh, 83. So the most popular costume that year was Madonna. Uh, it says here, in 1983, Madonna fans loved the singer's edginess and wanted any excuse to dress up like the Material Girl. So she was oh, a hot cool. uh, costume. So that would have been, um, okay, like this, the classic Material Girl look. Oh, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. With the wedding, the lace, yeah, yeah, and, and all, and all that, that stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yep, absolutely. All right, who's next? We're going, we're going uh, youngest to oldest. Kathy. Me. Kathy. Uh, you... 91. <laughs> Shut up, <laughs> your mouth. <laughs> Right. 78. 2009 minus <laughs> yeah. 46. Oh, wow. Here we go. Tony Monero from Saturday Night uh-huh. Fever. Oh, okay. Because the movie was out, and uh, it says many people hit the dance floor in 1978 wearing their best look from Saturday Night Fever. The film was released at the very end of 77, yeah. so mm-hmm. it was still hot. Yeah, my dad may have actually dressed up as that for Halloween. All right, Nick, when you were you born? Casey and I are both 75. All right, 75. Well, there you go. It was Jaws. <laughs> what was it, Preston? <laughs> What was it, Preston? This this music's too loud. I can't figure out what it was. Uh, So Jaws was uh, the shark getting all the attention in 1975. So I guess people would do, you know, put on dorsal fins and things like that. Yeah, yeah. Or characters from the film. I had a friend in college who did uh, many years later, but did Land Shark, and that was pretty fun. Land Shark's a classic from SNL. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, on to me, 1968, and that was Casper, the Friendly Ghost. That's. Wow. Thanks to successful books and a cartoon, Casper the Friendly Ghost made trick-or-treat appearances in 1968. That, that was like lazy parents. They'd be and, like, uh, you're, you're, you're Casper. No, Kathy, it would have been Steve back then, you know. Who, who, who made those costumes that, that you bought, oh, bought oh, off the Oh, they rack? were, oh, oh, God. The and name. it was the standard little A plastic mask. mask with a smock. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What was and the company, Preston? I, I can't, for the life of me, I can't remember. remember. That, they were the only company yes. that you'd see, and they'd be, got, you guys, you'd go into like the... Uh, like the Woolworths or whatever, and yeah. there'd be stacks of them. Yep. In fact, I, I believe we did an entire topic about this. Was because... it Ben Cooper? Uh, Incorporated? I'm not sure, Nick. Maybe. Yeah, it looks like, because there's a C-3PO that, that looks pretty clear. They went bankrupt in the 80s, and uh, probably. No I'm going to guess exist. mine, because I'm the oldest. I'm going to guess well, who would have been most popular when I was born. I'm going to guess Woodrow Wilson. <laughs> Stop it. 1959. <laughs> 59 was Marilyn Monroe. Ah. Uh, the seven-year itch to Some Like It Hot, which came out that same year. Uh, one of my favorite movies. The icon was uh, at her peak, and it was impossible not to run into a lookalike during Halloween. So we were bookended by Marilyn Monroe and Madonna. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Two kind of uh, very iconic female yeah. characters that were not characters, Why, why really. did we never adopt the platinum blonde look? I don't know. We weren't stylish enough. Uh, let me uh, I'll, I'll hit a couple. Of, let's see who some of the more recent ones. Yeah, I want to see who's uh, who's popular. Because uh, to be honest, a couple of these are lame 
blame for the year that they were in. I think there was more happening. Like, for example, the Casper year, I thought what might have... But then again, it's a kid's costume. Let's do this decade, okay? So we'll start yeah. in 2010. Princess Tiana from Princess and the Frog. Yeah. Uh, 2011, Sue Sylvester from Glee. Hmm. Okay. What the fuck? Uh, 2012, Katniss Everdeen. Okay. Yes, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. That's an iconic character. Caroline went as we did. It wasn't officially Katniss, but she was like a, a archery girl. And I went as Arrow. It's a knockoff costume. Oh, oh dude. That's I a was, good pairing. I was pretty happy with yeah. that costume. Turned out well. Put the, Did the black uh, makeup around yeah, the eyes yeah. and, and kind of gave myself a fake uh, darker goatee and had the hood and all that. Was, yeah. uh, that was a fun well, one. Well, they called him the hood in the original part of the series. 2013 most popular was Iron Man. God, I love Iron Man. Uh, 2014, uh, Anna from Frozen. Really? Anna? God, more Anna. so than... Uh, yeah, Elsa. Elsa. I'm surprised. Elsa's hotter. Steve, okay. going back to Iron Man real quick. Um, the the skip up in those made costumes has been phenomenal. Astonishing. You, you get the the masks that are really cool, but light up. You know, and repulsor rays on totally. palms. The yeah. whole deal. Ben did that one year, and uh, and I think we gave that costume to my nephews, and they've used it. They're they're great costumes. 2015 Harley Quinn from Suicide Squad. Uh, 2016 the kids from Stranger Things. Yeah. And there were a lot of people that were the mom uh, with the uh, with the lights, the lights. Right. on the wall. They did it, you know, on the and back of them. That was pretty cool. Uh, Two thousand seventeen, Wonder Woman uh, was a big one. Is that when the movie came out? Yeah, okay, yeah, that would have been it. Yeah, uh, I tell you what, like for uh, um, when Black Panther came out, a lot of killer costumes in that uh, in that range. Yep. Uh, last year, the Nun, yes, was very popular. Why is that? Uh, the movie, the nun, the came movie. Out. Uh, yeah, so it, it, movie? Yeah. it came out a month before Halloween. <laughs> I don't remember that. Uh, it's, it's from the, the. Did you see The Conjuring too? No. Okay. I hate those movies. <laughs> uh, the nun is, uh, you know, it's a pretty easy thing to put together. I think. Yeah, so, uh, you, it's, you put lard on your face and shit right after. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Hustlers is apparently the big one this oh. year from the Jennifer Lopez movie. Uh, it says uh, uh, everyone is about to go as the cast of Hustlers. Because all the outfits are too damn good. Just wait and see. That's this person is predicting this. Okay. This is from uh, Cosmopolitan. Oh, that's ridiculous. Uh, Chuck D'Amico chimed in. He was born in 71. He would like to know oh, what yeah, the, yeah, yeah, the yeah. popular... By the way, if I were getting dressed up and if this would have been a few weeks, if this would have debuted a few few weeks ago, I would have picked one of the characters from uh, the new Watchmen. Oh. Because they're, they're, they're too good. I mean, and they're fairly easy to put together. Maybe Red Scare, because it's pretty easy. Red Scare's easy. And where do you find the material for... um, For Looking Glass? For Looking Glass. That would be, I think, the best one. How would you look through it? Exactly. I don't know how you would see through it. It's this mirror. Uh, We had Tim Blake Nelson in here uh, last week, and and he's the character he played a couple weeks ago. Regina King's costume is badass. Yeah, Sister Knight is the name of her character. It could be Don King. Uh, You could be Don King. Uh, 1971. All right. He probably the best of these, or maybe it's all your opinion as far as our birthdays go. Willy Wonka, ah, yeah. uh, was uh, was apparently the big one, and uh, that's uh, I guess the film came out that year. I feel I, like that's something you see at least one every year. I tell you what, in 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 my area uh, over the past couple of years, the the kids coming up uh, have been awesome. The parents have been awesome. The the array of costumes, the work put into them, um, you know, Halloween is 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 thriving, and and to see. Store-bought, yes, but a lot of homemade mm-hmm. costumes, there, there's a lot of them. Preston, in 85, is it Marty McFly? Uh, uh, maybe that would be 86 because the year 85. Yeah, was, was last year Harvey Weinstein? Ah. 
He's right. 1985, Marty oh, McFly. Nice. It probably came out in the summer. Yeah. That's an easy summer costume. blockbuster, so yeah. it was probably, yeah. And that one holds up. You, you can go out now as Marty McFly and still have it yeah. be good. And that was a good run, too, because the year before, 84, was Ghostbusters. Okay. And then you had Back to the Future in 85. Uh, the next year was Gem and the Holograms, okay. 1986. What year was oh, Vice I President was... Spiro Agnew? But 80... <laughs> Gem and the Holograms. I went, my friends and I did that. Really? Yep. 87 was RoboCop. RoboCop's a great one. Difficult, but... Very hard, yeah. 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 88 was Garfield. 89, Batman. I guess that's when the Tim Burton film came yeah. out. Yeah, I, I tell you what, to get a, like, they have a real deal, solid Ben Affleck, Batman mm. costume, but those, you'd want to talk about expensive... Jesus. Like the actual suit? Well, it's up like it's like five, six grand. Wow. Dude, when I was a kid, I remember trick-or-treating and there I don't because he was wearing a mask, but it was a it was a Darth Vader costume. It was the greatest costume I had ever seen in my life. You because think it, was it wasn't what's that? Do you think it was store bought? It was made out of lard. <laughs> I mean, it honestly it looked like it came from the set of Star Wars. Wow. I just wow. it was uh, just mo- and then there was I think he was with a Jawa. That's is that the no no the sand sand people? Oh yeah, the, er, 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 yeah, yeah, er, yeah yeah the village people. <laughs> this is clearly the look too. of the village people. <laughs> <laughs> you can see the feather burns. <laughs> They're too precise. <laughs> too precise. Yeah. Look at the letters spelled on the side Y M C A. By the way, I saw a village uh, people walk in single file. <laughs> a video this morning of a guy who took his sons like one of those little. Um, uh, drivable cars or those battery-operated, you know, vehicles. What do you call those? Power wheels. Power wheels. Yep. And he created, he did it very, he he, he worked really hard on it and created it wonderfully. He made it into a Millennium Falcon. He, he wow. put it all together and he, and he videotaped, or I mean, he recorded himself uh, putting this whole thing together with the with the different materials and so forth. They put a lot of work into it, so it surrounds the vehicle, it's and it great. looks like he's driving the Millennium Falcon. It's is so this cool. the young man who's uh, autistic? The, he, oh, I didn't read uh, the story. Uh, I just uh, saw the video. A yeah, guy has done this over the past couple of years and has made these incredible. So he's got like a, a wheelchair, like a powered wheelchair, and he builds these things around it, and they look phenomenal. Yeah, and the the, the kid just has a fantastic time. Yeah, my neighbor did a, a he turned his kids. Uh, power wheel into a mail truck and then he was a mailman and he gave everybody like so he was getting candy but he gave everybody a letter saying that's great. You know, happy Halloween. That's and, great. Oh yeah so adorable. I love stuff yeah. like that. Wow. He actually <laughs> took other people's mail and handed it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no Halloween is a great way to meet neighbors that you've never met before. It oh is. My God. Yeah. Yes. yeah you're like oh where do you live? Yeah. I live right next door. <laughs> <laughs> but like me oh, it's you're like dressed as a bum. <laughs> no. <laughs> For me, it's like, do I know you? Have we yeah. met before? We Preston! probably met years ago. Hey, hey. Hey. Kiss you. hey. I'm your sister. Yeah. All right, well, that all happens tonight, so uh, excited. Uh, we have uh, many other Halloween-themed discussions to have through the course of the morning, uh, but we are going to take a break, and we will be back in a moment with uh, stories from the Bizarre File. Casey's giving me something to give away. How about some Ooh. tickets to see Lewis Black? Lewis Black is awesome, and he's performing at the Miriam Theater on March 6th. We'll take caller number 20 at 215-263-WMMR. By the way, there is a pre-sale that starts today for the tickets at 10 a.m. It goes 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. <laughs> what? what? what Casey had to spit something out. No, okay? I spilled coffee all over myself. Oh, I'm sorry. Because I'm just you... learning how to drink again. 
Uh, so anyhow, Time is funny. <laughs> while supplies last, uh, use the password rockstar at kimmelcenter.org, and then they go on sale officially tomorrow. Uh, call it 20. You get those tickets, 215-263-WMMR. We'll be right back. The Preston and Steve Show Podcast, 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. In folklore, the witching hour or devil's hour is a time of night associated with supernatural events. Creatures such as witches, demons, and ghosts are thought to appear and to be at their most powerful. Black magic is thought to be the most effective at this time. In the Western Christian tradition, the hour between 3 and 4 a.m. was considered a period of peak supernatural activity. Hmm. The bewitching hour. Did you ever see the exorcism of Emily Rose? Uh, I did. Yeah. The, so the all the stuff is occurring at three, and the priest explains because it, he says it, it is it, it is an, an attempted insult by demonic forces against the holy trilogy. Well, this goes a little bit further into that, Steve. It says due to the absence of prayers in the canonical hours during this period that it was considered peak supernatural activity. Women caught outside without sufficient reason during this time were sometimes executed on suspicion of witchcraft. Ah, the good old days. God. The big secret, Preston? (laughs) They were all witches. Uh, The phrase witching hour was first recorded in 1835. If you ever have time, and I'm going to tell you right up uh, front, it is a very slow movie, but its slowness and moodiness is what's awesome about it. It's called The Witch, and it's based on actual text from the early 1700s. And uh, it is a slow progression, a story about this family that moves away to, you know, f- for their religious beliefs. And um, it builds and builds. And if you give it time and just let it be quiet, at the end of the movie, it's like, sweet mother of God. Yeah. Pretty scary. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, by the way, psychological literature suggests that the apparitional experiences and sensed presence are most common between the hours of 2 and 4 a.m., corresponding with a 3 a.m. peak in the amount of melatonin in the body. Mm. So just naturally, you, you're you more susceptible to, uh, you know, having a, a mild hallucination, I guess. That's when my sleep number bed is most active. Uh, the term <laughs> may be used colloquially to refer to any period of bad luck, though, witching hour, or in something... Bad is seen as having a greater likelihood of occurring. So I, I love all this stuff. Yeah, it it's is fun. Interesting. Yep. Yeah. All right. Um, I got stories from the bizarre files. Yeah. So let's get to it. Now, bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre, bizarre And this morning, it is brought to you by Gwen and Mercy University, where you can make a difference and a living. You need to check out their fall open house on Saturday, November 9th. Uh, to learn more about their excellent academics, generous scholarships, and deep commitment to service, sign up today at gmercyu.edu. That's gmercyu.edu. Well, an English gentleman had his foot torn off in a brutal shark attack off the coast of Australia. Oh, dear. Uh, <laughs> He was a gentleman. Yes, I've had my foot ripped off by a shark. Uh, he and uh, another British tourist suffered serious injuries when they were attacked in the water surrounding the popular paradise, uh, White Whit Sunday Island. 
Uh, the second man was left with a serious That's an island covered in cheese, Preston. La- wit- <laughs> yeah. Lacerations to his lower leg. But listen, I saw a picture of the guy being wheeled off on the yeah. gurney. Stevie was like smiling and giving a thumbs up. <laughs> that's a that's the totally, stiff upper lip. And apparently he was upset that he couldn't go skydiving the next day. <laughs> Dude had his foot Fuck ripped yeah. off. Yeah, he could have died though. So maybe he was just sort of thinking, hey. I've survived on Maybe. shark attacks. And the glass is half full, and the yeah. leg is mostly there. <laughs> and a couple of people saved his life that were there. They managed to stem the bleeding. Thank you, Eversero. Uh, Alistair Radden had his right foot amputated in the attack. Danny Maggs suffered severe cuts in the attack. Both men are now recovering in a hospital and are said to be in serious but stable condition. It happened while the pair were in a body of water, which is popular with snorkelers. Uh, the pair were said to be taking part in a day cruise and were... Uh, playing and thrashing about in the ocean. Good times, good times. When, and then, of course, a shark came along. Then the uh, shark bit one of them and then returned to bite the other. It's unclear what type of shark attacked. I say, I felt a tug on my right foot. Uh, two paramedics on board. Uh, the tour boat applied pressure to the injured man's wound, saved his life. Ghastly amount of blood pouring out of my leg. I think I have to have this looked into. Until the boat returned, he was uh, airlifted to the hospital, both of them about 70 miles away, but they're going to make it. It's wow. merely a flesh wound, was it not? Just a flesh wound. <laughs> uh, William Myers was driving his truck on Highway 281 in Hartner, Kansas, and hit a bird that he believed flew over the roof and away. But listen to this. When he got home, he found the bird had been carrying a fish that got stuck in the car's grill. <laughs> so this guy, is he, he, he sees... You know, a, yes. a fish. A fish in the grill of his car. Yeah, the foot-long bass actually cracked the grill. Mm-hmm. Myers took pictures before removing this uh, poor thing. That is wild. Uh-huh. I'd never heard of that happening before. But... Sometimes they have uh, their stories, and it happens down in Florida, where the pelicans will, I guess they say, disgorge their food or whatever in their, their gullet yeah. uh, over traffic. And so sometimes <laughs> it'll rain fish. And it's crazy. Wow. Bird vomit. Uh, Listen to this story. A gay Missouri police sergeant uh, who was uh, told to, quote, tone down the gayness to get a promotion, (laughs) he's won about $20 million in damages. Wow. Uh, Yeah. Wow. Keith Wildhaber Haber of St. I think I need to tell him to ratchet down the gayness. I wouldn't do that, Lou. <laughs> Keith Wildhaber of St. Louis County alleges he was passed over for promotion 23 times. A witness testified that one of Sergeant Wildhaber's superiors described him as being, quote, way too out there with his gayness. Hernandez, you're entirely too Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> Can you tone down yeah. the, wow. the, the I mean come on the dude. Latino thing a, a little, little bit a little much. Uh local officials <laughs> say there will be leadership changes to the police board. <laughs> uh Sergeant Wildhaber filed a lawsuit against police in 2017 after allegedly being passed over 23 times d- despite stellar performance reviews. Well, when he was arresting people was he f- flinging conf- confetti <laughs> like Rip Taylor? Yes. <laughs> you have the right to remain silent. <laughs> Well, I remain fabulous. So, yeah, he was told to, in uh, in 2014, he was told to tone down the gayness to get a promotion. Uh, he said it was devastating to hear. He added that he felt like he'd been punched in the gut after making a complaint. He alleged that he was reassigned to work with uh, the midnight shift in a station further away from his home. A witness testified that a local police captain, Guy Means, had called Sergeant Wildhaber Fruity and told her he would never get promoted as he was, quote, way too out there with his gayness. So he's made 20, he's getting $20 million in damages. Oh, so. And end up working, yeah, totally. working out. Yeah, totally. 
Uh, Kentucky authorities are searching for a woman who witnesses claim shot up a KFC drive through because they failed to give her a napkin and a fork with her meal. Have best- you ever had food on your mouth and you had nothing to wipe it off with? It might drive you to shoot, too. Yeah, I think so. So investigators were dispatched to look into a shooting that took place at the Shelbyville KFC. You know what they say in Shelbyville. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Sorry for the inconvenience, but we are currently closed, a sign read on the KFC door as of Monday evening. Uh, Witnesses in the area said that a woman shot through KFC's window after she didn't receive the napkin and fork. Shot at her! Oh my God. Uh, Charlene Witt, a manager of nearby Subway, was inside the Subway at the time of the shooting, said, I had a regular customer come in and say, did you hear what just happened at KFC? And I was like, no. And he said, somebody just shot in the window out there. Uh, KFC shared a statement saying that it was a At most, you just rack it. You don't shoot it. That no one was injured. We are working with local authorities. And they investigate the incident. They're looking for people who are driving away saying this. <laughs> To be technically correct, that's what the people of Shelbyville say. The people of Springfield. Do. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. You're right. Well, they they were probably a Shelbyville resident. Yeah, yeah. So. so, did she request a napkin and didn't get one, or she that just I didn't don't get know. One. Well, whatever she did, it was enough to make her shoot up the place. <laughs> yeah. Uh, police are searching for the armed intruders who fired pepper spray pellets at people during a Halloween party. Uh, this is in Muncie, India, uh, Indiana. <laughs> what is going on here? Stop it. I did not, this is not right for Muncie, India. Uh, Megan Brock and Melvin Williamson threw a Halloween party at their home on Saturday night just before midnight. They say three intruders with gas masks barged in through the back door. The couple told police the men were wearing all black and shooting pepper spray pellets. And this was at a Halloween party? Yeah, so yeah. They probably assumed it was costumes. That's the thing. Williamson said, before I could do anything or react, I caught a pellet in the shoulder and my eyes were stinging. And that's when I realized these guys are shooting me with pellets that have mace in them. Uh, he said that he was knocked to the ground and then kicked in the face, and now has a busted nose, and Megan has a big bruise on her leg. From uh, that is a great costume. <laughs> a pellet hit her, and they said for a split second, I thought it was a joke. It's a Halloween party. I yeah. thought maybe my friend decided to show up late in gas masks mm-hmm. for a split second, and then they started shooting at us and said, get on the ground. Jesus. They're not worried about their injuries, though. Something way worse. She said, I heard one of them say, get the dog and they stole her dog. No! They stole the dog. Zena is a five-year-old pit bull mix, and she's been with them since she was a puppy, and police are investigating. Investigators believe the home may have been targeted for some reason, but the couple has no clue as to who did this and why they would do it. And, uh, my guess is that it's somebody who knows somebody there, uh, and the fact that they go in expressly with the reason of stealing the dog. Yeah. The intruders were in and out in minutes, and they showed up prepared with masks and weapons, so the police are obviously trying to track those people down. That's terrible. All right, and that is what I have for you in the Bizarre File. Let's take a break. We will come back in just a moment or two. Still playing some Halloween-appropriate music as we go through the course of the day. Make sure you stay close. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Thanks, Kath. Uh, Steve showed us a picture of his house, and it uh, looks great. The lighting is awesome. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think you can get away with a lot if you just use these different sort of colored floodlights, you know? Yeah. So you, uh, I get these things that actually, you know, uh, like from the Spirit Store or some other places, Spirit Halloween, 
and you have to step on a pad to activate it. I'm like, well, oh, I, I want when people are driving by to see it. Yeah. So a little bit of creative lighting. It's the same thing I do for Christmas. A couple of well placed lights really do you know do it up nicely. I like that your address is six 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 for the day. <laughs> well, cool. Nick Murphy did that. It's great. Oh, he did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Nice man. Excellent. Well, listen. Let's talk about some uh, some actual uh, creepy things in and around our state. Uh, in fact, I, 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 this list that Steve sent to me is 15 creepy stories and urban legends from Pennsylvania specifically. Yeah, this whole area, as you would imagine, you know, you're talking about the uh, the older parts of the country. Mm-hmm. You know, we, years ago we took the walking haunted tour of, of Philadelphia, which also turned out to be a uh, a great historical walking tour. But there's just, just tons of fun Creepy and weird stuff. Yeah, and uh, a couple of these I wasn't familiar with. Some I've, I've heard of, but uh, there's some interesting ones here. Um, a few are even based in fact and uh, turned out to have some real-life twists to them, even more bizarre than the actual tales that sprung up around them. But we'll start. I have 15 of these, so I don't know if we'll get to all of them. We'll see if we can. But we'll start with the Seven Gates of Hell. Seven Gates of Hell. Now, that's a strip club. <laughs> yes. But it's also it's also an evil place. Uh, no, the Seven Gates of Hell are rumored to actually exist in Pennsylvania. Hellam Township is a quiet corner of York, Pennsylvania, uh, surrounded by forest. And it's also the rumored site of the Seven Gates of Hell. And according to legend, there are seven remote gates which, when crossed in the right order, open a doorway to hell. Uh, the first is visible by daylight and the rest become visible only at night. And apparently no one has passed through more than five of them and returned to tell the tale. I love this stuff. I do too. And I, you know, and I always wonder, were I presented, you know, it's like, you know, it's fun to go along with it. I don't believe it. Right. But I think were I out there and I was at gate four. Yeah. Maybe I'd stop there, <laughs> yeah, right, right. you know, yeah. just in case. So I have never said Candyman into a mirror more than one time. Uh, and, or Bloody uh, Mary. Bloody Mary, haven't yeah. done that. If we went and got you a mirror right now, would Wouldn't you do, do it? Wouldn't do it. Why? Just in case. <laughs> <laughs> and that, they're, they're in case. You just said it. Just in case. Just in case. Why, why, why screw things up? Right? I, I have a wonderful life. I'm watching a video of the Seven Gates of Hell place. It looks like a Blair Witch type of country, you know? Yeah. Like scrub, yeah. scrub brush and, and uh, that kind of forest. Yeah. Uh, so that's called Hellam Township, and it's uh, it's in York, uh, around York, PA. All right, so there's another one. This one I read about on Wikipedia, believe it or not. It's called Charlie No Face. Yeah, this is freaky. This is out of Pittsburgh. Charlie yeah. No Face, also known as the Green Man, one of Pittsburgh's best-known local legends, and according to different accounts, a man can be found lurking by the roadside at night and emitting a green glow. Or- Who is Charlie? Where is he? Is this Charlie? That is Charlie. Uh, so he has a emitting a green glow, or pe- perhaps he is horribly deformed, and he can be seen blowing cigarette smoke out through the holes in his cheeks. Now, this urban myth is actually partially true. Okay. Uh, And it was from the 1920s to the 1980s. A man who had suffered a severe accident that destroyed his face uh, would walk a lonely stretch of road under the cover of night so he could get some fresh air and exercise without avoiding comments about about his appearance. Yeah. And we have a picture of him here. The guy's name was Raymond Robinson. And apparently, he was actually a really nice and entirely non-murderous, creepy guy. Yeah. But it was at a time when uh, people weren't quite as uh, sensitive as they might be now. 
Uh, and so, yeah, so and and thus was born this legend. And a lot of times these legends are simply just rooted in the devil doing things. Oh, that's, that's yeah, a, yeah, no, so no. that's what no, it is. No, but in this case, uh, yeah, so he, uh, so he was a nice guy is the word? Yeah, that's what they said, yeah. All right, here's one I've never heard of, Blue Mist Road. Do we have some creepy music? Oh, sure. Yeah, you think you even if we're, that up? Yeah, even yeah. if it's something that we're we're going to continue to play through the morning. Oh, yeah, okay, That's thank you. Very scary, much. Very <laughs> no. Yeah, uh, I, I just got a job at a daycare. <laughs> oh, my God. No. All right, uh, Blue Mist Road, Irwin Road is a stretch of desolate road in the North Hills area of Pittsburgh called Blue Mist Road for the eerie blue mist which covers the road at night. They weren't good with names back then. No, it was very clever. Uh, It was rumored to have been a KKK meeting place and the site of lynchings. And there are scary stories of every kind attached to this road from a witch's abandoned house to levitating glowing orbs and, of course, murder. Uh, according to one story, a jealous husband murdered his unfaithful wife and their children, then dumped their corpses into a septic tank beside his house on Blue Mist Road. Uh, their ghosts apparently haunt the road. So that's what uh, happens. It's, you know, and with these things um, and these stories, for example, like Eastern State Penitentiary, where, you, you know, I, I, there, when you have this much sadness or this much emotion or the scene of a crime or like the, the John Wayne Gacy house we we, did, we were talking about recently, which has since been bulldozed over, but the house that's on it now is up for sale. You know, again, you Casey, yeah. the idea of just in case, just in case. <laughs> you know, you, you think of the malevolence or the evil that transpired there and it's probably best to yeah. maybe two blocks over. I um, don't necessarily believe. There's nine. There's ninety nine percent of me that don't believe, but there's just that one percent. And right, yeah. and so I have heard like, and I love these things, firsthand story, ghost stories. Right. Uh, there's a friend of mine who went to. Is it St. Francis the the college in um, Allentown, Nick? Is it the sales now? I'm not sure. Okay. Uh, she told me this story about uh, her being followed home from a party from, and there was like a famous ghost that that uh, lives on that campus. It's like ghost of a priest, right? You know, like really, really freaky. Was she aware of the story before her encounter? I don't, I don't know. Okay, I don't know. But what I do know is is her telling me this story, and it wasn't like there was no scary music in the background. Yeah. It was just her telling me this story, <laughs> and the payoff. Because this guy was behind her, and she was walking behind her, walking, and then he was getting closer and closer and closer. And then at, at a certain point, when he should have been like you know ten yards away from her, she turned around, and he was gone. And I was like, <gasps> <laughs> "Sorry." <laughs> <laughs> uh, I heard this story of, of a broadcaster <laughs> who was telling this scary story on air, <laughs> and when he tried to make a scared sound. <laughs> Had a full seizure and died. <laughs> he made himself choke on his own spit. He choked to death on his own scare spit. Yeah. Now let, let me ask you this. So just just for clarity, and, okay. and maybe she was, you know, maybe it was something else. But um, was she in like a wide open area where this guy would have had nowhere to go? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It, was like, it was an open field. Okay. It was later at night. Uh, there was a mist, you know, fog in the area. <laughs> That's the ghost even... they call lard face. <laughs> lard face. <laughs> All right, so anyway, these uh, these ghosts apparently haunt that road. They are also joined by a ghost dog and a mutant deer-human hybrid. Now that, that I got to see. That is awesome. 
One story says a bold teen honked the horn of his car to alert the critters that he was coming, and later he was found dead, dripping blood, dangling from the hanging tree. And that was the General Lee in the background. <laughs> Honking his horn. He said horn. Uh, so that's called Blue Mist Road, by the way. I've never road. heard of that no. one. I know there is a road, and um, is this the one, Preston, where the trees grow away from the street? Well, that was, that was yeah, the Devil House or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we went and we checked it out, and we're like, yeah, dude, look at the trees. They are that way. And then on closer inspection, we're like, wait a minute. <laughs> Those are power lines, and they're trimming the trees so they go away and they don't yeah, touch yeah. the lines. Right, right. That's why all the trees are And the, house, the crosses yeah. are upside down on the house. Yeah. Those are just the windows closed. Yeah, exactly. All right, so there's another one called the Wandering Bus. Uh, millions of people use the SEPTA transportation system in the Philadelphia area to get wherever they need to go. According to legend, there is also a bus which appears only to those who truly need to leave their current circumstances but have no real destination in mind. This bus has been spotted all over the Philadelphia area, and according to legend, some ride it for years only to eventually disembark right where they need to be. You know what I think is even more terrifying? Just riding SEPTA in general. Yes. (laughs) Uh, I'm spanking it. I, I really don't understand this. I mean, is this a is this a uh, an apparition? I've never and heard of this. I'm not familiar. But apparently, with that. people in despair reported seeing or riding on this bus. I guess it, it appears only to those who truly need to leave their current circumstances, but have no real destination in mind. Where are you going? And uh, some ride it for years, only to eventually disembark right where they need to be. That's kind of a cool story. That's a little bad. That's actually pleasant. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's kind of sketchy. There, like it's, it's not scary at all. No. It's actually good. All right, Devil's Road. That's not good. Uh, Here's one. Uh, Crossart Road in southeastern Pennsylvania has such a notorious aura of evil that M. Night Shyamalan filmed The Village right beside it. Mm -hmm. So that was in... Where was it? Was that in Bucks County, Mm County? Which, The Village? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, Because I know that Signs was filmed in in Bucks County. This was out by Chad's Ford. Oh, Chad's Ford. Okay, different direction. All right, on this road, the trees, this is it. Steve, oh, this, this is the it. one. The trees inexplicably blend, bend away from the road as if recoiling in horror. They, they trim them so that the, <laughs> the freaking lines. Yeah, in fact, Nick's looking at a picture of it. Nick, what's running right by those trees? Why, that's a power that's a, wire. Yeah, that's a, that's, it's telephone pole wires. <laughs> so, the, um, you know, it's, it's, okay. All right, well, it continues on. It says, also... Uh, further into the woods stands a massive abandoned stone mansion that locals insist was owned by a member of the DuPont family, one of the richest families in America. It's said that in that house, the famous family inbred to keep their uh, to keep control of their wealth while also secretly eliminating any deformed or sickly children that came from these unions. I want to make sure we keep hold on our wealth, so I'm going to bang my sister. I've actually heard a yeah. little bit about that before. With or, the DuPonts. Yeah, yeah, around Nemours Hospital, yep. the, there, there's, a, uh, there's a wall, and on top of the wall has jagged glass. Right. And the rumor, well, it's it's decorative. Yes. And the rumor was is that okay, so, yeah. so the quote unquote like mongoloid children yeah. wouldn't escape. Well, that's, that makes oh sense. That's God. what they used to refer. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> exactly. All right. All right. Let's move on. Here's one I'm not familiar with: the Goblin of Easton. You guys ever heard of the Goblin no. of Easton? According to legend, a corrupt monk in Easton, Pennsylvania, made a fortune blackmailing the wealthy after they confessed their sins to him. 
Uh, he grew more greedy and was eventually sentenced to hang after beating an old woman to death. Oh. And as the story goes, immediately after he died, he transformed into a monstrous clawed goblin and took to the woods. It said that he ate five of his fellow monks before the rest fled the state. Why did he stop at six? Uh, leaving the monastery in ruins behind him. I don't this, know. Uh, this sounds like, this also is, these. a lot of these legends bear the similarity, like, for example, the Jersey Devil is, um, you know, that story is, I've heard it said that the, the woman's giving birth to children, and then I, I damned this child. Yeah. She had too many children. Yes. And the child came out and was this sort of homunculus-looking thing. Yes. Yeah. And then flew away. Yeah, or yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah, she created had, it, it jug something, handles. Something that she had, that <laughs> thus the beginning of jug handles. Back and back at you all. I'll create a bizarre traffic system. That'll see, you will never be able to get over the mini mall on the other side. Yeah, 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 yeah. There will be no left turns in New Jersey. You don't see it, but you can't get to it. You go, what? Well, you mean I gotta drive three miles up and make a left? It doesn't make any sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. That is true evil. Yes. Yeah. Make a right just to make a left. Uh, I pass that place all the time. I don't know how to get in. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That was the That's the thing of the yeah. Jersey Devil. Wow, had no idea. Uh, by the way, Steve, do you know the source of this story? These stories you sent me. Just I'm sorry. From, uh, I know it's from Ranker. So Ranker, from Ranker is, is okay. a sort of a, an aggregator, I guess, is, is pulled in all these different okay. sites. But but things like um, what is this series of books? Um, the weird PA. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. So yeah there's weirdnewjersey.com. Like, right, right. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of good stuff. All right, how about this? The Storm Hag of Lake Erie. Hag is a bad thing. I like that word, though. Hag. That's a great word. You never hear, so what she's like, she's got a great personality, she's a hag. Oh, my God. The Great Lakes are known for their randomly violent and inexplicable storms. For centuries, sailors on Lake Erie have blamed these occurrences on the storm hag. The storm hag. She's described as a hideous demon that lives beneath the lake. She sings a quiet song before rising from the waves, spitting lightning and conjuring up the kinds of storms. Baby shark, 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 shark. <laughs> uh, that uh, can swallow a ship and its whole crew. There. Uh, when you are out on the water, your mind can play tricks on you in crazy, crazy ways. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've been out, you know, we used to be on our, go boating all the time. My dad had a few runabouts when we were growing up. And you say, so if you just cut the engines and sort of float, you'll hear voices. There'll be no boats around you. And you'll hear the way audio carries over the water is crazy. Yeah, that in your mind is playing tricks sure, on you. Yeah. Sure, yeah. Here, wait, shh, listen, hold on a second, listen. I heard oh, something. Creepy. Yeah. Uh, who was the not your average listener that we had in two or three years ago who who t- has a podcast and she tells some of these stories? You guys remember that? I do. Uh, Chuck was talking to her about doing some podcast stuff yeah. for us. And it's a great podcast, and I can't remember her name. But like me, I can't remember. Nope. Did you hear oh, that? I heard no, something. Not that. I'll find her. Okay. Uh, all right. Yeah, she had some really great stories. In the meantime, I'll go into another story. Yeah. The uh, Congelier Mansion. You familiar with this, any of you? No. Or okay. Con- Congelier? Congelier? Kayak? Kayak. Kayak. Formerly known as one of the most haunted houses in America, this Pittsburgh mansion has a dark and twisted past. In 1871, the mistress of the house discovered her husband was cheating on her with the maid in a rage. She stabbed her husband to death and cut the maid's head off. Oh, wow. For 20 years, the mansion stayed vacant. The next people who moved in quickly left due to the constant sounds of a female's sobs and screams. Wow. 
Around 1900, it was taken by a doctor uh, who was soon discovered to be using the home for horrifying experiments on both the living and the dead. That's that's not good. Yeah, the house had a long history of strange deaths as well. And uh, Thomas Edison even came to study the house while working on a machine uh, that was supposed to uh, communicate with the dead. Uh, It no longer stands as in uh, 1927 it was... Incinerated in a gas storage tank explosion that destroyed everything within 20 miles. Wow. Headless things always freak me out. Headless uh, things are not good. No, no. Like what uh, is wrong with you? I remember I being <laughs> freaked out by like uh, guillotines and the headless horsemen. Oh, yes. You know, there, if you go up to upstate New York, um, for the longest time, a lot of the people, a lot of the older, older people... Bought into those those Ooh. legends, hook, line, and sinker. I think it was a headless thing that has scarred me to this day. I'm 51 years old, and yeah. you guys know I don't go in haunted houses. You don't. I don't do the attractions. They, I don't like them. Yeah. And I think it has to do with the very first Halloween that I can remember. It was pre-kindergarten, and we went to the first house next door, and a dude with no head was sitting on the front doorstep. <laughs> And that was That's it. it. That was it. I called it. I called it quits for the night. Done. I was done. I'm tapping they, just, out. I, they took me home and I ate yeah. raisins. <laughs> I didn't have any candy. You I like raisins. raisins. <laughs> I do like raisins, but I remember <laughs> sun made raisins after that. <laughs> so uh, the headless Casey, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm in there. All right. Uh, then we have. Um, then it says Eastern State Penitentiary, which I'm going to gloss over. Because we know we've, we've gone there many times. We, we live here and we know the story. So, yeah. and and it's amazing and it's yes. wonderful and it's definitely worth going to. But you've heard it before. I want to go to some other things. Uh, the Washington Square Ghost. We learned about this. Yes, we did on that walking tour. I was just oh, in yeah. Washington Square over the weekend, so, and as we were walking through it, I'm thinking. There's thousands of dead people right underneath me because it's a potter's field. Right. A lot of people don't know that it is a mass grave site. Yeah. Uh, and, in fact, when we were taking the tour, and, and it is, I've heard this from other people who say the the the, the park guards who, who are there will have stories. And these aren't people who are prone to flights of fancy or, you know, making stuff up. And they... they Sort of, they're reticent to relay the stories, but now and then they'll they'll talk about things they've seen in the park. So, for most of the 1700s, it was used as a potter's field. Vagrants, strangers, and those who could not afford a proper burial were buried there. During the Revolutionary War and after a yellow fever epidemic, it became a mass grave. It is said that to this day, the ghost of a Quaker woman named Leah patrols the park to protect the dead from grave robbers, as she did in life. Uh, she's been spotted by numerous people over the years, including a police officer. Uh, if you ever walk the streets of Philly at night, you will find almost every park full of homeless people sleeping on benches, with the exception of Washington Square, which remains empty. I never now noticed that. that. Is, 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 can anyone verify that? That's a good question. Uh, then you have uh, Balleroy Mansion. No, I think you've heard of this. Legendary. Yeah. Court- uh, we actually, do we go there? I think, I we, think went we-, to the, we went to the Bolton Mansion. That's right, yes. Uh, so, this was built in 1911 by a carpenter who later killed his wife. This infamously haunted house has been investigated numerous times and has been called both uh, the most haunted house in Philadelphia and America. In 1926, it was purchased by the wealthy uh, Easby family who experienced hallucinations, hauntings, and unexplained deaths throughout those years. People have even claimed to see the ghost of Thomas Jefferson in the house. How you doing? 
Uh, inside the uh, the home is a 200-year-old chair previously oh, yeah. owned by Napoleon called That's Where the yeah. Dead the Chair, chair. Yeah. 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 We talked about would you sit in the in that blue chair? Right, nope. right, right. No thanks. <laughs> and again, honestly. So, and C- Casey, as you say, yeah. you know, just in case. Just in case. Just in uh, case. It's rumored that anyone who sits in the chair will die within weeks. Oh, my God. That's pretty quick. And it, the track record's apparently pretty good. But, uh, Is it? They also have the uh, the ottoman of sickness, oh. which uh, gives you nausea. You get nausea. Yeah, I, I'd risk that. Yeah, yeah. Various um, pieces of furniture. Fort Mifflin, another great one. And, and again, uh, tons yeah. of stories. We, we've actually had experiences or been with people who have seen and heard things. Uh, we, we used to do ghost, and ghost hunts all the time, and we went there a number of times and had people freak the F out. Yeah, by the way, the the one that uh, that is most well-known there is the screaming woman. Yeah. Elizabeth Pratt. She had hanged herself after her estranged daughter died of typhoid fever before the two can reconcile. So, <laughs> You can hear her screaming yeah. at any time. <laughs> Did you hear that? I heard somebody clearly scream butthole. All right, how about the ghostly bride of the city tavern? Marissa, you familiar with that one? Yeah, because you've been to, I know you've been to Seti Tavern on many occasions. Yeah, that's the one right in Old City, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, I don't know the ghost story. I want to hear oh, it. Oh, okay. All right. In 1854, a fire not only destroyed the original City Tavern, but, oh, man, this was printed where half the, um, but, uh, oh, <laughs> wait, but, uh, see page two. But something no, like like the words are split in half, oh, like the entire God. sentence. I only, I get the top half on one page and the bottom half on the other page. I found it for you if you want. Where uh, is this part? A bride to be was upstairs with her attendants preparing for their nuptials. No, we're reading two different stories here. In ancient, yeah. Well, uh, what are we looking at? The but ghost claimed the something of most of a bridal party. Claim the lives of most of a bridal. Yeah! party. Yeah! Got it. Nailed it. <laughs> After an unfortunate accident led to an oil lamp tipping over, the city tavern caught fire before the bride and her party could be saved. The city tavern has since been rebuilt and weddings are held there to this day. It is said that occasionally in the pictures taken at these celebrations, the figure of a ghostly bride can be seen. Hmm. <laughs> so I guess it's in pictures. Yeah. Sometimes there are things that appear in uh, in pictures and mirrors and now obviously... There are optical illusions. There was a place in St. Louis one time. It was called the Lemp Mansion, and it was uh, a Lemp. It was a brewery, and has, it has like a, a cave system underneath it and everything, where they would, you know, oh yeah, yeah, put the the, uh, the product and so forth. Um, but it's known to be haunted, and I and it's a, it's a um, it's a restaurant now. So I'd had dinner there many times, and we were there with a group of people, and they took a picture, and in the picture, in the wall pattern, for some reason. It it looks like a face, like like the the wall pattern. Part of it was kind of highlighted by light. I don't know what, but it, it looks, looks like, like a face. It looks like a face. I'm like, all right, yeah. hanging on to that one. I have it somewhere <laughs> yeah. in the house. So real quick, it took me a little while, but I found the not your average listener. Her name is Deanna Marie, and the podcast is Twisted Philly, and she kind of explores different uh, crimes that are unsolved, not necessarily you know, ghost stories. Yeah. yeah, some okay. of that, but um, yeah, it's all pretty creepy. But uh, yeah, the podcast is Twisted Philly. But crime stuff, especially, you know, murders, kind of play into the lore. It, yeah. Always. So, at least three quarters of these involve some sort of someone who's murdered on a site. And, and uh, you know, that's uh, that's where these stories begin. Yeah. All right. Uh, you ever heard of one called Grumblethorpe? 
Grumblethorpe. Yeah. I've been to Grumblethorpe. Uh, don't want to go to Grumblethorpe. So Grumblethorpe, here's the story behind this. During the Battle of Germantown, British General James Agnew made Grumblethorpe his headquarters. I love the name. Uh, he was uh, wounded there and bled to death in the front parlor of the house. Bury me at Grumblethorpe. Where apparently the blood stain can still be seen to this day. That happens a lot. Or a lot of people report stuff where there's a blood stain in a house that keeps returning. Oh. There's a show on Netflix. I forget the name of it. And I, Dr. Press, I was telling you about it. I just started watching it. Um, and it's uh, like in season two. And it has the person who has encountered or seen this thing. But it's not just this person. It's like three or four other people as well uh-huh. who, who recount the story and have seen similar things. So, again, I, I'm doing air quotes, but if that validates the yeah. story or gives it a little bit more gravitas, I have to say, looking at people who appear normal, because I'm, I'm a sucker for any of these shows anyway, but this seems to add a little bit more credibility when you have people who, you know, I don't know. I mean, obviously, they're orchestrating a lot of it or whatever yeah. the case is, but to have multiple people seem that shaken by an encounter. Yeah. For whatever it's worth, it, it seems to have a little bit more impact. My cousin was telling me that uh, there's a there's a prison in Jim Thorpe uh, that uh, there's a legend that goes on there. We because we just drove through there on our way to uh, Canada last week, but um, several like Irish immigrants were um, sentenced to death there, and yeah. like improperly, it was uh, uh, for some reason whatever they were building there. Um, I don't know the whole backstory, but like the last, apparently the last guy who was about to be uh, executed, you know, put his hand on the wall and said, you know, like basically I curse this place right. and blah, blah, blah. And his, apparently his handprint has been there ever since. And they can't get rid and of they, it, and right? they can, And it always just shows As up. the legend goes. I love stuff like that. Oh, so I don't right. know if it's true. It reappears? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. With the middle finger. <laughs> uh, yeah. Told you. Yeah. 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 The, the, Suck this. Uh, Nick, you had it up. It was something about the Molly Maguires or something like okay. that. Okay. You yeah. know what the original name for Jim Thorpe was? Mock Chunk. What was it? Mock Chunk. Mock Chunk. Mock <laughs> Chunk. Yeah. Chunk. Yeah. Chunk. Look it. We're looking at a picture right here. There's a hand floating right in the doorway, Preston, of this picture up in the studio here. That's interesting. And Mock Chunk. Mock. Hey, (laughs) Rat. That was going to be the name for Ianisport. Mock Chunk. Chunk. Yeah. Uh, by the way, so back to Grumblethorpe. Grumblethorpe. Better name than Mock Chump. Yeah. I think I pass this all the time. I, uh, this building, the, the picture that I've seen, uh, uh, calling it up on my computer looks it, very familiar. It's in Germantown. Yes, so yeah. So if you make your way through that area, I don't know if it's on the main drag, but um, it is said that a black mist rises from the blood stain and then roams around the house. The mist? The mist, that? yeah, yeah. Well, I'd get out of that house. Huh? Uh, yeah, <laughs> that one might, that'd be... Well, that's just the bloody death mist. <laughs> <laughs> don't mind yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> What is that? <laughs> oh, that over there? That's a bloody death mist. <laughs> oh, then I'm going to stay over here. Or even leave. <laughs> and then the last one on this list is the, is the General Wayne Inn. Now, did we we did a haunting. No, we tried we to. Didn't. We tried to get into. For a while, it has been a, a Jewish... Um, Wait, General Wayne or General Warren? General, General Wayne. Wayne. Oh. Which is right on uh, uh, Lancaster. It's a Jewish what? Uh, it's Montgomery. like a, a, I don't want to say it's a synagogue, but it's a meeting place. Yeah, uh, it's a center for Jewish life. It's, um, okay. it's been a few different things, but yeah, it's on Montgomery, not on, on Lancaster. It's right in, uh, it's, it's. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. Yes. Yeah. I, I, what I, is yeah. the one that we, from here. that we did that had a bar and restaurant? Crier in the County? 
That might have been in case. Was that yeah. one of our stops? Down on um, on Route 1? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> Route 1. I think you're thinking of the City Line Panera. Uh, all right, anyhow. Uh, the Old Inn can boast a number of famous guests, or has in, uh, boasted a number of famous guests, including uh, George Washington, Edgar Allan Poe, and others. By the way, Edgar Allan Poe, his ghost is rumored to still walk the premises. Why would his ghost walk the premises there? I'm, I'm curious. He didn't die there. Uh, he know. died on a on a. Didn't he die on a, on the street? He was a raging alcoholic, and was it Baltimore or someplace? I know that they they leave a uh, on the anniversary of it's either his birthday or his death that uh, someone leaves a rose in a specific location. Yes. Uh, without fail. And they, they eventually, I think, found who that person was, but they did it every year. The general weighing in, though, I remember the story of the murder that took place in the kitchen. Do you remember mm-hmm. that? that? Yeah, because that wasn't that long ago. Yes. Well, it says here, 1996, co-owners and best friends James E. Webb and Guy Salio had uh, come upon hard financial times. Salio shot and killed Webb on the third floor. This is in 1996. Yes, I remember this. Uh, Salio was sentenced to life in prison after trying to pin the murder on his 20-year-old mistress who later killed herself. Uh, So it was already creepy, and then you have that on top of it. Wow. Uh, Oh, Dina, Twisted Philly, is on the line. Yeah. Hi, Dina Marie. Is it Dina Marie? It is. How are you guys? Oh, we're good. It's nice to hear from you. It's nice to hear your voice. You're one of our not your average listeners, and uh, and so you do the podcast mainly around uh, violent crimes and things like that, murders and so on. Correct? Well, it's it is a lot more than that. There's a lot of okay. ghost stories and history. There's oh. tourism, but I heard you guys talking about Grumblethorpe. Yes, I thought I'd call in, and uh, that was an episode that I talked about this spring. Okay. So, and the 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 deadly blood mist. Uh, that that if you heard about that, obviously, right? Yes, yes, the blood mist and the blood stains that are still there from 1777. So uh, it, I assume the story is at least to what it appears in the text here is that uh, after trying to remove it, it, it keeps coming back. Is that the case? It does. The stain is they've never been able to remove it unless they actually get rid of the floors. And who would want to do that in right. an incredible historic property? I mean, and where would the deadly blood mist live? If you right. that? I don't know. I guess wherever you put the floor, if you removed it, the blood mist might follow. So hey, when's the last time that someone saw this mist? So there was an article in the Inquirer a couple of years ago. There was an interview with uh, somebody who worked at the house and employees there have seen it. So it's not something that's been all that long ago. So, it's it's funny because I'm sure you you encounter this as well. And I and I again I, I for the most part we've been around people who, right within feet of people who claim to see things. I find it fun, so there's a part of me that enjoys believing it a little bit. But for the most part, I don't. That said, with there's stuff we don't know in this world. So you've talked to people over the years. Have you ever had someone who you just thought to yourself, "Wow, this." This is pretty credible. This person does not seem to be, um, you know, grasping for straws here. Where there, where you felt yourself thinking, "Wow, this is this is conceivable." I have. I like to call myself an optimistic skeptic. I think that's good. And, yeah. Uh, and I, but I've definitely met some folks. One person in particular comes to mind who is very credible. And and what 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 case did it pertain to? A number of different experiences. It's somebody that I call a radar. This person just seems to have something about them that attracts energy. And whether it's energy that we can see or experience, more than likely not. 
But uh, there's been experiences here in Philadelphia, experiences in Kentucky. I've traveled with this person, and uh, they're they're pretty credible. Uh, well, and and so, but you know what I'm talking about. He's an optimistic skeptic. So so uh, I, I think that's a good way to approach it. But sometimes you see somebody who just seems to have all their, uh, as they say, s together. And and yet something has happened to them that is so profound, and they're almost sometimes reticent to talk about it, and yet they do. And uh, well, there there could still be very viable reasons for it, but at least it was something out of the norm. Very much so. And you know what I really like? I, I love digging into the history behind it. Yeah. You know, it's it. I want to know what the truth is, and the truth may or may not contain anything paranormal. Yes. But I love figuring out where these legends come yeah, from. Yeah, no, that's that's kind of the cool part, I think, as well. And I to know. Preston's point, so many of the things do center around a particularly brutal murder or mm-hmm. a scandal, mm-hmm. and that's been your your uh, experience as well, right? Most of the haunted tales that I research are usually attached to some sort of a tragic event. Yeah. Okay. Wow. All right, Twisted Philly Podcast. Make sure you check this out. Deanna Marie, it's great to hear from you. Hey, great to talk to you. Happy Halloween. Happy yes. Halloween. We'll see you later. i tell you what freaked me out, and I forgot where it was, Steve, the um, uh, the architect, uh, Frank Lloyd Wright. Frank Lloyd. Oh, that story. That story about the... Uh, <laughs> Uh, the servant killing his his uh, his mistress and the children. They're and... just sitting there eating. Oh. He takes a hatchet, a la Lizzie Borden, yeah, and mm. buries it in their skulls. And that uh, and then that house <laughs> burned down like twice or something. Yes, or it was. Uh, that has a little freaky. Well, the Marsden house, even though it's fictional in in the uh, Salem's Lot, we, there's the, the clip that. of Salem where David Soul asks, you know, he's asking, do you believe? A house can be evil. That something, an inanimate object, can be evil and hold evil. And that's the basis as well. It's another Stephen King, and we may get into movies and stuff here in yeah. a little bit. But The Shining is, it's that hotel. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. There's an entity of sorts that the building itself is something <laughs> is creating this evil, and and that it kind of explores that as well. So again, we we work, we try to work on things that make sense and so on and so forth. But there's still a lot we do yeah. not know. You know, I want to go to Brian because he's been on hold for like thirty minutes. Oh, and, sorry. and I know we got to take a break, but let me go to him. Hey, Brian. Good morning. Yeah, hey, good morning, guys. You guys rock. Hey, thanks, man. Sorry to make you hold so long. What's up, buddy? Uh, no, no problem, man. So a uh, quick story about the Jim Thorpe prison. Actually, I was there uh, two years ago and uh, seen the hand and. Apparently, someone uh, starved themselves and covered themselves in butter and escaped from the windows. Okay. Slipped through uh, the bars. So, yeah, like through the bars. Yep. Yeah, so quick story about That's that. That's terrifying. Anyway, All right. Well, he be later became lard face because he, he enjoyed it so much, Preston, that now he wanders the hill looking for cigarette ash. All right. What, there was another thing in Percocet you wanted to tell us about. All right. So it was actually in New Hope. It's called Crybaby, uh, Crybaby Bridge. Okay. And New uh, Hope is loaded goes, with scary stories. Oh by yeah! The way. All right, oh, go of ahead. Course. Yeah, of course. So the legend goes that uh, back in the day, some lady got pregnant and the family wasn't having it. So apparently, she tossed her baby over the bridge and hung herself on the bridge. Whoa! So urban legend goes: if you go there, you park in the middle of the bridge, you turn off your car, you'll hear babies crying. You'll hear little like feet dangling on top of your roof, like nails scratching over, like her hanging above your car pretty much. Wow. <laughs> it's a covered bridge. We're looking, at a, we're looking at a picture of it here. So do you pull, is it a covered bridge that you know of? Yep, it's a covered I've been there before myself, actually. So, so you pull into the bridge and then stop? You stop, you shut off your car, shut off your lights, you know, dead at night, the later the better, obviously. Is, wow. it, a, is it a well-trafficked bridge? Because I don't know, I mean, so I assume you'd have to do it when there's not a lot of people... Going through yeah, it. I mean, it's, 
I mean, it's not really that well trafficked, but you know, it's kind of back in the woods. Oh, okay, so it's it's a little bit more rural. So you go in and and you've done it yourself. You said, yeah. Okay. Any experience? Yes. Uh, yes, I've heard scratches on the roof. I heard babies crying, and I turned on my car and got the hell out. Of here. No way. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's a good one. I, I like love that. stuff like that. Thanks, Brian. I remember, so, it. Preston, remember we took a couple of tours around. We did, uh, there was the Gravity Road, which yeah. is an optical illusion. Yeah, yeah, where your car appears to roll uphill. When in a neutral. There was a there was one, listen, I think almost any state has something like that, because we had one <laughs> in Missouri, or it might have been Illinois, but it was it was called the, the Albino Boy. The Albino Boy. And supposedly, yeah, you'd park your car and the albino boy would come and push your car up. Oh, so and there was supposed to be little prints left on your on the back of your vehicle, little white prints left on the back of your You know, because albinos, they leave all They're that white so good. stuff. Yes, right they, they, yeah. that's residue that makes them white. Right. <laughs> Comes off. And then there was another one called Zombie Road, which was supposed to just be all kinds of evil stuff. And Song's called Zombie Road. We used to go walk up and down Zombie Road at like 3 o'clock in the morning yeah. just to prove that we were tough. You I know? can't for the life of me. We had, had one of those, not Zombie Road, but the... Um, where the car albino would... boy? What? The al- albino the, uh, gravity boy? hill? No, no, oh. no, yeah, the gravity hill, but I I can't remember what we called it. Yeah. There was a, and I've mentioned this before, growing up on Long Island, they had... A, Kathy, were you familiar with Pilgrim State Mental Hospital? Uh, no, but I mean, here was Byberry. Right, so Byberry's very similar. Pilgrim State, though, had these large buildings, and and it, it, it stopped being used, but the buildings remained there for years and years and years, and there was this whole complex. The buildings were actually... Like many, st- uh, yeah, at least of yeah. Long Island, were very tall. And so at night, you would see these dark buildings against the skyline, against, you know, the, the, the sunset or whatever. No lights, no nothing. And there were a wealth of rumors and legends that surrounded that area. What was it called again? Pilgrim State Hospital. I want to say I've seen something yeah. about that, Stephen. I saw a backstory on it. Man. But it was like, like Byberry. And the, so that was... They had the underground, like Penhurst, the underground yeah. tunnels right. that were, um, you know, just tons of stuff. And and we, they're almost begging for legends, urban legends, to be created in those areas. Yeah. They're so ominous and, and foreboding. Yeah, exactly. All right, interesting stuff and wonderful to talk about on this uh, All Hallows' Eve. So we need to take a break. We're going to do that very thing. We will return in just a moment or two. Somebody can give away a case. Yeah, man. How about one of these? Let's uh, let's give away Artie Lang. He's scary. Mm. Artie is uh, going to be at the Keswick Theater. Um, uh, when is the date on this? January. Oh, it's not until January 24th. January 24th. Uh, tickets go on sale tomorrow at 10 a.m. We'll take caller number 25 at 215-263-WMMR and give you tickets. We're going to be back in just a moment. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR. The 39th Annual Delaware Valley of Eight for the Kids Motorcycle Toy Run, Sunday, November 3rd. Bikes will line up along Columbus Boulevard at Spring Garden starting at 9 a.m. with your Grand Marshal Jackie Bam Bam leading the way. Parade starts at noon when thousands of bikers set off on a 10-mile route through Philly, ending at Sugar House Casino to deliver new unwrapped toys to the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots program. Complete ride details at WMMR.com. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. 
What if this was the music used for The Exorcist? <laughs> <laughs> it was kind of it was messing with me a little bit. The, yeah. the, the Exorcist over this, oh, like yeah. yeah, it was starting to get to me. <laughs> well, the thing about this, it's called Tubular Bells, right? Yeah, it's That's great. The name of the yeah. song. It's it's very interesting because it's in. Um, it's in 7-8 and 8-8. Eight, eight. It alternates those time signatures, which is really weird. That's why it's kind of, that's part of the reason why it's offsetting is because it, it doesn't, it's got this weird rhythm that doesn't quite finish. It's, it's, it feels off. Yeah. It feels disturbing. It was bothering I, me. Yeah. I think it won an Oscar for, you know, I consider it the mega masterpiece of horror movies. The Exorcist is just. Oh my God, yes. So staggeringly brilliant. Yeah. Uh, and the music is, is you know, I, I, what what the Jaws theme is, what the Star Wars theme is in, in horror, this is, you know, and, and the, the Halloween theme, which is what John Carpenter, the director, wrote the music and performs it. Exorcist scarred me. Uh, and and uh, my story is the first time I saw it, it was actual or part of it. And mind you, I was probably probably about sixth grade. So what's that? Uh, you know, 11 years old, 11, 12 11? years old, yeah. something like that. And I was at uh, my my parents belonged to a country club and I was at sitting in the restaurant in the country club. And it was around Halloween, I guess. And it was on TV in a public place with plenty of people around. Uh-huh. And I'm watching it. <laughs> And Linda Blair starts going into that demonic voice. Yeah. It terrified me at that age. It scared me. And then I ended up seeing it in, at a, a lengthier portion of it. And I swear to God, I would go into my parents' room at night and sleep on the floor next to their bed because it scared me so much. Well, let me put this in Horrible. perspective because it has a special place in, in my memory of growing up. Because my father, the book had come out by William Peter Blatty. And uh, it was it was a phenomenon. It was you know on a on just a massive level, a massive bestseller, and people were were just freaking out. My father was so terrified by the book, he refused to see the movie. And my father would see anything. Oh, no he would see anything. No. Refused to see the movie. And so I was always into horror movies. And I begged my mother. It was an R-rated movie. It was God, like a hard R, basically. Um, and, um, and so I begged my mother to take me to see the movie and my mother, my mother, you know, those wonderful moments, those wonderful afternoons with mother. She took me to see the exorcist. It was a sunny day. I remember we saw an early matinee and it was well known what that movie was doing to audiences. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and, uh, she knew that I was up to it, you know, horror, but my cool, my cool mother, I uh, miss her dearly. Uh, you know, uh, I, Took me to see it, and we sat up in the in the balcony because the best this old theater that yeah. we somehow would get these first run movies right near where we lived, and uh, I remember there were there were fifteen twenty people. We just caught one of those showings where there are not a lot of people in it. Those people left. They were so traumatized. Yeah. It was just basically my mother and I watching this movie in this wow. theater all to ourselves, watching The Exorcist, and man, it just it was it just rocked from beginning to end. It's one of those movies where. Uh, William Freakin, the director, is so brilliant. He did the um, uh, the French Connection, yeah, and a movie I love called The Saucer. Um, and uh, he, you're watching that movie, and there are parts that seem so real. The delivery, of the dialogue seems so real, and, and his the lighting seems like you're watching real people. So when you see this little girl mm-hmm. become this this aberration, this creature, uh, it, it it just really hits you. Now, t- what we've seen since then, and what it spawned, yeah. You know, it, it's it may seem less to some people, but it's still at its core, um, still fires on all cylinders. What did your mom think of it? 
She loved it. Yeah. Yeah, she loved it. I, it just, was actually yeah, I love the, hearing the story about you taking your dad to see 2001 <laughs> right, yeah. and his reaction to it afterwards. I would love to know she what She had read reaction. the book as well. Okay. Yeah, oh, she had okay. read the book as okay. well. So, so, um, I wonder if I should read that book. Maybe I should read that book. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, I just uh, finished. I did The Shining and Doctor Sleep, and I'm reading Firestarter right now, but I, I think I might, uh, The Exorcist might be a good book. The book, I, I saw the movie, and then I read the book, and the, and the book is even more descriptive, right. you know, but they, a, a lot of what ends up on the screen is from directly from the book. What do you think is the silliest thing that scared you, um, movie-wise? Or or even, like, uh, TV show? We were talking about this, yeah. like, like non-horror movies or things just in a movie that just scared you. Well, like, for instance, like, Large Marge and... Um, <laughs> and Pee-wee's Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Adventure. The first oh. time I saw that, scared the absolute hell hey, out of me. Hey, yeah. we've said this before, Bilbo... Uh, oh, yeah. when, he, when he when he wants the ring oh, yeah. from Frodo near the beginning of the movie, and he, mm-hmm. ah, he turns evil for a split second. You're like, dear Yeah, Jesus. because he didn't want to fold socks, right? Huh? Because he didn't want to fold socks. No, that was me and my daughter. <laughs> uh, but no, there there are those little moments. But I tell you what, and, and I know it's a conversation we have every year that, you know, The Exorcist, but uh, Salem's Lot, my God, that was oh. another one that just, I terrified up that clip. me. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely scared me to my wits end. And I think I was alone in my house because it was a TV movie. Yeah. And when uh, it was Danny, I forgot one of the Glick boys yes. who, who first dies is is floating at the window and scratching at the window. Oh, my God. And the, oh, my and God. And the music like, Steve, like... I was too scared to touch the television <laughs> to change the channel. Knowing we what I know about you. You had to get up, walk over to the TV and change it. And I didn't yeah. want to touch the television because I thought maybe a hand was going to come through the TV <laughs> and pull me into this into this psychotic right. world. It just was one of the scariest things I'd ever so seen. Toby oh Hooper God. directed this movie, and he directed Poltergeist. And this, it, I don't care. It still holds up. Yeah, and this is a TV movie. We're looking at look at that yeah. demonic face on that kid. And oh. the kid floats into the window. He's scratching because you have to be invited in as a vampire, right? You have to be invited into the house. You can't right. come in. So. And he's right at the glass saying unlock the window, let me in. Uh-huh. And uh-huh. and he, and he let does. Him in. Mm-hmm. Uh, Casey, to answer your question, when I was a kid, the silliest thing that freaked me out was uh, the Count from Sesame Street. I was <laughs> oh, terrified. shut up. I swear to God. Uh, yeah. I was terrified uh, of the Count. Uh, uh, I, think, uh, I think it was the lightning, and, uh, you know, he was a vampire. Yeah. Uh, even though most of his powers were just used for, you know, counting. counting. Yeah. <laughs> Wow. There, um, so there was a Garfield uh, Halloween special that had come out in the mid to late 80s. And there was a point where uh, Garfield and Odie were uh, afraid, and they were running. From a blood mist. <laughs> it was a blood mist. I don't remember what. What I do remember is that when they were running, uh, there was like a song or a beat that was, um, that was uh, it was, you know, like a musical bed that was behind them as they were running. And that, for some reason, uh, maybe it was the time signature or whatever, like, was messing with me. I, I remember, I'm like... This is slightly terrifying for well, a Garfield cartoon. I, I know, yeah. And some people have those. Like I've always, I, I think, since the beginning of watching movies and watching horror movies, my father would always say, "You know, this is this is a movie, and they're they're doing it this way, and there's a, there's a guy doing this, just to sort of mm-hmm. tamp down that I could enjoy them and still get the scare and enjoy it, but just know that it was a movie. But there there are scenes again, not too. A non-horror movie that scared me, but something that I just thought was really jarring imagery in The Exorcist. There are these quick flashes that occur, 
It's a white face yep. rolling to the, to the side, and it's it's totally different than anything you're seeing on screen at that moment. Yes, and it, it's just for a quick flash. I know the moment like, you're talking about. Yep. Yeah, that one was uh, that. That's a scary moment. Absolutely. All right, I got another silly one, Casey. Okay. Do you remember Mr. Boogity? It was a TV movie by oh, Disney. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. No. yeah. And, and he was this creepy uh, guy that would show up and uh, <laughs> I'm looking at Mr. pictures. Mr. Boogity? I'm yeah. looking at pictures now. Look, um, look at the, the, I don't know if you can go over there and see the screen he's got, Steve. That's <laughs> but, scary looking, so, dude. So, but he would That's, come out. That is scary. He would come out of the dark <laughs> and, and uh, the way that he would scare the children would be like, Boogity. <laughs> boogity. Boogity, boogity. But so my, he ain't wearing no clothes. My youngest brother, Josh, was terrified of Mr. Boogity. So Adam and I I would scare him by yelling boogity. Were you guys ever frightened of um, uh, from He-Man? No. Skeletor? Skeletor? No. I was alright with that. I don't think that scared me in particular. Teletubbies? Never never Teletubbies. The one scene in... Yo Gabba Gabba Yo Gabba Gabba. That's a little bit freaky. Yeah, anyway. The... What's the one where the John Lithgow, he's in the plane? Oh, the Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone, Okay. When the, the gremlin, the gremlin, but when it's when the lightning strikes and you see him on the on the wing, he's like, ah, you know, it's cool. just a tiny little blip of a scene, you know. So let me tell you that 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 is it's a mm-hmm. great and that whole sequence is done great. That is a remake of a yeah. classic Twilight Zone episode with William Shatner. Yeah, and and again, I tell you, and I can I have said this on the air countless times. If you've never watched that original episode, uh, it. <laughs> The, the gremlin on the wing, when he's there and he's he's looking and he's had a nervous breakdown and no one believes him and he's seeing this, he's sure he's seeing this gremlin out on the, the wing, tearing at the engine, one yeah. of the engines, and the curtain is closed. It's when they had curtains on the uh, the prop planes. Yeah. And so, you know, he's just like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to prove to myself it's not out there. He pulls the curtain back and the thing's face is pressed right against the glass. Yeah. I mean, you, you just evacuated into your pants because yeah. it was just... Horrifying. It's a great jump scare. Yeah. Uh, there are two movies that I attempted to watch as a child that I still have not watched even into my adulthood. And one of them was uh, Poltergeist because uh, there was a scene in that movie where a guy starts tearing his own skin away in the... Um, yeah, in one the, of the... Uh, you would uh, find it laughable now. Uh, okay. Yeah. And then also, I begged my parents to let me watch American Werewolf in London. Ooh. And the scene, and, and I actually had a hard time watching the Muppet show after that. <laughs> <laughs> because there's a scene in the movie where the family's watching the Muppet Show. Oh, I know what you're talking about. It's and a they dream. come in, yeah, these dream. sort of Nazi sort of like uh, creatures, like pig creatures, uh-huh. yeah. come in and they're wearing masks and and they start slitting throats and all that stuff. That yep. was pretty freaky. Uh, yeah, you know what? When I used to watch the uh, the Incredible Hulk with um, Bill Bixby, <laughs> whenever he turned into the Hulk, I would leave the room because I didn't like that part. You know, because his eyes would turn green. The transformation, like, yeah, yeah. yeah, the eyes. Yeah. Okay, because he would his head would be turned <laughs> and he'd be getting mad. Yeah, and uh-huh. all of a sudden Bill Bixby would look up and go, ah! and yeah. his eyes, would be, yeah. you know, his, they would be green. His pupils would be a different color and. Okay, that used I to, would, yeah, that would rattle me a little bit. It wouldn't scare me so much that I'd need to leave the room, but was it a was bit younger. a little bit jarring. <laughs> it was a little bit younger than you when I they agree. first started doing that. Those lenses, yeah, you yeah. Know, that was that was real. Uh, it was a step up. Now it's it's well, uh, yeah, <laughs> we can do them. You can go to any place and get them. Michael Jackson at the end of Thriller with the cat yeah. eyes oh. that, that scared the crap out of me. When Michael goes, Jackson pretending to be heterosexual. No, yeah. no, but the one scene where like the the zombie starts uh, puking up blood or blood and like coming out of his mouth, like yeah. I think it's chocolate syrup. Well, when he goes. Go away! Yeah. Don't talk to her! That was eight! Whatever that was. guy, the other guy. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Marissa. You know what? Though, that If you watch that, 
It's still, it, it is a great video from it beginning is. to end. Who is that dressed as Wednesday Adams out there? Who is that? I can't tell. Oh, that's Rachel. Hey, is that Rachel? Hey, Rachel. Hey. Oh, wow. Well done. It's the first I've seen. Did she just get here? That's impressive. Seems like she just strolled in. Okay. Having right. a little video chat at the end of the board right here. All right. Go ahead. Uh, my myself. scary one was Steve Martin as the dentist in Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> yeah, I can see what, that. What scared you? It was just terrifying. He's he a looked, lunatic, yeah. lunatic. He's a sociopath. He's... Yeah, he had the drill, and like yeah. the mouth got really big, and then the camera went through the mouth. And I was like six. I probably shouldn't have been watching Little Shop of Horrors. Oh. I, used to, I love that song he sang. And that's so great. how'd it go? Uh, when I was little and just a kid, my mama noticed funny things I did, <laughs> like shooting puppies with a BB gun. Yeah. I'd poison guppies, and when I was done, I'd grab a pussycat and bash his brains. That's terrifying. That's when my mama said, she said, my son, someday you'll have, wait, you'll find a way to make your natural tendencies pay. You'll be, be a dentist. <laughs> <laughs> I love that song. Yeah. All right, do you want me to go a couple calls? Sure. Some of these are things that people that I guess weren't intentionally meant to scare you, but um, did. But did. And so let me let me go to Joe. Hey, Joe. Good morning. Hey, how you doing, Preston? Good, Joe. So what scared you? What What are you uh, admitting? All right. Well, when I was a kid, uh, I always listened to my parents' albums, and I was going through. The list, and it is now one of my absolute favorite Deep Purple albums. Uh, the album Burn. I don't remember what's on the cover of it. Uh, it's the four members, but they're candles. And oh. when you open the album cover, it's the four of them, but they're burned all the way down. <laughs> and when I was a kid, it, it absolutely terrified. That me. would scare you, okay? So that's scary. Yeah. That's that though. Though it's artistic, it's scary imagery. You know, the I, yeah. I know people who can't really look Thanks. at the classic painting, The Scream. It scares really? them. Yeah, that it's just it's very disorienting mm. and, and very unnerving. All right, let me go to uh, Jake. Hi, Jake. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, hey what? what? Subject. I used to uh, be terrified of courage, the cowardly dog, man. <laughs> courage of courage himself or the TV show. Well, when he would get scared and he, you know, when he would scream real loud and you'd see the hole in his tooth, yeah, freaked me out. Like, uh, <laughs> I used to love that. Curious the cowardly dog. I don't dog. remember that. Yeah, thanks. Was that a Hannibal? It sounds Harry. No, 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 no. It's more recent. Yeah, yeah, oh, much more oh. recent. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me go to Maria. Hi, Maria. Good morning. Let's focus on what's important. I want. <laughs> <laughs> love that. All right, Maria. What what scared you? Oh, my God. So when I was little, I, I was probably five or six. I watched uh, The Wizard of Oz. And when the lion jumped out, I remember specifically his hair. I screamed bloody murder and jumped into my parents' arms. Never watched it again. <laughs> wow, because oh it's usually the flying monkeys yeah. that F with kids. Right, right. Yeah. Even, but the Wicked Witch, I didn't like her. Yeah, she was, she was scary, time, man. But... She was. I, I agree. She was scary. Uh, but that's funny because the lion, <laughs> he comes out and he's, he's trying to be right. intimidating. But he's not. But he's not. Well, it really, it worked on me. And I think it was his hair. I remember specifically crying over his hair. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. A lot of Thanks, these things. Maria. That's why a lot of times when, they, when they're putting together like mascots or things that are going to be in kids shows. Yeah. You have to walk a, a fine line because imagery that can be sort of outlandish or, or big can look scary to a kid. But The Wizard of Oz, it, it, and as much as I loved that as a kid, and I know it's not nearly as dark as the source material, it had a wonderful dark tone to all of it. My the favorite kid stuff thing from the always black did. and white yeah. all the yeah. way through it. 
There was, a, you know, just a, yeah. The dog, you know, and, and, and your dog, too. And all yeah. of that stuff was yeah. just, uh, a lot of the stuff that really resonated, If you, especially if you go back to, like, the uh, the Aesop's Fables and all of those things, they always had some sort of weird, yeah. dark thing going on. Well, yeah, mm-hmm. I, you know, I was talking off air yesterday with Preston about the um, uh, Jack and the Beanstalk. And some of those, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, what are the those Grimm's called? Grimm's Fairy Tales. Grimm's Fairy, I mean, yeah. those are, those are, fair, those are, those are. Scary story. They, yeah. 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 But uh, I was watching a show the other day that and I never thought of um, uh, Jack and the Beanstalk about what an a-hole he was. Because, like, dude, the giant's just up there minding his own business. And then he goes up into the giant's house. And there's nothing to indicate that the giant has ever done anything to the people who are on right. Earth. Yeah. Like, in other words, he's just living. In other words, it's like we've lived under the reign of this evil yeah. uh, creature for years, as it's depicted in, in the movie Jack and the uh, Jack and the Beanstalk. It's right. more out of greed than anything because he yeah. wants the goose that lays the golden egg. Because right? he made a bad business decision. Yeah, so he goes up there. He steals a harp and, a, and, and the goose and then... Kills the giant. Then he kills the giant because yeah. he's chasing after him. But like, the, the oh. giant's revenge is eating people. Right, I mean, is, is it? it? I don't. That's his defense, oh, because he, he smells the blood of an English. I smell the blood of an Englishman. Yeah. yeah, and so, so, like, so, do we get the impression that he's he's dropped down for a snack now and then? I well, that's the fear, I guess. I, but, I mean, I get your point. You know, yeah, I mean, yeah. he's, basically, he's a, Jack's a, a thief. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. murderous thief. Uh, somebody texted in and said the California raisins scared me when I was old. <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> yeah. I mean these these bizarre misshapen creatures. <laughs> I thought Gremlins was a, a horror movie. It's a, mostly a yeah. comedy, but it, when is I was. It? No, you think it's a horror? It's a horror movie. When it, I was nine, it, no, it was a horror it, it's, movie. It's meant to be. It's meant to be amusing. It's meant to fall somewhere in 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 between, uh, because you know, like when when she's telling the story of her of her dad, yeah. in Being a Santa dying. costume, yeah. dying in the chimney. Yeah. Uh, by the way, what was uh, the legend of Boggy Creek? Somebody Boggy Creek is an old. So this goes back to like the seventies. It's a horrible horror movie. Super cheap. But it was they used to run commercials for it, so he's kind of like um, like a Sasquatch kind of thing, and uh, and they would run. I mean, I don't know what they're talking about because the commercials were really pretty terrifying. It was this large outside, like a you know a house, and, and uh, yeah, I oh, I could see go. that. Here's another one. Says when I was a kid. Wait, where was it? Uh, Ernest scared stiffs. <laughs> Or no, Ernest scared stupid. It was a troll. Used to scare the life out of me, but I couldn't stop watching it. <laughs> Ernest, know what I mean? Marissa oh found God. this audio of the uh, of the Garfield thing. I, I listen. I don't know if it's the right audio or not, but I haven't heard it since. Let's find Let's out. Reaction. I'm no scaredy cat. This is with Bill it's Murray. The movie is that from? Is that Bill Murray? No, no. Is it... I may be lazy. No, nah, that's not it. Terrifying. Go, yeah. That's not. That's not like Doctor John. All that jazz. I may be So it's from the movie? No, no. no. It was a Halloween special back in the eighties. All right, uh, but that wasn't that wasn't the audio. But it was a nice trip down memory lane. Wait a minute. Hang on. We were just talking about Mister Rogers yesterday. I'm going to go to Frank. Hi, Frank. Good morning. Hey, yo. Yo. Is that part of your Rocky impression? <laughs> that you're, uh, now that I hear it, I guess that's really not that good. No, go ahead, Frank. <laughs> I'm dressed as Rambo. It's, it's good. Right. 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 You can't see it, but over here, hilarious. Right. Um, so as a kid, there was, I guess, an episode of Mr. Rogers where a little kid said his name was Fred, and Mr. Rogers goes, oh, my name's Fred, too. And in my little kid brain, I immediately went, oh, my God, Fred. As in Freddy Krueger? Oh, my God. 
Freddy Krueger. Uh, was convinced. Well, you couldn't tell me otherwise, so... I know, like the nicest man in the world. Yeah. Freddy Krueger. No, you, you. If All you right. make those connections as a kid, especially, you know, they can stick forever. You had, you know, again, just a bizarre a connection. The neighbor next door, Preston, that had the house, the decoration with the headless. That it that wasn't set a decoration. In motion. It was a real person. A real person. And that I saw set them that emotion. Yeah. yeah. And, and it and it set in my brain forever. Yeah. From there on out, it I, it was just uh, whatever. It yeah. it made it it made that impression that sticks with me today. That still scares me. It's very weird. Uh, do we have to break or can I do? Uh, uh you could do like one or two. Okay, you got to go to number uh, two, Lucy. Okay. Uh, hi. Or wait, number two is Sierra. Uh, oh, um, uh, okay. You said number two. No, I said Lucy. Yeah, you, you said, said number you two. Said number two Hi, Sierra. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, what's up? Nothing. So, um, when I was little, I used to watch the movie Signs with my parents, and the scene where the alien jumps out in the birthday party. Here, oh, yeah. yeah. Well, that's meant to be. And that's it's just, meant to be jarring. And it's just a moment. But but Casey was yeah. talking about like a flash a second. You were talking about like right. that face in in the uh, in the Exorcist. Yeah. Same thing. It walks right past oh an opening. God. Yes, it's, and it's just a split second. Uh-huh. You're like, whoa! And, and yeah. Joaquin Phoenix jumps up, and the uh, yeah, that that footage. Yeah, that's a good I locked, one. I locked myself in my closet for a good <laughs> two hours. My mom had to like <laughs> lead me out with like. Dinner, being like, Sierra, there's nothing out here, and I'm like, Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, it's like news footage, and they're watching yeah. it. Uh, We're on... looking at the scene right now, and then they look down this sort of like a a, a walkway. Yeah, and yeah. It's, yeah, we'll get to it. I, I, I want to see it because I remember <laughs> it. <laughs> there it goes. Absolutely going. What? Uh, hang on a second. We're waiting. Okay, we're watching we're for waiting. it. We're watching. Ah! Yeah. No. Yes. <laughs> Not so scary when you know yeah. what's coming. And Joaquin reacting to it was the exact same reaction that I had as well. Let me go to, now we'll go to Lucy. Hi, Lucy. You are on the air. Good morning. Hi, it's, uh, it's Lacey, actually. Oh, sorry, Lacey. What's up? Okay. Uh, so, not me, but my brother used to be terrified of the Siamese cats in Lady and the Tramp. They were mean. They, they were, were bad. bitches. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he watched it once and then couldn't watch it ever again. Oh, that's funny. They have the song, right? Yeah, we are Not Siamese, if you please. We are Siamese, Scarter brother. Please. Yeah. Uh, let me go here. Casey wants me to go this one. Here you go. Aaron, you're on the air. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Wonderful. So we were talking about things that really, you know, sh- that scared you more than they should have <laughs> from movies. A little bit more. Yes, that's correct. So, so what do you have? I was terrified of the Goonies, but it was mostly because of Sloth. <laughs> now, S- Sloth he is... He wiggle his ear. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. thing where he made that. So yes. it just kind of creeped me out. <laughs> Sloth was, was originally, I mean, the way he's set up is scary, and then oh, hopefully yeah. he's supposed to win your heart yeah. because he's a moron. Right. No, because... <laughs> who was, who played that? Was it... Lyle Alzado? No, no. Tusek or no? It was um the same guy who played another big character. Joe who was Uh, Ron Jaworski. Nick's gonna look it up right now. Thanks for your call. By the way, I do love when it was uh, Daniel Day Lewis. (laughs) I do love when he when he breaks the chain Uh so he can get to the baby Ruth, and he's like, "Jeez, boy, you're hungrier than I am." (laughs) He actually breaks these chains to get to the candy bar. John Matusak. John Ah, Matusak, Matusak, that's it. And uh, Kate in Caveman. He yeah, plays, that's right. He plays, um, I forgot the guy's name. The main, Ocker, Bocker, the Dye, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever caveman name he had. Uh, and he's in One Crazy Summer. Yeah, he passed away. He plays Demi Moore. 
No, he plays Stain. Who was Stain in One Crazy Summer, Casey? We I, know that mm, movie well. Was that Stain? maybe one of the, the A-Hole's buddies or something no, like that? No, because he was huge. Yeah. All right, anyway. Uh, well, thanks for your calls. We do appreciate it. We have to take a break. We're going to do that. Come back in a second. <laughs> I got some bizarre file stories that we're going to line up and knock down for you when we get back on this Halloween morning. Stay with us. What's new? Glad you asked. Dinosaur Pilo. The struts. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. All right, some B-File stories of what you ordered, and we got them right here. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre Files. Brought to you this morning by Primo Hoagies. Watching the game with some friends this week. Score big and serve in style with Primo Hoagies. Order online at primohoagies.com. It's not just a hoagie, it's a Primo. Well, a man is in custody after officials say he rode down a Topeka street in a stolen excavator, leaving houses with property damage and endangering officers. Police say 46-year-old Shane Funk was driving the stolen piece of machinery. Shane Funk. Yeah, when officers arrived at the scene, they urged him to stop the excavator. Instead, he started waving the loader at them. (laughs) Oh, my God. That Uh, is such a Shane Funk move. uh, Officers then used, uh, it says here, rubber devices to keep those. From operating the excavator, I don't know what the rubber devices were, but they, they have a it's, it's a, a dildo strip they roll out in front of the. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. so that that can stop an excavator. Uh, officers evacuated residents in the excavator's path to prevent any harm to people who lived in the area. Funk was booked into the Department of Corrections on multiple felony charges. A Mississippi woman who was missing for days after visiting a California national park has been found. After spelling S-O-S with rocks on the ground. Mm. They actually saw that. Mary Johanna Gomez was uh, recovered alive and in stable condition after a National Guard C-130 aircraft spotted the help message and identified a person nearby. Sauce. Yeah, sauce. (laughs) wonder what that means. Sauce. Yeah. Uh, Bringing much-needed relief to concerned family members. A woman was uh, finally located off a trail approximately three and a half miles from her vehicle which was discovered by a park ranger and strategically used to narrow down the search zone. Good for her. She had attempted to write, I am stranded and running out of food. Please send help quickly, but I realized she didn't have enough rocks. Uh, Gomez was first reported missing by her family last Friday after missing a work shift. It emerged she had uh, arrived at Kings Canyon National Park last Wednesday during a day off. Last contact was made uh, the next day when she sent text messages to her daughter with photos of the region. In correspondence with the family, Gomez also indicated to the family she wanted to visit Sequoia. Mm. Uh, multiple teams searched the area close to her vehicle with dogs, aircraft, and foot personnel while the woman's husband and daughter arrived in Kings Canyon on Sunday. Uh, but they eventually tracked her down and found, found her. You ever spell out letters like on the beach? You know, try, try to do a... Just for fun, yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. yeah, see if you can walk and make a giant <laughs> word, yeah. Uh, New Hampshire woman is pushing back against cemetery officials... After she says the Halloween decorations she placed on her son's grave have been repeatedly removed. Christina Wally had decorated the grave of her son, William Cole Wally, with a skeleton wearing a cowboy hat. Now, I saw the pictures. 
It would. I would kind of be weirded out if I went to visit my relative's grave and I saw what looked like bones laying all over the place. So I don't know. I. I, I can. Yes, I, I think that's a little much. Her son died in 2016 at the age of 18 after riding a horse in a rodeo. He had a heart attack after the rodeo competition. What? Uh, yeah, she said, I'm getting tired of Cole's Halloween. Uh, is on Facebook. I'm getting tired of Cole's Halloween decorations being removed. And she shared a uh, photo of the decorations before and after they were removed. This is rude. There is nothing wrong with having a little fun with death. Maybe have that fun at home. Yeah, sometimes you have to laugh because there's so much to cry over. She said the decorations aren't interfering with mowing since there's no grass growing on her son's plot. This October gets some spirit, she wrote. Uh, The chairman of the cemetery, though, said the commission has the right to remove any decoration that is under uh, and is under no obligation to contact families about the removals. Uh, She told the newspaper the skeleton decoration was in the way of landscapers who mow the cemetery every week. Uh, She said the cemetery may be... Uh, may be their new eternal home, but it doesn't have to be dull and boring. It can be full of life and convey the happiness that they shared in life with so many. Did she put out like a horn of plenty for Thanksgiving? <laughs> I don't know, but it was, uh, it kind of thought it was kind of freaky. And personally. I certainly understand doing it in the spirit of the person who passed away, but there are other people around you. Yeah, exactly. Other dead people. Uh, let's see. How about this one? Uh, firefighters worked nearly 90 minutes Sunday to free a land surveyor who got stuck in mud up to his waist. Oh, man. A little while back, we were talking about quicksand, quicksand, and this is kind of what quicksand is. It's just muck that you get stuck in. Uh, The fire chief, Eric Sylvan, said crews went to the scene shortly after 11.30 a.m., but it took rescuers about 15 minutes to actually find the man. He was in a pond that had been drained. Uh, He said he went in uh, doing land surveying and just started sinking and couldn't get himself out. He was waist-deep. And the more he wiggled, the more he sank. Uh, Sylvan said the man was located about 150 feet from the interstate. Police had uh, reached the man first, tried to pull him out, but uh, the officer sank in mud up to her knees. So she retreated and then waited for the firefighters. Uh, They shut down the highway, and they used aluminum ladders across the mud to reach the man. Yeah, yeah. They dug with shovels and used straps to pull the 6-foot-4-inch surveyor out. Uh, Once you're in there... And the suction of trying to get out yeah. keeps you in. It makes it worse. Yeah. So, uh, but they managed to uh, get him out of there. Uh, and we'll do one more story. A squirrel ran Child! through the Vestavia Hills United Methodist Church during a morning service that was being filmed to post online. Uh, Senior Pastor Bill Brunson was addressing his congregation as they screamed when the animal ran through. Uh, he addressed the situation by saying, let me share with you. Many years ago, Ray Stevens in a song entitled The Mississippi Squirrel Revival (laughs) when a squirrel went berserk in the first self-righteous church in the sleepy little town of Pascagoula. Uh, The congregation members tried to trap the animal using the collection plate. Was it there to receive? Uh, He can be heard in the video saying, if you have any squirrel capturing skills, if that's your spiritual gift, move to the balcony (laughs) and assist in the hunt. And there you go. That is what I have in the bizarre file for you. All right, we're going to take a break. Come back in a second. We'll see if you've been paying attention. Have some lesson questions prepared. Ask one of you a prize for the correct answer. We'll also get the trash and music news back in a moment. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an internet connection. Check out the mobile app or go to WMMR.com. You'll figure it out from there. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
<laughs> Kiss and God of Thunder on 93.3 WMMR. This is used in the original uh, The Omen. The Omen, that's right. And do you remember uh, Kiss? There was, a, there was a time when uh, Satanism was thought to be rampant through uh, rock music. It was all the rage. It was. That's right, Gene. <laughs> and then I got introduced to the wonderful world of poultry. Uh, do you remember what the rumor was, what KISS stood for? K-I-S-S? Remind me. Kings in Satan's service. Uh-huh. Kings in Satan's service. Right. Uh, and I remember being told that, and I was uh, I was of the age where I kind of like bought into it a little bit. I'm like, ooh, I, I can't listen to them anymore. Well, when you first saw them, it was like this. They, they were boundary pushing in their approach. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, then once they started to do uh, cartoons and comic books, you realized eh, it's probably not working for Satan directly. There was uh, Gene was on an episode. It was like the Dinosaur Show or something <laughs> like that. And he's in full makeup. Yeah, yeah. And he comes out and he's just being that character. Right, He right. wasn't doing a straight interview. And the audience hated him, right? Because they oh thought he represented. This is a, this is he is going to corrupt the youth of America. He's evil, right? He's flat out evil, and uh, it's cringeworthy to watch it because of how uncomfortable it is. You can find. Did he do it a on, cooking segment with Dinah? No, you can find it on on YouTube. I think it's Dinah Shore. I'll this is to... how I make crepes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> hand me that whisker, will you, there, uh, Dinah? I do like crepes. Yeah. 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 Uh, If you want them light and flaky, you have to keep the motion going. Yeah. Yeah. And then he would drizzle it with blood from his mouth. So this is um, a serious question. Maybe it's for another time. But Mm. um, Ask Gene. uh, I'll ask Gene. (laughs) Uh, Dear Nick and (laughs) Bella Kinwood. No, I'm, I'm genuinely curious about people who love Kiss because I know, like, like your your buddy Dwayne, for example. Dwayne is currently, All as right. we speak, on the Kiss cruise. So, uh, my, my... so is my uh, my stepsister. Yes, and she, this is her uh, third or fourth one. This wow. is his, I think, ninth. So I have a feeling that they've probably met before. They, yeah, absolutely. So yep. my question is. Um, does the love is the love born out of the love for the music, the pageantry, the the showmanship, all of the above? Everything, the cheesy, the wonderful, the memories, the nostalgia of the rock, the the acts that will be booked on the cruise are are, are bands that we're familiar with, and a lot of uh, like like great guitarists. Who's um the the female guitarist who has been with Alice Cooper? Um, she's she shreds. Oh, uh, uh, Sarah just spoke to her yeah, recently. Yeah. I don't know her name. She's a total shredder, yeah, and, yeah. and mm-hmm. she, she'll be on the cruise. So so Nick, it's basically. You know, that and embracing of all things Kiss and the peripheral culture. Is it Wink and a Smile and Tongue and Cheek stuff? Wink and a Smile, wonderful nostalgia, love of the music. I think they really like the music, though. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I, I think that they, uh, you know, they they think Love Gun is a great song. Yeah. Right, and and if it is for you, it is. And and I've seen Kiss in concert, and I had a good time. It just... The love, the adoration for me seems a little foreign, but I'm just, I'm, I mean this as a curiosity, not as a yeah. slight. Yeah, no. no I, and I'm fascinated, like, Dwayne loves right. the band and, and all things. He he bought one of those um, those vaults that Gene Simmons put out with the mm-hmm. uh, the collectibles. But again, you know, and some people sort of, like, frown on, Kiss is providing a lot of really wonderful stuff for their fan base. Yeah. And if you don't get it, you probably think it's weird. But if you're a fan, you're super thrilled they're doing this. My favorite band is Pearl Jam, and Pearl Jam's lead guitarist, Mike McCready, loves Kiss. And yeah. I, I always found that curious, but, like, that's what he grew up on, and that rock yep. for him was means so much. He still loves Kiss to this day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, they're, they're, their fans are diehard. They love their fans as yeah. long as they're paying. Right. They love their fans. Yep. If you didn't pay, Gene might have something to say about Tyler, that. Tyler, would but... you hand me that cream? <laughs> <laughs> Just a pinch of cinnamon, please. Somebody texted in and said it was the Mike Douglas show. Uh, uh, so I'm not really sure. And uh, people are texting as well. Like Bands like Ghost uh, is the new... Kiss. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and I could, I could absolutely. I'm the new kiss. <laughs> yes, you are, young man. Uh, the guitarist is Nita Strauss. There you go. So she's a she's yeah. a shredder. Yeah. So and also people are correcting me. It was knights in Satan Satan's service. Maybe it, it was different in different regions. What right? did you say, kings? Yeah, kings in Satan's service. Okay, so, similar. Yeah. Right. Kill bosses in Satan's service. Anything with a K. Okay. Kitty cats in Satan's uh, service. Satan's service. Yes. Kathy Cali- Romano. Yeah. Kathy Romano in Satan's service. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Dear uh, Nick in Bella Kinwood, <laughs> to answer your question, it was Kathy Romano in Satan's service. Thank you. Thank you, Gene. I got to show you guys my to- I-, I have to take pictures of my rock uh, bathroom. Uh, That's I sh- awesome. I showed Casey that Gene is, is represented okay. in-, in my rock and roll bathroom. And I'm only just like an okay Kiss fan. But he's so iconic. The makeup is so iconic that I had to put make it a part of my theme. <laughs> Brett Hamilton was a huge kiss. Oh, fan my God. Time. And yeah. then he interviewed Gene Simmons. <laughs> that, that he wasn't? That went to hell. Really? He caught, he caught Gene on a bad day. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. And, and, but, and that ruined it for him? <clears throat> we love... Yeah, we, he was, he was going to do a sit-down interview him, and yeah. he set up a, 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 a camera... To record it as well. Gene didn't like that because he wasn't asked about being on camera first. I understand yeah, that. Yeah. Those are the types of things you need to ask about first. Uh, and then <clears throat> at the time, Brett was married and said something about being married. And then Gene scathed him about why would you ever get married? Right. Mm. What is the point of all that? And then it just went bad. Yeah. It's a shame. So, yeah, that yeah, sucks. It can happen. Did he have a kiss pinball machine? <clears throat> he, had, he did. He had tons of stuff. Yeah. And he, he did. He, he was... He had all the hermetically sealed kiss figures in his yep. basement. Yeah. Yep. Me, I could never do that. I'd want to play with them. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the, you know, it's every. But again, uh, it's it's a culture. Impressed him. Not only Pearl Jam and and so many rock artists have loved Kiss and have had a an inspiration drawn from what they did. So yep. I get it. Yep. All right, we're gonna do today's. Uh... Oh, that doesn't work. I'm sorry, I just glanced at something. It says chickens in Satan's service, but it starts with a K. Yeah. Right. The K is K. silent. <laughs> KFC in Satan's service. K-C-H- uh, KFC. Yes. Kentucky Fried Chicken. Absolutely. In Satan's service. <laughs> okay. Uh, today's lesson question uh, could get you a pair of tickets to see Steely Dan on Friday, November 8th, part of their three-night stand. That's a that's a vibrator, by the way, a dildo. <laughs> that is correct. Steely Dan. From a, uh, from a novel, correct? Right. Yeah. It's uh, from the uh, gentleman who wrote Naked Lunch. Mm. All right. So the question I have for you, man, there's so many good ones today. Uh, let's... <laughs> Oh, my God, there's so many good ones. How about this? What is the most evil invention of the Jersey Devil? (laughs) 215-263-WMMR. What is the most evil invention of the Jersey Devil? And then when we get that answer, I'll give you some of the other ones that I could have asked. Uh, In the meantime, while you're calling in, we're going to do the trash. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by Worldwide Stereo's 40th uh, anniversary mega sale. Three days, two locations, one crazy sale in stores only November 8th, 9th, and 10th at the Montgomeryville and Ardmore stores. And the biggest sale in 40 years. 
Details at WorldWideStereo.com. What's going on, Steve? Well, Chelsea Clinton dissing Jay-Z after he seemed less than impressed by Beyonce's recent baby weight loss. Jay-Z quickly responded to Chelsea's comment, prompting her to ask just exactly where one would find a bag of D's. Uh (laughs) Oh, my God. Caitlyn Jenner celebrating her 70th birthday with a huge dinner party featuring friends and family. Caitlyn prepared the meal herself, which featured fresh venison from an eight-point buck she had recently ripped the head off of. (laughs) (laughs) And finally, Ghost Adventures host Zach Baggins purchasing a ski mask and ice pick from serial killer Ted Bundy's infamous Volkswagen Beetle. Baggins says the second he gets anywhere near the item, he immediately pretends to feel evil. <laughs> and that's your Hollywood show. <laughs> All right, we'll see if somebody knows the answer to this question. What is the most evil invention of the Jersey Devil? We discussed, uh, we were discussing various um, urban legends. Yes. Earlier this morning, had no idea that not only was the Jersey Devil a winged creature in the Pine Barrens, but also uh, is an inventor of something that is demonic in and of itself. So 215-263-WMMR is the number. So let me see if we can find the answer. Yeah. I'll go to DJ. Hi, DJ. Good morning. Hey, sorry to bother you bitches at work. It's all right, bitch. (laughs) What was the most evil invention of the Jersey Devil? That would be Jug Handles. Jug Handles. You got it, man. Oh, nice, Casey. Yes. From Lost Boys. Still holds up. We were talking about this. I watched it yesterday. Did you really? Yeah. It it, it was on HBO. It's now nostalgic, but it's got some kick-ass vampires. All right, uh, DJ, hang on the line. We are going to get you a pair of tickets to see Steely Dan on Friday, November 8th at the Met, part of their epic three-night stand at the Met. November 6th, 8th, and 9th, and the show on the 9th is sold out. Some tickets remain for the 6th and the 8th, and they are available via Ticketmaster.com. Complete details at WMMR.com. Do you remember the name of the town that they lived in? San Dimas. No, that's uh, Bill and Ted's excellent adventure. All right, uh, of all the things in so-and-so... I hate about too many damn vampires. Yeah, um, I thought it was San Dimas. No, San Dimas High School football rules. Okay, that's from uh, Bill and Ted's, but it's uh, Santa Carla. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Make sure it's you either went, Santa Carla. You went like or... this. You went Santa Carla, and then your eyes shifted like yeah. this. Like I think no, yeah. it's Santa Carla because uh, it would. It's Santa. Carla or Santa... Where it was Clara. filmed. It's either Santa Clara or Santa I think Carla. Santa Clara. Santa Clara, perhaps. Carla, I was better. right. Oh, nice job, Case. Hey, high five. Well Come done. On. That's okay. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm, Give I'm, it to I'm, <laughs> I don't want to touch you. I would never do that. <laughs> All right, we got to do music. Well, you're going to... I'm sorry. Is music new on 93.3 WMMR. You were going to read the other one. You were going to read the other questions that you didn't get to. Oh. Lesson questions. All right. Yeah. So, so just sing it as you do it. Uh, no, it's, yeah. I, I don't, to make them musical? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. It was uh, traditionally the witching hours between 3 and 4 a.m. What happens at 5? What? The whores come in. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then the other one I was going to ask is, uh, for Caitlyn Jenner, what is Terminator's fuel? Ambrosia? There you yeah. go. Yeah. We barely. That's when the whores come in. We barely remember our own show through the wow. course of the morning. Yeah. All right. Music news brought to you by the October Auto Fest at Hyundai City. Uh, this fall air has. This fall air has. <laughs> air has never been cheaper. Brought out their best deals of the year. 
<laughs> I thought it was saying this fall, comma, air, air. has brought out their <laughs> best. No, it's this fall air. Where'd you get that air? Has uh, brought out their best deals of the year. More savings, more for your trade, more overall value. Shop now at HyundaiCity.com. Awesome. They certainly got their value out of that. (laughs) (laughs) Added 10 seconds onto it. So Dave Grohl will make a guest appearance on Nick Jr.'s Ryan's Mystery Playdate, on which he'll (laughs) hang out with series star and seven-year-old YouTube sensation Ryan Kaji uh, through a series of physical and musical challenges. Ryan Kaji, not... Totally so, from the air. Yeah, this is on Nick Jr. This is for the little right, kids. Right, right. So I, I haven't seen Nick Jr. In I just watched The Descendants. Years and years and years. Well, that's on regular Nickelodeon. Yeah, yeah. So no, no, that's, that's on Disney. Oh, that's on Disney. Yeah. I'm sorry, but uh, so that's a, it's a good question, Steve. I don't know much about him. In the preview clip, Dave says that his daughter watches the show constantly, adding that appearing on the show is kind of the coolest thing yet. Uh, he says that uh, getting to jam with Ryan. Is like, quote, meeting a real rock star. I'm not the rock star here. Ryan is. Uh, Grohl plays acoustic guitar, kazoo, and drums and gets a pie in the face in the preview. Who's who's the YouTube kid that basically unboxes and plays with toys? Like oh, he, yeah. And he's, like, he's a multimillionaire, yeah. yeah. Uh, as Kaji strums Grohl's guitar, the Foo Fighters leader says, I hope he's ready to rock <laughs> and stresses how important it is for kids to learn about music and how to play an instrument. Uh, Dave adds, best part is when you get together with your friends and play a song. That's the best thing. Uh, the teaser doesn't give an air date, but it's likely to air on Thursday today. Uh, play date airs on Nickelodeon every day at 1130 a.m. <laughs> Eastern time. We'll have to get some audio from that. That's cool. Trent Reznor has told Forbes in a new interview that his previously negative feelings about being nominated for induction into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in, two th- of, in 2020 uh, have changed after he himself inducted The Cure at the 2019 ceremony. Uh, Reznor explained, I wanted them to be inducted properly. I thought I could do a a good job. Uh, Went there, uh, and as I was in the audience sitting there, it felt kind of cool in the audience. So I'm sitting at the table with the Radiohead guys, super nice, and I think we all kind of looked at it like, wow, this could be bull S. Uh, And then he continued and said, um, then I walked out to do the induction, It's loud applause uh, for them, and it seems real. They come up, and I can see that Robert Smith is happy, and the other guys in the band are all kind of freaked out, and it felt validating. I wanted to see them respected someplace uh, that I I feel they deserve, and it ended up being a pretty cool experience, and I thought, all right, this doesn't feel as bull s as uh, I kind of snarkily dismissed it as, and I don't have any problem admitting that I've changed my opinion about something. Well, that sometimes you do. And, uh, you know, like we've softened on some things. I've, I've found it easier the older I get to admit I was wrong about mm-hmm. that, you know. And so he's doing it right yeah. here, which is cool. Um, it, whether or not Nine Inch Nails is named as an inductee in January, Reznor remains humble about his position on the ballot. He said, I can look at that ballot uh, this year, Todd Rundgren, Depeche Mode, Kraftwerk, and it's hard for me to, to make an argument why I should get him before they do. Those guys, all of them, have been incredibly integral to me. Uh, even having a band. So, you know, he, he wants to see that. So he's a big first. Cure fan. Yeah. Yep. Uh, by the way, 2020 induction ceremony is set for May at Cleveland's Public Hall. Uh, bassist, one eight, uh, I'm sorry, Blink-182 bassist Mark Hoppus and drummer Travis Barker explained in a new interview why rapper Lil Wayne uh, nearly left the two acts co-headlining tour this past summer after missing a handful of shows. Uh, he... 
Wayne and Mold quitting in the trek after July 11th. Uh, set in Virginia was greeted by less than enthusiastic reception, but Hoppus defended the rapper, explaining uh, there were three issues on the whole tour. One of them was because he couldn't even get to the venue. One, he left because the cops were after him, and the one where he walked off stage was because of a storm. Um, okay, why were the cops after him? Uh, the set in Virginia, after 20 minutes, uh, he had said that he was considering dropping off the tour. Hoppus stressed the largely overlooked fact that a violent storm nearly canceled the show, leaving thousands of fans stranded outside during Wayne's opening set. And then Travis Parker said, sometimes uh, he would hit me and he'd be like, hey, I'm about to let everyone else know I can't make it to the show. Uh, this, this, and that's going on. But it usually is protect himself and his freedom. He said, if you're in a state and the cops start telling you everywhere... Uh, start tailing you everywhere, and you're going to get pinched for smoking weed. It's just not worth it. So I guess that's it. Lil, come so, back. Yeah, I don't know. Lil. Uh, they don't have any future tour dates set up at the moment. One last story, and then we have a concert announcement. Michael Stipe says that U2 and Nirvana played a big part in the sound and vibe of R.E.M.'s 1994 classic Monster. Uh, tomorrow, the band will release the 25th anniversary edition of the album. The six-disc deluxe monster reissue features the original album, fully remastered, as well as contemporary remix by original producer Scott Litt. And then it's filled with all kinds of unreleased demos and videos and all kinds of things that you can get. Michael spoke to the BBC, looked back on Monster, saying, I like it. Uh, It's a pretty audacious attempt at reinventing who we were at the time. And doing something that was loud and brash and punk rock. The fact that they would commit to going through little kids' bedroom doors... (laughs) <laughs> and, uh, you know, scaring them and doing a lot, I think. That's Monsters, a- Inc. What? That was a movie. It was an animated movie. Oh. Uh, so he says, I'm happy with it. Uh, we did not want to become the dancing monkey. Uh, that was not at all our agenda. We didn't want fame. We didn't want money. We wanted to be a, vi- a vital creative band that informed all the choices. He went on to pinpoint where his main musical inspiration came from at that time of the sessions. He said, at the time, I was taking a lot from U2 and Nirvana. Uh, to tell you the truth, they anything were look- from Kiss? Nothing from Kiss. I'm sorry. Mm. Uh, <laughs> sorry to hear that. <laughs> mm. <laughs> he said they were looking at rock. Agree to disagree. <laughs> they said that they were looking at rock music and the idea of rock music, rather than being in the middle of it. They were taking a step back and looking at it from a different place. We all felt like that was a good place for REM to go. When pressed as to whether prior to 19, his 1994 death, Stipe was in talks with Kurt Cobain to team up on a project, he said, well, yes and no. He said, I put a project in front of him to try and pull him out of the hell that he was in. I knew that he had admired me and R.E.M. a lot, and I came up with an idea for a project. I wrote him a letter. I sent him a plane ticket. I sent a car to his house to pick him up and bring him to the airport. We did everything we could to try to pull him out of the mental state that he was in, but that level of anguish was untouchable. Had no idea. You did the best you could. He did, absolutely. <laughs> Should have brought in some chicken. <laughs> or a chicken, I'm sorry. A chicken. I wouldn't want to kill those. A I'm service chicken. chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a companion? Yeah. A types? Okay. Don't pet my chicken, it's working. All right. Uh, <laughs> There's a little sign yeah. on it. Yeah. All right, I have a concert announcement. All right. And this is, a, this is kind of a twofer, man. I'll lead with uh, who's headlining this show, okay? And then I'll give you the other group. But this is pretty solid. Uh, the show will be Wednesday, August 5th. It's a ways off next year. BB&T Pavilion. Uh, but returning to the Philly area will be Journey. Whoa! 
Yep, Journey is coming back to town. Uh, and like I said, the show is August 5th uh, at BB&T Pavilion. And along with Journey, do you have some music ready? Along with Journey, The Pretenders. No kidding. Yeah. That's a solid bill. That could be a good night of music right I've there. I've seen The Pretenders. Have you seen them? Yeah. They good? It's, great. it's a great show. Can, I, you get, know, I, can you get past Chrissy Hine being a bit of a I did then. I don't person? know if I can now. Yeah. And sometimes that's bad because it, it, uh, it does taint my... So our unofficial wedding song is I'll Stand By You, yeah. my wife and yeah. I, you know... Yeah. So who knows? Yeah, you know, it's a sh- if it's a good show, it's a good show. Uh, she speaks her mind, you know. I mean, and, and, sometimes you don't want to hear that. But the music is good, and uh, obviously, Journey is a, a thick catalog as well. Tickets go on sale Friday the eighth, so a week from uh, tomorrow. Uh, Ticketmaster.com. It'll be at ten a.m. There will be a pre-sale next Thursday, uh, a week from today. Uh, 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. while supplies last. And the password and complete details are on the concert page at WMMR.com. And you can listen to Pierre's show all next week to win tickets before you can buy them. So that is Journey with the Pretenders. Wednesday, August 5th, BB&T Pavilion. I love this song. Yeah. This, this beat is so good. <laughs> All right. I and got to do something for you. I'm sorry, I got to do something for you, Preston. There Please. you go. This is, oh, I, yes. This is my journey jam. I, I, when this comes on, you guys have been here. You know, I shake the room with the monitors. All right, with that, we're going to take a break. We'll come back in a moment. <laughs> and when we get back, we'll do the... This is my uh, favorite Pretender song. It's very scary. <laughs> <laughs> we'll do the letter of the day for the word of the week prize. So stay with us. We'll return in a moment. What's new? Glad you asked. The Black Keys. Greta Van Fleet. Five Finger Death Punch. New music. More of everything that rocks. On 93.3 WMMR. Crew on 93.3 WMMR. A perennial this time of year. Shout at the devil. I thought we tried to play some that have been a little bit offbeat themed songs today that you don't hear every single time Halloween rolls around. You know, Pierre is going to have you covered all oh, over the yeah. place. Yeah. yeah, so we played Man in the Box earlier and uh, Boris the Spider and People Are Strange and just some kind of moody songs, beautiful people, stuff like that. So And classic horror movie music like That's this. All morning long. Composed yeah. by John Carpenter himself. About 1040, as we are coming to the end of the program, I'd like to thank you for uh, checking in with your phone calls this morning and contributing. You've been our guest this morning on the show. Nice. And we do appreciate that. Uh, let me see. What do we need to do? Normally, I thank guests. We didn't have any guests. But no, but I, I do have a special Halloween shard out that yes. I'd like to deliver. Oh, okay. um, so this is uh, from... Be, there will be some blood in it. Yeah. yeah. So this is from our general sales manager. His name is Jim Antes, and he is a... Uh, uh, he lives in Evesham Township, and so he wanted to give a shout-out to Ryan Willard from the Evesham Township Police Department. He said that, that the whole police department listens to us all day, every day. So this is a special police Halloween shout-out for Ryan Willard. All right. And Willard was the uh, the kid in uh, Ben, right? The, yes. The rat guy. So there was Willard, and the rat was Ben, and yeah. then there was a sequel called Ben. Yeah. And that's where the Michael Jackson song. And then didn't... Um... They remade it. 
Yeah, with, with uh, uh, Crispin Chris, Glover. That's what I was trying yeah. to think of. Crispin Glover. Was that any good? You see it? Nah. I didn't see it. The first it. ones weren't even that good, but there nah. was, it, was, it was just bizarre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and he would use his rats would go after people that like picked yeah. on him and stuff. Right, right, right. Yeah, uh, right. I did enjoy the movie conversation this morning. We took it a little bit offbeat and <laughs> talked about things that aren't scary, scaring you uh, from movies. But uh, how about your ha- your Halloween list? Is that uh, the movie list? Yeah, I haven't updated in a while because a lot of the ones still hold true. But I know sure. it's up. It's it's up in there. But there's some good selections. If you, uh, I'll I'll probably post some, even though it's after the fact this weekend, just to accrue a, a list. But there, because there's honestly. There's a great um, streaming channel. I think it's from through A and E. It's called Shutter S H U D D E R. Oh, and it's a great. Um, you know, I pay a little bit extra for it, but it's uh, if you're a horror fan, it's really solid. I think this weekend I haven't I haven't gotten prepped for Halloween yet. The most we've done is Adam's Family and Adam's Family Values yeah, yeah. has been on. So my daughter and I've watched that, but I haven't. Watch anything really freaky leading up to Halloween. I may watch this weekend. You know, might yeah. be the time to do that. Watch, yeah, for fun. Watch again. It's it's a little. It's it's has a little bit of gore. It has a little bit of fun. It has a little bit of urban legend type stuff to it. it it's it's much, very much like Tales from the Crypt. I'm talking about Trick or Treat. Okay, and it has this little character, this Sam character in it that is uh, is cool. And a lot of it's it sort of to me, it's. Um, it's you know I watch that I have to watch that and I have to watch the original John Carpenter Halloween yeah because it's just badass and The Exorcist always gets a viewing if you haven't if there's there's some I think it's on the list also if you haven't seen the movie of The Descent yeah uh, in a in a long time that's one worth revisiting um, that trick or treat movie is that on demand or yeah it, okay yeah, yeah all right I might check that out then. All right, uh, Pierre Robert is here. He's getting ready to uh, take the helm and lead you through your holiday midday and then into afternoon and all this stuff. How you doing, man? I'm great. Excellent. You know what? It's cloudy outside, but it's actually warm. It's going to be 74. Wow. It's the wildest yeah. thing. I mean, it's like I've it was pouring rain, and so I have a little raincoat kind of thingy thing on, and you don't um, need any kind of... Um, Sweater or anything. Yeah, it's nice. So, yeah. so tonight, honestly, for uh, there's a lot of pros and cons in the in the trick or treat scenario. There is going to be a, uh, a, a couple of hours where you're going to get a break from the rain during prime trick or treat time. It, as Preston pointed out, it's going to be warm, so you won't have to wear a coat over a costume. Right. Yep. So that's all in your favor. So it, it, it actually might work out pretty nicely. I'm assuming you don't get any trick or treaters in your neighborhood. Do you? Um, I, the first year I got my house. Uh, I got all kinds of candy, and I got one. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. You never know until you you got it. You, you know, when, I wonder if we'll get them. I tried yep. it the next year. I got nothing. <laughs> yeah. I, so now I just turn the lights out. There you go. It's a good call, probably. Uh, and I get under the covers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we need to get a letter from you. you ready? Okay. Here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter N, as in nerd. Nerd. All right. And we have one more letter to go tomorrow. We have a $500 Steven Singer Jewelers gift card to give away. And you can visit IHateStevenSinger.com. So make sure you're with us tomorrow to win that. Uh, and so what's coming up on your program today, man? Well, the big Halloween thing. 
uh, is what we'll do. So all Halloween stuff from uh, noon on. One of my favorite days to listen to you is Halloween. Oh, thank you. Love it, love it, thank love it. You. Lots of requests. Uh, you know, Jackie does great stuff. He's been actually building up all through the week. Um, but we'll continue the process and do some of what he's done and more. And uh, then invariably somebody comes up with something you hadn't thought of. Right. <laughs> go, oh, of course. we right. got to get that one in. And so we'll do that. And uh, last, um, the last thing is that tonight was the last night at Pearl Jam at the Spectrum 10 years ago. And uh, so we will do the uh, the version of Devo. You're going to do Whip It? Of course. That's fantastic. Yeah. Um, they do a version of Whip It? Yeah. They, from the that band night? came from out night, dressed yeah. as 80s Devo with a flower pot, the plastic flower pots and the and the yellow um, jumpsuit. Yeah, they're great. And, and they... And they I didn't even notice it. I was looking. I mean, it was such a busy night, and they played like already two and a half hours, I think, at that point. And I, I look away, and then I look back, and all of a sudden, Devo's on stage. <laughs> oh, they they changed during the show. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I mean, it that. wasn't. I don't think. think it wasn't it might like, have been an, off an encore break or something like that. Yeah. Like, they might have been off stage for a little bit, and then came back out with the uh, with the outfits on. But it was it's a great rock version of Devo uh, doing Whip It. Yeah. So we'll get whip it, and uh, we'll whip it good. <laughs> and um, th- that's ri- I forgot how fun that was. And then uh, we'll we'll do the final song that was played at the Spectrum as well. All right, uh, ten years ago this evening. Love it. I, that that video is so iconic, and you, I always remember the 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 girl with the crossed eyes and yes. the uh, oh, this is bizarre things going on, and the cowboys and all that stuff. Yeah. And, yeah. Did you ever see Devo? Uh, I think I might have. Yeah. I saw yeah. them once at yeah. the Tower Theater. Brilliant. I would Brilliant love to have seen show. them. I love oh that band. Oh, my God, it was good. Yeah. I saw so many of them. When I first got into um, yeah, my first full radio gig was at WDRE in New York. So I'd been, Well, I was doing stuff for WBAB, but DRE was, that was right at the height of, you know, what they called progressive alternative. So, you know, the the, the, the Smiths, the, uh, oh, the, yes. the, the, the Cure, uh, the Erasure, that. Uh, Devo. Love it. All that stuff. So love that's, that uh, yeah, it was pretty wild. Nice. Cool. All right, uh, enjoy. Let me thank our sponsors, President Steve Show, brought to you today by uh, the Philly Pops. Come together, Pops Rocks, uh, Abbey Road, and tickets are on sale now at phillypops.org. Also brought to you by Primo Hoagies. Score big when you serve Primo Hoagies for the game. Order online at primohoagies.com and also Acme Fresh Foods, local flavors, the official supermarket of the Preston and Steve Show. Tomorrow on the program, we'll have comedian Tom Cotter in the studio. And Tina Hutchins will be in oh, as well. Michael Hutchins, uh... Yes, correct. Uh, I have five seconds left on this music. That's it. We're done. Ray John, have a great day. Hey! See you. The Breston and Steve love you. Hate you. Line. And I wound up pissing away the whole morning waiting for this guy to show up. I mean, this is screwing up my whole poop schedule. Next message. In blackest heart of Sowy Night, stretched thin is the veil that separates the living from the dead. Go forth, pierce the veil, revel in this bacchanal, an orgy of chaos. Happy Halloween, bitches! Next message. The Preston and Steve Love You, Hate You line. Call 484-434-1333. MMR Rocks. Brought to you by DellToyota.com and DellChevrolet.com. Jack, sell them for less. So, uh, binging shows, we've all done it. Imagine you'd be able to do it even faster 
than you have done it in the past. <laughs> it's a feature that Netflix is quietly testing, and there's a bit of a backlash from the Hollywood creative types. Mobile users of Netflix spotted a new feature on the Android app that allows subscribers to speed up or slow down playback without muting the volume. So usually when you hit fast forward, right. there's no volume. It just speeds up, slows down, whatever you're going to do. Um, but this will be able, you'll be able to play back speeds of point, or so at half speed, three-quarter speed, regular speed, one and a quarter speed or one and a half. That's not crazy fast. It's not. It's, respectively. It's, but you would be able to hear the dialogue and the music and all that stuff. Uh, the feature is not unlike what most podcast and audiobook apps already have, and it's used by some listeners to consume content more quickly. I didn't know that. I listen to audiobooks all the time. I didn't know you could speed it up. So I do wouldn't. I. I wouldn't do that. No. Uh, so the response from the industry uh, is not good. Uh, filmmakers. <laughs> they, yeah, well, you remember, Preston, just b- before you go into this, you remember at the end, years ago, the big thing was the rapid fire credit scroll which now happens routinely at the end yes. of movies when they're yep. going from one movie into another. They'll blow through the credits at the end of a movie, and Hollywood freaked out over that, yet now it's commonplace. Uh, it turns out that film... Yeah, but that doesn't that doesn't mess with the creative. The content, but yeah. still, yeah. Uh, it turns out filmmakers don't like the idea of viewers watching their painstakingly crafted work on chipmunk mode. <laughs> Judd Apatow tweeted out uh, a comment that said, don't make me have to call every director and show creator on Earth to fight you on this. Save me the time. I will win, but it will take a ton of time. Don't F with our timing. We give you nice things. Leave them as they were intended to be seen. Breaking Bad star Aaron Paul wrote, stop. There is no way Netflix will move forward on this. That would mean that they are completely taking control of everyone else's art and destroying it. Netflix is far better than that. Am I right, Netflix? Director Peyton Reed, who did Ant-Man, tweeted, This is a terrible idea, and I and every director I know will fight against it. Director Brad Bird, who did The Incredibles and Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol, said, It was another spectacularly bad idea and another cut to the already bleeding-out cinema experience. Uh, Pete Ramsey, who did Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse, said, Does everything have to be designed for the laziest and most tasteless? Uh, Netflix released a statement assuring that the feature is only being tested and it's not permanent yet. They're just testing it They're for fun. It. Yeah. They're not testing it with the overall plan of implementing it any time. Uh-uh. They just like to test things without the ultimate goal being implementing it in their service. Is it noticeable, though? I mean... Uh, if you start to speed it up... Listen, at certain points, it was commonplace. There there are, um, you know, a uh, certain radio companies for the longest time, would take songs that they aired on the radio and would speed them up. And 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 some I could hear a difference from when, you know, we would play it and another uh, station would play it. You'd, it used to be kind of a, a standard thing to get in more commercials. Um, I, you know, when I watch a show like on if I'm on the, the treadmill or whatever and I'm watching it on the iPad and it's a show that where the content isn't essential, like I'm watching an episode of Friends mm-hmm. or something or and I want to, you know, I'll 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 jump along a few seconds to get past the walking down the street right. scene or whatever, you know, in, in, yeah. in 10 second increments mm-hmm. or five seconds or whatever the hell it is. But, I, but so it's already exists. You can do that manually. Right. I see what they're saying is, you know, let, I think people can manually do that. I don't know. I don't know where I stand well, on this. Yeah. When it, when it, when it's actually when the, when the pace, when the actual speed of the film, if you will, it's not really film, but uh, is sped up. It changes the, 
It changes the timing, changes the tone. People effort with it all the time, though. Yeah. They watch yeah. it in segments. They watch. They'll. they'll, they'll well, they'll, I know that they'll, they'll jump past scenes. So I, I mean, I know, and, and directors have never liked any of that, and yeah. filmmakers have never liked any of that. But would you ever take Dark Side of the Moon and speed it up a little bit? No, no but I mean? some no. people might. You know, um, yeah, I don't. I, I just don't know how how it would look. You, you know, like how like much, an old time movie. Yeah, well, how and, <laughs> and, 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 and yeah. In the room when my children play with their toys. <laughs> there's a. There's a. That's the Godfather. The Godfather part. There's a screen setting on newer TVs now that like it, it on my brother's TV. I I, I can't. I'm like your brother has a TV. He does. I don't mean to brag. Uh, it's not even my TV. It's my brother's TV. So it's like why am I bragging about somebody else's stuff? Stuff. Um, no, it's um, it is a setting, Privilege. and you guys have seen this, where when you're watching a movie or a TV show, they're clearly on a set somewhere. You know what I mean? It is so crystal clear that um, do you even know what I'm talking? It's, it's a motion. It's a motion thing, and you can. And a lot of directors have asked over the years that no. you that you uh, shut that off. That, I, that it, it makes sometimes it'll make it'll make it look like a live soap opera. It'll make it look. Yes. Uh, yes, and sometimes so there are applications for that in sports. Yeah, so well, that's what I was going to say. Right. Like, you know, that setting is fine for a football game or something Do you like freak? That. I mean, if you freak out, if it drives you, I, I'm a it purist. When I'm watching a movie or whatever, I want it kind of to the standards that the director intended it to be. Yeah, yeah. If I'm watching The Real Housewives of Des Moines, <laughs> I don't care. Yeah. Hang on. So it's a feature that, that makes the, the picture look different. Yes. Uh, okay. It's called, like, clear mode or, I, you know, no. most different sets. Yeah. Your set has it. I guarantee Oh, it. I know it does. Yeah. And, I, and I take it off so because it, it just, to me, it just doesn't look right. And then my brother's like, ah, oh, you, you, you get used to it. I'm like, I don't think I can ever well, what get it used does to is, like, in action scenes where there's a lot of, and Nick Murphy can probably, with his video work, could explain this even a little bit better. But but in scenes where there's a lot of kinetic stuff going on, it, it smooths it out. By the okay. way, Nick Murphy had tweeted, yeah, how about we don't F with a time-based medium so much time time and energy goes into crafting pacing don't do this so he's a filmmaker he, he's against it a few people are texting and saying that they listen to our podcast at different speeds so you can listen to our oh. podcast at uh, huh. one and a half times or you can actually slow it down and and somebody said that when they do that occasionally we just all sound incredibly drunk right guess uh, what i get to do Wow. Uh, I suppose if you're in a hurry and you want to listen to the Preston and Steve Show podcast, uh, the one and a half time speed would get that done. Or savor it more with uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I um, like I said, I listen to I listen to audiobooks quite a bit. It never had dawned on me to try to speed it up. Mm-hmm. But it takes an amount of time. And listen, I have to back stuff up so much freaking so many times because right. I just miss it that I wouldn't want it to go any faster than. Oh, it yeah, is. having that that that. Rewind button is cool. I think. In, listen again. It's 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 this this aspect of does it alter the content as you said, Preston? Are you are you going to see it in a different way? If it's something that where you're you're watching it, and you want to get it the way it was intended and enjoy it the way it was meant to be. I think this f's with it. So if if they put it up, don't use it. Well, here's what we're going to do. Had Marissa go and grab some uh, moments in film, some dialogue that might be long enough, and speed it up. Yeah. And we'll see if you can even identify <laughs> what movie it's from. You Two, might as well get ready. Two one five two six three WMMR, and we'll uh, we'll give away a variety of prizes, right, Case? Oh man, we have so many things to give away, including okay. like Artie Lang tickets, uh, passes to join us at the Happy Place, uh, a Union Tap gift cards. We have passes for Doctor Sleep. We got cases of beer. 
Our pets' heads are falling off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so call right now, 215-263-WMMR. We'll play uh, a clip for you and you to identify the movie. While that's coming through, and we're waiting for that, today, or actually yesterday, was a bit of an anniversary, and it was a big one, too, and I did not realize this, but uh, the internet was born exactly 50 years ago yesterday. Wow. How about that? And what I didn't know about this, it was it was in 1969, a computer scientist and his graduate student at UCLA sent a message to a computer at Stanford Research Institute over what was then known as the uh, ARPANET. It's A-R-P-A-N-E-T. And this was the first ever signal sent electronically like this. It was um, a digital D-pick, wasn't no, it? No, it wasn't. But it, what <laughs> what's interesting about it is how little information there was in it. The program was initially uh, designed for military communications. The message was supposed to be the word login, L-O-G-I-N. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's it. Mm-hmm. But the system crashed after two letters. No way. <laughs> so the first message sent over the internet was just L-O. Yeah. That's all they could send wow. because it, of the, it, it overwhelmed the system. Was it possible they were going for their first LOL? It might have been. Yeah, yeah. But I thought that was interesting that 50 years ago they successfully sent the first uh, message on what we now I know remember, is the internet. I remember Preston when they in the office. Uh, There's a DRE in New York when they started exchanging email for the first time. Yeah, and it's like this is this is wild. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah, because honestly, the only way to do it before then was to write it down, stick it in an envelope, throw a stamp on it, yeah. or fax it. Yeah, faxing was faxing already. Faxing available? was faxing was prior to. Yeah, yes, yeah, man. you're right. All yep. right. Um, how often was like a carrier pigeon or like in Game of Thrones, like a raven used? Well, we used it all the time in, in our early days of radio. <laughs> carrier people would send their carrier pigeon, carrier pigeons to win contests. Right. Well, send yes. the pigeon out to win tickets. Play Skinnerd. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Louis got in first. <laughs> Do you mean, when was that kind of the exclusive mode well, of, listen, of airmail? I went and watched uh, Hamilton a couple of weeks ago, and I was just, uh, you know, it sort of, I'm watching this, and I'm like, yeah, it, it like, took months for England to get the notice that, like, hey, we're, we're not going to be a part of you guys anymore. Sure. Like, that took a long, long time. And then, um, you know, King George, it took more months for him to, like, send a letter going, oh, yeah? And then another yeah. three another, months. Uh, yeah. The, finally, the patient just went and <laughs> No, they, they, they would use a, That would have been a ship. That would have been a ship, and it would have yes. taken so long. But a long. ship full of pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> they, would, they would book a, a passage. Yeah. You know, uh, here yeah. comes the pigeon yeah. ship. Yeah. And you walk in the harbor there. Yeah, there's a message. Uh, they don't want you to be the king anymore. <laughs> hey, why didn't you just fly? <laughs> Across the ocean? Uh, but you really ran the risk of, like... The message not even getting there, yeah, you know, and so that's why I was wondering. Um, well, how often? Obviously, error, not a, retry pigeon, not across the Atlantic Ocean, but you know, how often was uh, like a, a pigeon? Well, or, pigeons or, were used or, in or, World War Two, and yeah. you, they were used. Quite, I mean, Spies. listen, and that had quite, to have been the fastest way, right? Well, there I was Pigeon know. Express. <laughs> <laughs> they had little uh, rockets attached to them. Yeah, there was an, an telegraph and stuff like might, that. You got to remember that as well. They might have several birds carrying yeah. the same message, radio and yeah. things like that. Something happened, but I, I yeah, I, I don't know. When your pigeon absolutely has to be there overnight, mm-hmm. <laughs> look it up on the internet. Yeah. Maybe we can find federal out. pigeon. All right, you want to try this out? Yes. We'll see how this goes. Yeah. So we've taken some uh, some mo- movie speeches 
and we've sped them up more than one and a half percent or one and a half times. It's uh, yeah. they're, they're way sped up. It's a time shift that that uh, Netflix is talking about, but still correct. people are not happy about it. Yeah, this we've we've used a time compression uh, to make things move a little more quickly, but it's not sped up the the actual pitch right. of the uh, of the dialogue. So let me go hey! to let me K pitch. <laughs> Uh, Marissa, hi, you're on the air. Good morning. Hey, bitches. Hey, what? All right, Marissa, you ready to try this? Yep. All right, let's see if we can identify this movie from this sped-up clip. Here we go. Just fly around. What the hell is supposed to do, moron? Over. Over. Just over. Nothing is over until we decide this. Is it over with a chubby bumper armor? Hell no. Forget it, bro. It ain't over now. You trying to go in your stuff? Let's get going. Look at me. Let's go. Come on. There's more. Yeah. yeah, but I think you got it. All right. What do you think, Marissa? Uh, I have no idea. Oh, oh, my God. I thought that was an easy one. Oh, my God. Okay. Oh sorry. Oh, my God. Oh, Case, go back uh, go to there. where it was. Yeah. yeah and a little bit, little bit more forward. A little All bit right. more forward. Right there. All right. We'll continue that speech. I'll go to uh, TJ. Hey, TJ. Hey, what's up? Hey, man. Did you hear that last clip? Not really. Right, I'm going to play a little bit more of it. Let's see if you can identify it. Here it is. What's the guts? Huh? This could be the greatest night of our lives. You're going to let it be the worst. Oh, we're afraid to get with you, bro. We're making you trouble. But that's, that's my ass on that line. It's not me. I'm not going to take this. Walmart, he's a dead man. My run. Hey, get in my arm. Yeah. We're not right. But absolutely right. We've got to take these bastards. Now, go fight with conventional weapons. That could take years. Lost millions of lives. No, in this case, I think we have to go all out. This situation absolutely requires the futile and stupid gesture you got on somebody's side. What do you think I have to do? All right. Uh, do you know what that is? I don't know. The Hills of Eyes. The Hills of Eyes. The classic speech from The Hills Have Eyes. <laughs> We're not doing just horror films because it's close to Halloween. Yeah. But thank you. <laughs> And Thank you. In fact, there are, it's just a, a hint, there are no... The, ins- <laughs> the inspirational speech from the hills have eyes. <laughs> let me let me go to Ryan. We'll try one more. Hey, Ryan. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. All right, Ryan, did you catch that? I got it, but I don't know, man. All right, I'm going to play it from the beginning. Listen closely. Here we go. Just fly around. What the hell is supposed to do, you moron? Over, old man. We're going to drop the big... Over? Just say over. Nothing is over until we decide this. Is it over with a chubby bumper armor? Hell no. Forget it, bro. It ain't over now. I'm trying to go in your stuff. The cops get coming. Look at me. Let's go! All right, you ought to know. Hey, it's easy. It's a classic, yeah. Ryan. Uh, wow. Uh, no. Oh! How, Ryan, wow. can, can I ask how old you are, please? 32. All right. Yeah, you should, should get it. You ought to know. Yeah. Yeah. All right, thanks anyway. You're should, not a man. Should I do one more? <laughs> let me try one yeah. more. All right, let me, let me go to Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Hey, guys, F Hunger in the Butt. <laughs> F Hunger in the Butt. Yes, I think that's the theme this year. Yeah, Camp yeah. Hunger. Patrick, do you know what movie that's from? Hey, you know what? I got a guess. I'm going to go uh, Animal House. Yeah! Yes! There it is. Hang on a second, Patrick. Patrick, we're going to give those tickets to Lewis Black, Casey, if you uh, would. Yeah, sorry. I didn't know it was really loud. It stops, yeah, really. Loud. I'll play the, the normal speed clip. Go ahead. But we have uh, tickets to see Lewis Black bring his Gets Better Every Day comedy tour. It's going to be at the Merriam Theater March 6th. T- uh, tickets are on sale this Friday at 10 a.m., KimmelCenter.org. Pre-sale is tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. while supplies last. And the password for that is Rockstar. All right, mm-hmm. and for those who missed it, listen. What's this lying around, sh- well, what the hell is supposed to do, you moron? War's over, man. Wormer dropped the big one. What? 
Over? Hmm. Did you say over? Nothing is over until we decide it is. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! All right, so you get the gist. That's... And this is the difficulty of speeding stuff That's up. That's why you ruin the original source material. All right, we'll go next to uh, Jenny. Hi, Jenny. Good morning. Good morning. All right, Jenny, you want to try this out? We got a new clip. Let's try it. All right, listen closely. Here's the sped-up version. Remember, Netflix is allowing you on their app to speed up with their Android app uh, the, uh, the, the whole presentation. So this is what it would sound like if they sped this movie up. Here we go. That's awesome. That is wow. great. And, and that. you peeled off like five minutes yeah. if you watch that scene. Jenny, any idea? Wow. Um, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, <laughs> my God. Kathy, you got it, right? Yeah. Uh, Actually hurt. Thank you, Jenny. <laughs> Let me try. Let's try Kate, see if I'm she might know. Bye-bye, Jenny. Hey, Kate, good morning. Hey, good morning. Do you need to hear that again? Yeah, I do. All right. Give me one second. Yeah, a second. From the beginning or? Yeah, from, from the, the beginning. beginning. All right. All right, here we go. Tell them we're both in sales. Let me tell you why I suck as a sale. Let's say I go to some guy's office. Let's say he's even remotely interested in buying something. Well, then I go inside. I'm like, don't go. He's interested in buying something. Pretty new pet. Well, the pet is my possible sale. Oh, my pretty little pet. I love you. So I stroke it. I pet it. And I thigh it. Yeah, I love it. I love my little naughty pet. You're naughty. And I take my naughty pet. And I go. Oh, I killed it. I killed my sale. That's right. Well, that's what people like us have got for your head now. Am I right? Got your sick. Got your sick. Uh, Kate, <laughs> what movie is that from? I have no idea. Oh, oh my God. Oh. These are pretty easy. You okay. have to know us and this show. You know what I mean? I feel like they're pretty easy. If not, you they're, also, they're also they're relatively, uh, so at this point, they've. it's not like they're super new. They're, but they fall in a, in, a, in a common demo, and they're, they're mm. iconic films. A lot of people are getting it right yeah. on the textbook. Yeah. Right, yeah. Let me go to Rob. Hey, Rob. Hey, how are you guys? Good. Sorry about your work. It's all good, man. Do you need to hear that clip again, or do you know what no, it is? No, I do not. That what? is from the classic movie, Tommy Boy. Of yeah! course it is. That's right, Rob. Hang on the line. We'll get your information. Casey, what does Rob win? We got a case of Yards Loyal Lager, a crisp, clean, solid American craft lager. Drink Philly Loyal and pick up Yards Loyal Lager at Domestic and Imported Beverage in Glen Mills. You look like a Helen. <laughs> Helen, we're both in sales. Let me tell you why I suck as a salesman. Let's say I go into some guy's office. Let's say he's even remotely interested in buying something. Well, then I get all excited. I'm like, Jojo, the idiot circus boy with a pretty new pet. The pet is my possible sale. Oh, my pretty little pet. I love you. So I stroke it. And I pet it. I massage it. Yeah, I love it. I love my little naughty pet. You're naughty. He's rubbing it on his nose. (laughs) It's like a little bun, a roll or something like that. It's so great. All right. We'll try another one. Let me go to Grant. Hey, Grant. How you doing, bud? Hey, good morning. All right, Grant. So we're speeding up audio from movies. These are pretty classic uh, speeches, and uh, this is to... See how it feels uh, if you were to speed something up, because Netflix is going to allow that, uh, or at least on the, one of their apps. All right, so here we go. You ready? Yep. Here we go. 
Okay, that one's hard. That's tough, but I got it at one point. There was a tip off. Yeah. I, I heard a bit of the dialogue. Oh, I don't man. think I would have gotten that had I not looked at the title. Uh, uh, well, let me see if I, I have it correct. And this is the uh, litmus test here. Hang on. Steve's uh, going to hold up what he thinks his answer is. I. What do you think, Grant? Know. I have no idea. Steve got it right. You got it wrong. Oh. Sorry, bud. Because <laughs> you didn't give me any guess. Uh, <laughs> let me try Jim. Hey, Jim. Trash business is a gold mine. Yes, it is. <laughs> it is. All right. Uh, do you need to hear that again, Jim? Totally. All right, listen closely. This one is hard. I will tell you that. It's not, it's a classic, well known movie, but just this audio is difficult to interpret. Here we go. <laughs> that last, almost last, last part. second. Yeah. yeah. Uh, people are getting it right on the text board. What do you think, uh, Jim? Wow. That's tough. I had the other ones. This one's really tough. It is. It's harder than the other ones. But in the last five seconds, you you there's a there's a sentence that tips it off. Uh, can you play the last five seconds? <laughs> uh, a little bit more, case. All right, listen. Uh, Here yeah. we go. All right. Wow. Uh, it sounds like they're on a plane or a transmission of a radio transmission. Uh, I'm going to say, I'm, I'm going to go with uh, A Few Good Men. Nope. Sorry, bud. Thank you, though. It's, though it's essentially the same story. Uh, not quite. <laughs> Let me go to Heather. Hi, Heather. It's just that you look so nice. That's so sweet. All right, Heather, what do you think? What are you going to hear it again? I think it's Goodfellas. Mm. No. Incorrect. So Sorry. not close. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna reveal what that is. Yeah. Uh, no, wait. We have a texter. Oh, do we? Yeah. Who who gets it right? Mike. Yo. Tell us the answer. Vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, vacation. Absolutely nice. correct. That's uh, Chevy Chase. Hang on the line, Mike. In all the maelstrom of all that rapid fire dialogue, you hear one point. We hear praise, money, moose. Praise, money, moose. Yep. All right. What do you got, Case? Um. Oh, sorry. Uh, I'll sorry. tell you what, Mike. I got to figure out what I'm going to give you a case of beer, right? Do you drink, Mike? I put him on hold. Okay. Yeah, Jack, I love hang it. on here. Okay. Mike, do you drink beer? Yeah. No, All right. On. Well, then you yeah. got a case of Yards Loyal Lager, a crisp, clean, solid American craft lager. You can drink Philly Loyal and pick up Yards Loyal Lager at Queen and Rook in Queen Village. Here's the... I think you're all f***ed in the head. <laughs> We're 10 hours from the f***ing fun park, and you want to bail out. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. We're all going to have so much fun when we need plastic surgery to remove our goddamn smiles. <laughs> Do you know what pisses me off when now when that ends up being played on Comedy Central or whatever, and, and it's edited? They dub right, it. Right now, like, a Step Brothers is, in, is on Comedy Central all the time, and it's like, get it off there and put it on, you know, HBO. Put it back on a channel that can play the full curses. All right, so let me see. Who am I going to next? I'm going to, I believe, uh, yeah, Chris. We'll go there. Hi, Chris. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Rose Beef? Hey, yeah, buddy. <laughs> uh, we got a fresh one for you. You ready? Uh, I don't like I'm this ready, one. Yeah. Hang on. Okay, I'm, yeah, I'm going to do a different one. one. All right. um, I'm going to go with this one. Okay, listen closely here. It is. You're <laughs> The hat of the righteous man is beset on all sides by an of selfish and the tyranny of evil men. 
Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill cherishes the weak through the valley of darkness. For he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost children. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. <laughs> Uh, there we go. Bang, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. That's uh, actually pretty easy. Chris? What language is that? I have no idea. <laughs> oh, no idea. Uh, right. Sorry, bud. Uh, it's in super fast English. <laughs> Let's go to Anna. Hi, Anna. Good morning. Good morning. Anna, do you know that clip? Do you need to hear it again? I need to hear it again. Here we go. Here we go. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the enemies of the selfish and the children of evil men. Blessed is he who in the name of charity and goodwill cherishes the weak through the valley of darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper and the finder of lost Jews. And I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know my name is the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon thee. All right, Anna. <laughs> man, I don't pull fix it. Yeah! Yes! Wow. <laughs> Why you should take a guess when you can. Casey, what are we going to give Anna? All right, we got a pair of tickets to see Lewis Black bring his Gets Better Everyday Sweet. Comedy Tour to the Merriam Theater on March 6th. Tickets are on sale Friday at 10 a.m. at KimmelCenter.org. Pre-sale is tomorrow from 10 a.m. to 10 p.m. while supplies left. Last, uh, the password is Rockstar for that. Here's, here, yo. Uh, just over the last two months, we've had two of the stars of Pulp Fiction on our show. We had John Travolta and The Gimp. You are correct, yeah. All right, here's the, uh, here's the real audio from Jules. No, that's the, the fast audio. Uh, yeah, my bad. Go there down you, one go, you read the Bible, Greg. Yes! Well, there's this passage I got memorized. Sort of fits this occasion. Ezekiel 25, 17. The path of the righteous man is beset on all sides by the inequities of the selfish and the tyranny of evil men. Now, everybody who has seen that movie knows that. That's and scene. you may not, it, you may go right by it if it's too fast. That's it. One more, maybe? Yeah, or that's we it. That's it all we got. Yeah, we got time for one more. Okay. Pull up a good one there, Bobby. All right. All right. Let me <laughs> That's from a movie. It is from The Natural. Uh, I will go to, actually, it says pick me out a winner, Bobby. Hey, Bob, you're on the line. Hey, how you doing? Good, Bob. You ready for a new one? Let's do it. All right. Listen closely. Sped up. Here we go. It's over. See, that would that make it such easier to watch that that entire movie would last 14 minutes. Bob, do you know what movie that's from? I don't even know where to begin with that one. All right. Yeah, that one kind of made me nauseous. Thanks, <laughs> Too fast? Yeah. I'm going to go to Walt. Hey, Walt. Hey, guys. How are you? Good. Uh, Walt, do you need to hear the audio, or do you got a guess? Uh, I can hear the audio. All right. Here we go. Right at the beginning is your tip off. Yep. The very first line should do it for you. We'll try one more. I'm going to go to Patrick. Hey, Patrick. Hey, Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Patrick, do you need to hear it again? No. What is it? I'm thinking Rush Hour. No. <laughs> no. 
No, no, no. Sorry. I think Marissa might be getting a texter. Because uh, how were they doing on the text board? Uh, they were getting it. Yeah, of course. It's the hills have eyes. Uh, <laughs> we should do next time. We should do all segments from <laughs> the hills have eyes. All different scenes. Every moment in that movie. Uh, we are getting in touch with this. Pro- oh, now we lost him. Nah, son of a bitch. That's nah, all right. Um, Can I hear to- what this thing would sound like if I slowed down the fast version of this? Yeah, sure. All right, here. Wait, that's that's time compressed but slowed down. Yes. All right, I've never heard that before. Keep it going. Steve, hang on. It sounds like Klingon. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds a little bit like Klingon. Yeah. All right, anyway, we'll, we'll grab a random text and we'll get a winner. It was from uh, First Blood. Yes. Yeah, Ram- it's, it's Rambo in First Blood. In fact, uh, we have the original clip just to play a little bit, Casey. Yes. yes. It's over. Nothing is over. Yeah. It's over. Nothing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right? It's, it's over. That doesn't sound Nothing right. over. Why are you talking like that? Yeah. Why are you talking like a chip <laughs> It's over. Nothing is over. Nothing is over. Nothing. Nothing. You just don't turn it off. Yeah, that's sped up. It wasn't my war. You asked me, I didn't ask you. That's like... Coming back from Vietnam, calling us chipmunks. That is probably what the, the Netflix thing would sound like. And, and I did what I had to do to win, but somebody wouldn't let us win. And I come back to the world, and I see all those maggots at the airport, protesting me, spitting, calling me baby killer and all kinds of vile crap. You what? Tell them calling us chipmunks. Yeah. Telling us to sing with the other chipmunks. Dave, committing suicide. Nothing over! <laughs> All right, well, thank you for playing along. We do appreciate it. But, it's beautiful. Uh, yeah, it is beautiful, isn't it? So you can see uh, the problem of speeding up yeah, dialogue. It yeah. makes it hard to... Uh, yeah. Who could watch a movie like that? I know. Hey, uh, as we take a break, which is what we're going to do now, I will remind you that we have a secret text word today. We have your chance to win uh, tickets to St. Louis Black's text word secret to 39333. Coming to the Miriam Theater on March 9th. I would like to, however, give away something completely different right All now. All right. What is that? I would like to give away one of our uh, Meet Neat uh, $25 gift cards. $25 Today, the union tap is here, and uh, the Thursday night, uh, the Bud Light Premium Thursday night huddle is tomorrow night with Brent Poor 7 and 9. And uh, they're in Northeast Philadelphia. And uh, don't forget that is, as I said, 7 to 9. 2711 Comley Road is where you'll find Union Tap, we'll take caller number 19 at 215-263-WMMR. Coming back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. 